Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Happy New Year 2023. First show of the year. Going into year nine. Rick Dara here, aka Captain Brunch, being joined as always by his co host, Destin Soglo Frazier. And to think, we didn't even need to jump around this time. Oh, just landed right at the spot. No botches, nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, here we are, new year. Same old stuff. Lots of new news to talk about. Even though it's January, I feel like I'm telling the horror story because we might be discussing the resurrection of an old evil man. Isn't that scary? Ooh. Don't joke like that. <laughs> yeah, we're also going to talk about some injuries. We're also going to talk about some attempted murders, some inverted attempted murders, some assaults. Isn't that great? Like all of the stuff that we signed up for. Um, divorces, unions. Boy, am I really putting over how great this episode is going to be, right? It's like all, all the uh, stuff you want to hear about. Collapses. We start off the new year right, you know. We pull no punches out here. Arrests. Demands. Animosity. Cancellations, you know, <laughs> all of the things that I was make waiting for the happy parts. No happy, nope, not at all. And I was waiting for them too, but no. When I look at it, I, you know, all the things that make a a happy show. <laughs> but in all seriousness, that was serious though. But no serious. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm glad that you are all listening. Those of you that are listening late at night to our nocturnal asses live and of course the rest of you that are going to listen on demand on uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, and all of the wonderful places podcasts are found. Never thought that we would be doing this for another year. I thought we would all be dead by now or at least me, you know. I feel like you've died and just resurrected and just not been aware of it. Yeah, like you thought it was a nap or something? Yeah, maybe it was something like that. Because, yeah, I have to say, this is the first year of my life I'm going into where I have zero plans. Normally, I would tell you guys, hey, you know, we're going to have this and that. I mean, of course, there's plans for the show as a producer. That's like in your soul and everything. But I'm just saying overall, like I don't really. Uh, we're just going to kind of wing it a lot more this year. I thought the world would end. Didn't you? Come on, be real. You didn't, didn't think the world was going to end? A little bit. A little bit. I thought a lot of it. <laughs> I figured we were screwed one way or the other. It's like this is gonna be this is gonna, this isn't gonna end well, you know. At least I won't miss out, you know. It's like when you when right. you get invited out to go to like a party or something, and then you decline. I just want to stay home, play some Forza, some Ridge Race, or whatever your poison is. And then like you hear, did you hear about the fight that happened at the party? And even though it's a negative, <laughs> thing, no, I wasn't there. <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't there. But it's kind of like you feel kind of like left out now. Like no, you have to hear about it third hand second hand but uh that's what the end of the world going on without you would feel like i think you know you at least want to be there to see what happened right you want to hear it from like a second party <laughs> right <laughs> i mean yeah i guess <laughs> like if you have to choose you want to like you know everybody would rather have a first hand they say never listen to like a second hand uh, thing so i think that's a good example of why you might miss the intricate little details 
of Hellfire and Brimstone, you know. But yeah, you'll never be able to appreciate how how bright the flash was when the bombs went off. But yeah, 2023 is here, and I deliberately last week spoke about uh, what the community means to us and stuff, which I thought was really cool. But I wanted to quickly, before we go into stuff, because it's already late, also thank our panelists. Of course, my co-host Destin here. Majority of this wouldn't be possible if the two of us didn't collaborate. Also, thanks for pulling the our, our New Japan timestamps for tonight, by the way, because otherwise that wouldn't have happened. You guys would have just heard me say, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Watch that's it. Far, that's as far as I would have given you. Honestly, because I'm already I'm doing like five or six other shows worth of time. I mean, hey, think think what it would have been like back in the day. Imagine you having to ask somebody, "Hey, can you find the beginning and the ends of these matches in the six-hour show?" (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, right? It it sounds easy. It's a little tricky. But yeah, this was a good time to just say thanks, because yeah, Destin uh, is a big part of this. Obviously, you guys already know that. And uh, has been a part of it for for years now, and we've had ask you every now and then calling in, which has been very cool. Someone who helped with like the uh, the beta, if you will, to what we're doing now. Of course, I want to give thanks to him. His insight's always good. It's a relief to me. You know, you always ask me if he talks too much when he's on here, and honestly, for someone who's been doing this consistently for almost a decade now, that any time someone else is talking that's not me is a gift. I look at a. Uh, and it's no disrespect to anyone, but I look at other channels and you can tell the difference between somebody who uh, is used to being heard and someone who's thirsty to be listened to just by their mannerisms and then demeanor and stuff. It's like the difference between when you see a friend and you could tell when they're hungry as opposed to when they ate already, you ate already, right? It's one of those things. It's kind of like I see that a lot in communities, like a lot of people doing this for like a lot less years than us. Anytime they can be heard, they want to be heard. You know what I mean? It's like a new thing. Each time they give fucks, which I don't, you know? So whenever I can get somebody out here that wants to talk their 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 ears off and just have a platform to do it, it's it's not, I don't want to be mean enough to say that I'm over it, but I'm just generous with it. You know, I have no no desire otherwise. So I love having the fact that he calls it. He has a lot to say, gives us a lot of input and feedback, and I can actually listen and, yeah, not have to... Uh, worry because as you guys know i'm the director the producer the tech guy here so it's like there's a lot going on i'm talking to you guys about one story and at the same time i'm pulling up the uh the cue and the video and the stuff for like the next story that i'm not even talking about while still talking about this story which is like my all-day consistent way of doing things i'm doing it right now trying to decide the order of things so <laughs> when, whenever we get people on here, because of the fact that I'm literally, more, and don't, it's not like I don't enjoy it, but I'm, it's four hours of multitasking. And uh, some people have compared it to a high wire act. There's no edits here. We're doing everything in real time. So, you know, I do want to thank panelists whenever someone calls in or contributes, because like every sentence is a break for me to do something else or add something else and contribute something else to the show. And uh, yeah, Destin is the most patient with that. We could come on at earlier times, but sometimes, believe it or not, he prefers later times, or I prefer later times. You know, there's always an option to do already earlier times or different days, but it's like I always leave the final decision up to him because ultimately it's probably going to affect him more than it's going to affect me, you know? But we're pretty nocturnal, and that's just the way that it is. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, sometimes I will tough it out for y'all. Like, so, sometimes I don't have it in me, but every now and then I'm like, nah. 
Let me push through this one. <laughs> yeah, like today I was okay going on tomorrow night, worst case, but I'm, I'm okay doing it tonight. It doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's all the same. But I figured I was like, fuck it. I'll suffer tomorrow, but I'll get through this one tonight. I'll be all right. Yeah, but like, again, we take the, uh, what passing the microphone's not something that's, that's ungenerous here just because of the fact that, uh, you know, it's been here so long. But thanks again to panelists, anyone else that's called in or contributed or will call in. It's always cool to have you on as long as you're not a dick. All right, so let's put something New Year's-y up. Yeah. Dan Housen, I didn't even know he had his own YouTube channel. I think I, I feel like I've seen it a couple of times. I guess he, this is, these are New Year's demands that he makes to Tony Khan. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't even know that's how it works. Let me see what else is going on here. Davis. Yeah. Do you see the list? I sure did. Let's talk about it. Right here. This is a nice list. It's got the AW current champion, MJF. There's the last champion, CM Punk. And look who's above them on top of the mountain. Who is that? Oh, that's Danhausen. That's weird. Ah. We've got the, uh, the claim down here. We've got John Maxley, the Young Bucks, and your mega. Chris Judas. Lots of big names on here. Big names with lots of more television time than Dan Housie. All year! And guess who beat him? You know what? This doesn't matter to Dan Housie. Dan Housie came to AW to take over television. And he's had about what? 30 minutes all year? Huh? Oh, that's good. Money is power, and now Danhausen has all the power, and this is proof. So, yeah, we're gonna make a list of demands for Mr. Uh, his name. Tony Khan. Yeah, that's it. One, Danhausen shall be on the side of the trucks. Those ones that drive down the highway. Those are real nice. Big, big Danhausen head. Pretty good. Then we will have Dan Housing and the billboards. You can see them from those highways. And then what else will we have? Oh, Dan Housing will be in the opening of Dynamite and Rampage and the commercials on television. How about that? That sounds pretty good, too. What else? What else? Oh, yes. He's going to get his blimp. They'll give him his blimp, finally. That's taken quite a bit of time. What else? Oh, live microphones on the television shows. That's right. That's what... The Fanhausens want to see. Since day one, the Fanhausens has known Dan Housing is your number one. And now you do too. So, instead of treating Dan Housing like the jester of AEW, a mascot, if you will, we're going to treat Dan Housing like what he is the king of AEW. Oh, wow. So is that how that works? Yeah. We have New Year's demand houses. Well, he was the top selling merchandise person? I believe so, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I mean, numbers are a weird thing nowadays. I gotta they be are. honest. With everything. <laughs> with ratings, with, with everything. Numbers are strange. It's weird the things that the people gravitate toward, you know? 
I don't really know if we can translate. I don't know how serious he was. I feel like part of that was serious, to be honest. But I don't know if we can translate <laughs> um, merchandise sales to television exposure, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. That, like, kind of gray area in between that. Because it's like nothing really translates to the others when you think about it. They could just Not at least cool clean. Shirt. You know, they could think it's a cool shirt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that Dan isn't super over, but is he the top seller, yeah. seriously, in the in the company? Like, well, what are the other shirts? No one buys John Moxley shirts? Like, who do you consider the top guy in AEW right now? Oh, man, it had to be a Mox or an MJF? Those are the first two that come to my mind when I think of like a top guy in, in AEW. Or even uh, even a hangman. Like why would why is Dan Housen I think the more important thing to figure out here is why the hell is someone who has thirty minutes of exposure on television all year selling more shirts than uh than everybody else who they're like giving exposure to and pushing his top talent? Right. <laughs> I can't even think of who their their top talent is aside from like I guess people I named like Moxley Jericho. Is there someone Jericho? Damn. It's like the usual suspects. It just I'm not saying I because I like Dan Housen. I'm just saying it's a little bit weird, right? Like yeah, Dan you would Housen think like be- you you would think merch sales would kind of convey into like I'm gonna see you more. Because like if if you're selling high on merch. That means a lot of people like you. If a lot of people like you, a lot of people want to see you on TV. Well, you could look at it the other way, too. Look at the NWO. The NWO was an over-faction, but a lot of people that had nothing to do with wrestling wore the NWO shirt because it was a cool shirt. True. It became like a brand thing. Does he have like a really cool shirt? You know, I don't know. Like, I hope so, but I think what you want to go for the big money thing is to have like a really over talent with a lot of merchandise selling all together that's always on television. I'm pretty sure the Bloodline is yeah. probably the top selling shit in WWE right now, right? I'd oh be my God, easily. I'd be shocked if it was like I don't know. I can't even think. We don't even have a comedic guy anymore, do we? Do we have a comedic guy right now? Like I'd be surprised if it's Big Body Javi and not uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad because I want to be Big Body Javi. Like I would be, you know, just be strange. Even a big body hobby. Hey, man, I'm saying, man, look, okay, the Q4 Trick Williams T-shirt sales. I'm not, no, I'm kidding. Like even if Big Body Javi got over as a really big baby face, wouldn't it be weird if suddenly Big Body Javi was the best seller of the year over like Roman? <laughs> It'd be fucking weird, right? You know, and then or anybody, you know, anybody for that matter. Even Grayson Waller, who's probably you know more more exposed. It's just strange to think that someone who has 30 minutes of television time. Is selling more tea, more t-shirts. Unless he's just kidding, man. I don't think it's the whole thing. Who knows? With Dan, with Dan Housen, you almost don't know. I mean, no, it says here, Dan Housen earned Pro Wrestling Tees top seller, selling performer of 2022. Oh, damn. damn. This is the shoot housing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. People just either like Dan Housen or really like his shirts more than anything else going on in AEW. But again, the problem with AEW for me right now is nothing really stands out like John Cena-esque or Roman Reigns-esque or NWO-esque or Bullet Club-esque. Like, what is their big thing they got going right now? 
I guess the elite now finally back. Right? I'm about to say at this point, is Death Triangle in the elite? They're selling more shirts. He's done. How sells more shirts than the elite than FTR? Well, you gotta remember, there's so many elite marks out there that just hate the elite just because they exist. So. It just goes to show it's the the, the silent minority, or, or basically the 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 silent uh, majority, and then there's the loud minority. Everyone, yeah. whenever you hear, dun, 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 everybody loses their mind like it's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yet they're not outselling <laughs> Dan Housen. <laughs> I'm starting to look. I mean, they've always compared wrestling to like soap operas, but but maybe that's something we should analyze a little bit more closely. Like you may have an old nana, grandma, or whatever who loves her stories. I bet it would be a different story if she had to buy the shirt of some of those people in the stories. Like imagine if that's the way. Like imagine if that's the way that shit worked, man. Like imagine if all my children or days of our lives there was merch. Like, you could buy, <laughs> like, just the merch of the soap characters. Or even Beverly Hills 90210, you could get a Dylan McKay shirt. Or a Brenda Walsh shirt. You know what I mean? Imagine if you had your merch, your soap opera merch. The people who are who, who are the most over, like, the fans might not really buy it. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I like Rick and Morty a lot. I don't own a Rick and Morty shirt. A lot of people love it. I bet don't wear go around wearing it, you know? It doesn't mean there aren't people that do. I love Attack on Titan. You don't see me buying Levi merch. That's what I'm saying. Merch doesn't isn't synonymous with uh with how over something is. I guess is the point we're making. I didn't really even have a point when I started. I didn't know where this story was going. We, but not to seeing it, we figured like, okay. we, we figured it out on the way there. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know, but yeah, it's just surprising that out of all the people, and no disrespect to Dan Housen, I just can't believe with the AEW roster that we have, just like four times the size of a regular roster, and has like world champions from like all over the world, multi multi time world champions, including WWE. That the that the top seller of of pro wrestling tees is Dan Housen. Maybe the rest of them don't have shops on pro wrestling tees. Someone investigate and explain to me why it is. And it could be. It could also be how long maybe that Dan Housen's had his shop up. I guess. Maybe the length of time, like that, kind of helps with something like that. And they said that Stacy said it's that he's always with a lot of people we like and is having fun, like the new day. I mean, it could be that too. The new day. It's true. Like whenever I see footage of like Dan Housen, like signings and cons, he is the most fun person in the room. Well, we have to find out who the top seller, which is harder with WWE because they all on WWEshop.com. They're not allowed to have wrestling things. But who's their top top seller? I would assume it's still Roman. Gotta be Bloodline. Probably Sammy right now at this point. Like I feel like it's only a matter of time for us in here. Like Sammy's ain't the top seller on WWE shop. Oh, the heat if they ever split that up. I'm telling you, dude. Like you don't understand. Like, like I could see it's like, gonna it's, be it's frightening <laughs> because that's like probably gonna be. And I dare compare, but that's probably going to be like Hogan levels of heat. Like, you remember when Hogan first turned after like 20 years of being red and black? And like, and like people, people, so basically what you tell me is, is Samantha Irving is about to get hit in the nose with a battery. If so, so fuck you, they turn off. People it. really, as weird as it sounds, people really were attached to that Hogan. It's funny, it's, it's almost yeah. comedy now. But remember, people couldn't believe that he joined the end. Like they would, people rushed the ring and shit. Remember, they were throwing trash at them. Like I, I feel like if they ever were to mess with the bloodline with the way that it is right now, like they would get like levels of heat where they'd have to get rushed out of there. 
You know, it's crazy to have a storyline in 2023 that's that hot that like if they would have fucked with it in any way, I could see legit fan heat. You know? So they must oh, be the yeah. top sellers in their in their t-shirt line. But yeah, let's see more Dan Housen. Let's see what happens. What can you do with Dan Housen and, and AW? I don't know. You just test stuff with him, see what works. Mm-hmm. He's off. He's, he's off the wall. So it's a... all right. Well, we should cover a weekly, right? We're gonna pick these at random. What do you want to cover as far as weeklies go? Oh dear lord! Uh, SmackDown. 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 It is. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah, I'm starting at SmackDown, but I'm about to bounce all over the place this time. <laughs> Whatever works. Bear with me while I get my SmackDown shit together. All right, so SmackDown came to us from um, from the Amelie Arena. Am I saying it correctly? This is in Tampa, Florida. I don't know too much about Florida's arenas, but they open with a Bray Wyatt promo. myself as a good person you know honestly i didn't either (laughs) i like that he just interrupts him right away yeah (laughs) that wasn't even on purpose and then you get all embarrassed and you take it out on the poor cameraman you're still a responsible party and it's time to pay the check the royal rumbles Coming down the pike, putting you out of your misery when I break your ass like dishes. You little idiot. We talking Royal Rumble? Yeah, I accept. I kind of still hate this. How do you feel about this nonsense? Oh, I caught him with freaking. I mean, considering after some of the events of the weekend, at least he has Sister Abigail right, right? <laughs> I don't know what this is anymore, man. I mean, at this point, I'm like. The one improvement I've seen is like I'm glad to actually see like Howdy in person instead of just via satellite like, or whatever the fuck that is. Like, I feel like I'm finally just old. I don't care anymore with the Bray stuff. It's just I've seen so many different versions. I'm like I'm like over it. Yeah, there's been quite a few versions of Bray Wyatt over the years. <laughs> Alexa Bliss could just do like a split second tease of going back to her demonic thing and it gets more of a reaction than all this howdy doody nonsense yeah and, I think it's definitely a lot of the fact that just like when Bray was gone we got to see and, and, and it's, it's such a departure from Bliss's original character and she did so well with it and we got to just enjoy it without Bray without Fiend without nothing so the fans are just happy having just that Love that line. That's a wonderful idea. You know that the tribal chief and I are just talking about 
It's a tribal chief has always seen in you. He seemed really happy with the whole thing. Yes, yes. Now, now, now if, if I, tribal chief, standing in the middle of the ring and you're there and crowd is chanting, Sammy, Sammy. It's not the right optic. Green light, no more delay tactics. You're crazy, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, that worried me. Yeah, I don't know what Paul's up to there. That 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 tells me that there is a, a face turn ass whooping a coming, and it scares me. I, I, they could just be teasing it though. They've been doing that for a while. So Sheamus with Butch and Rich Holland against Sola Sokoa and Jimmy and Jey Uso at ringside. I love this feud. I like this feud. Just everybody. Oh, it's great. Lion fighting the Brawling Brutes. I didn't think the Brawling Brutes was gonna be as good as it is. It turned out to be very good. You know? Right? Like, Sheamus, he was almost getting like a breath of fresh air into his career. Butch has been fantastic on the main roster. Ridge ain't killed nobody. Yeah, it's been excellent stuff. I really dug it. I actually, this was the first SmackDown, well, technically in a long time, but first SmackDown of the year, I decided to watch live. And yeah, they didn't really disappoint. I like how much it's no, way it more physical than it used to be. You know, that's something that I give a lot of credit to it for. Oh, yeah. Everybody lays their shit in now. Like the- Flying Seamus. Look at that. He's basically Omaga now. He's Omaga reborn. <laughs> right. He's just a blonde frohawk instead of his wrist. Look, they're trying to kill him. And then... Good old championship match. We know where this goes. We're getting to talk about this in a minute. <sighs> Ronda Rousey defending the title against Raquel Rodriguez. I love how physical this is. Right? <laughs> this was nasty. You know, they let Raquel really be a beast here and still didn't make Ronda look weak. That's what. I, that's all I ask. You know, we know that she's a badass. Let her Less smiling, more ass kicking. That looked rough for Ronda. Unfortunately, you know, things happen. You know, those, those ropes between those ropes is a dangerous place to be. People just don't learn that. Yeah, Ronda looks great in great form as always. I don't know what people want out of it. They're complaining so much about her second run. It's because people just want a bitch. I don't think it's her so much as who she's been facing. Her first run, she was facing like big names. Oh, it, it, it's just because Ronda exists. That's the only reason they're complaining. And that's me giving them too much credit to even have that kind of level of reason. Now it's Rousey's turn. Nasty apron bomb there. Right. See, everything we want about Raquel is being displayed here. It's about damn time. Raquel buys herself a bit of momentum. Get in that ring with this injury. Challenger. All the way. Slam looks good. Everything, I love the way a lot of this looked, you know? <laughs> Irrelevant Shayna on the side there. Shayna's so bad. The way she came in there, and, and she was late, first of all, coming in there, and right in the view of the ref, which was done very poorly. Love this spot, too. This was an awesome finish. 
Because she was already trapped in the armbar, and then the slam of her hitting the ground, that little shockwave basically made her tap. Charlotte. Everybody got scared with that big boot there. It looked like it was going to be one of those moments. Chayna, again, she just gets knocked off ropes. Crazy. Now, you know what the funny thing about it is? The only issue I have with this isn't even Charlotte winning, isn't even the Ronda thing. It's the fans. That are gonna be like, like right now, all of them are like, "Yeah, Ronda lost the title." Whereas a few months ago, they were like, "Yeah, Charlotte's not champion anymore." And then in a week, they're gonna be like, "Charlotte got handed another title, but Ronda was champ." Like they don't fucking know. That is very fickle. I get it. I love like, it. They switch left and fucking right. Be happy we have good wrestling and shut the fuck up. I love it. Like it was cool. It was unexpected. And I mean, at the end of the day, hey, guess what? We could pick right back up where we left off. Yeah, I'm sure it's not like Rhonda's going anywhere. From what I hear, she's still booked to be on the show. That wasn't like her going away. You know? Right. Everybody just <sighs> God, I can't wait for Twitter to die. I swear. Just... Why not? At the end of the day, I'm just trying to give my family everything that I had going <laughs> By the way, look, big match tonight. I just want to make sure we're on the same page with about this stuff, okay? Hey, it did not bother you at all last week that the crowd's chanting Sammy while you're out there. Like that, I just want to make sure that stuff doesn't bother you, right? God, no. Why would it? Right. But I, the way you were locked in, how can anyone pay attention to anything else than 10% of that tonight? It's a night off for me. I don't have to do anything. It's going to be a great night for us. Yeah, let's go. Let's watch this thing. Can you jump over this? Can you Remind me of the FBI. They had a video package like this where everybody was whacked. Do you remember that? Yes. Couldn't but notice one thing about your little video. I wasn't in it. But what about a monster? And now Imperium Kaiser and Vinci sells a scrapple. Strowman and that freaking drive-by nonsense. Run by. 
He's reckless with that chair, huh? I'm telling you. Like, watch. He catches Gunther right there. Like, yo. You can hear it. Gotta go back, though. That's not cool, man. Oh. <laughs> That's reckless, bro. Like, bro, I need you to relax. You... Like, do, yeah. do the card angle thing when you hit the ropes. Don't fucking. Look at this. Like, dang. That's, that's ringside. The doctors immediately came over to check on him after that shit. Look at him, they have to take him out of there. Like he had to be carried off. That's never a good sign. No. What the hell was this guy thinking throwing that? He threw that shit indie style, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got he went a little too indie there. Motherfucker was like, somebody got me, I'm getting him back. Yeah, I don't get it, man. But, uh... Too much. Yeah, hopefully he's not punished for that. One can only hope. Anyway. Thank you for the raid, DJ Ansi. Thank you. Thank you for the raid. Welcome, guys. For anyone new here, we are Talk Brunch. We discuss wrestling and uh, weeklies, dirt sheets, rumors. Thank you for the follow. Much appreciated. PBAF. Much appreciated. You caught us in the middle of going over what happened on SmackDown. DG Murdoch 3, take you. Thank you very much. We've been a podcast since uh, what 2014. We're on iHeartRadio, yeah. TuneIn. Right we're in year nine. Podcast Addict, Polit- uh, Player FM. We've been top podcast there a few times, and we're here on Twitch, just going over the weeklies and stuff like that. We're going to talk about New Japan later on. We're going to talk about Noah as well. Uh, about Great Muda's final match. We have that coming. We have a lot of stuff going on tonight. So sit tight because we do this every single week going back literally to 2014 we've never missed a week but if you like wrestling this is the place we talk about literally everything you said how did this match happen well everyone was backstage making fun of uh making fun of the fact that he fell over the top rope previously when he went for his dive i don't know if you know when he went for his uh top rope dive he clipped the rope and busted his ass <laughs> Yeah, it's been a really good year. We have a lot to talk about because we're going to go back to the dirt sheets in a little bit. So here we have Kevin Owens, finally. And you know who he's with, right? (laughs) You miss him? You know you miss him, Destin. Everybody missed him. If you don't, you're the problem. 
Bloodline's entrance is so awesome. I got to give so much credit for this, you know. Like, <laughs> right. Like, they're such badasses when they come out. I haven't felt that way about a stable in decades, but they look so good. The look to this is so good. I Again, when they disrupt this, because they will disrupt it, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to get Hogan levels of heat, NWO Hogan heat for something, because everyone loves this. John Cena's you know, Sammy hair, is, man. Sammy is going to be a god-tier babyface after that ass will be knowing it, right? Yeah. John Cena got in an unfortunate deal with his hair. You know, I feel oh, bad more than anything. I see that ball spot, John. Isle of Dusty Rosa's top dollar and the Adonis guy both went to his college and played football there. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, oh, they're, nice. they're pretty good talent. So what, what were your thoughts on this match? Oh, this was, first of all, it's never dull seeing Sammy and KO work. It's great to have Cena back. Well, I, like, I like the fact that it wasn't even like a pay-per-view or anything. We got him on a SmackDown. Yeah, it was uh, a hybrid Roman match. obviously looks fantastic in there. Like, just. Yeah, I love that we're able to have a hybrid match like this nowadays because when you really think about it, this is a clash of styles. You have the WWE's methodical style in the ring, and you also have like two of Ring of Honor's best in Kevin Steen and El Generico, and I never thought they'd be able to have like something work as well as this does, and I feel like only under the Triple H regime is it even possible, you know? Right. Well, yeah, really solid stuff. Roman looking good. These two are gonna have a few tend all feuds at some point. After yeah. with the, this it's is never gonna end, and and nobody who in the right mind is ever gonna want to end. Yeah, that's the slow burn that this is building up to for sure. I think more than anything, everyone's looking at the Roman Reigns part. They're not looking at the uh, the inevitability of a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn feud. It's gonna be money by the time they pull the trigger on it. Cena hiding his hair. <laughs> yeah, right. He really was. He needs to shave it. I guess uh, Askew said that maybe he has a movie role or something that he needs to have the hair for. You ever thought the day you see Kevin Owens participating in the You Can't See Me? And a stunner to end it all. Isn't that beautiful? It's awesome. <laughs> you get the nice side profile there. Did you see the the Kevin Owens the, at one point during this match? Owens stiffed. Uh, will Roman rather stiff Kevin Owens? Because remember we talked a couple of weeks about the bus. Yeah, he gave, him, he gave him his receipt. Yeah, apparently his receipt happened during this match, and I didn't even know about it. It, it was um when Roman first got in the ring, that clothes on. And I hear his eye got fucked up from it? Yeah, he looked like he had a little bit of a shiner from that one. There it is. Kaya! Ah. Damn, stiffen people. I guess when you're the big dog, you could do what you want. I'm sorry, the tribal chief. I mean, I mean hey, receipts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know how the hell I didn't catch that. And I watched this live. You know, like right when I saw it, I literally out loud. I was in my room by myself. That was making funny, <laughs> but I was like, "Yep, there's the receipt." <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess don't mess with his eardrum. Even though I doubt that it was deliberate. It didn't look like it touched his eye, though, right? Like, I got a question. That. Somebody get some, give me some feedback next week about what exactly is going on here. Let's take another look. Can we? 
Is it his left eye? Because it did look like it hooked around and hit him in the left eye. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 could, it was probably the uh, left eye. I mean, it's a big fucking Samoan forearm. It probably hit everything that's attached to the left side of his face. <laughs> right. He looks, he looks unwell on the ground. <laughs> the eye was collateral. You know, he looks... Let's, can we get... I mean, I think it did connect. That's rough. Wow. For all we know, he, for all we know, he didn't get anywhere near his eye, and the freaking tremor hit him. Like, yeah. Do we still do receipts in twenty twenty three? We do now. <laughs> I guess he Broman and the bloodline bringing back receipts. Right. Well, you ain't a bitch. You do receipts. They do say thunder because, man, you make this arena loud. Am I not mistaken? Oh, it doesn't sound the same as when the Bruins play up in Boston. I heard you make this arena loud. Is Tampa Bay still milking a holiday hangover? I heard you make this arena loud. That's the type of noise I can feel in my heart. I want to thank everybody that I share the ring with tonight. You'll probably never see him again. I want to thank you for spending your holidays with us. It is the season of giving. Looks like these two give each other a hard time. I just want to say thank you so much for giving me the greatest gift you ever could. And that is allowing me to step in this ring for 20 straight years. I've had one match, at least, every single year since I started in 2002. This year was the first year that that wasn't going to happen. And so I found out the last event of the year it's right in my backyard here in Tampa Bay. I want to thank you as a community for welcoming me with open arms. I want to thank those I share the ring with for helping me make magic every night. But most importantly, I want to thank all of you that do all the hard work and sacrifice to come and see us week in and week out. It sounds like the same recycled scene of promo we always get, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we get the point in general. Don't forget, later tonight, we're going to talk about the Vince McMahon controversy going on. We're going to talk a little bit about Sasha's horrendous... Uh, <laughs> that. <you know. laughs> and I'm not even talking about the bot. That wasn't her fault. It's just everything else about around it. We're going to talk about Noah, Grey Muda's last match, Wrestle Kingdom... Which, yeah, we watched Wrestle Kingdom backstage. But, yeah, overall, what do you think of SmackDown? Oh, it was great. Wonderful way to kind of kick off slash end the new year. Yeah, and uh, and as far as the Lariat without being called, without the internet calling it a receipt, I mean, I don't know whether it was a receipt or not, but I would say that when the hell do you ever see Roman hit stiff Lariats like that? It's not like right. you haven't seen tons of Roman matches. You can't even really <laughs> find like that in, a, in almost a whole year worth of Roman matches when he does hit him. Nothing he does ever really looks stiff. Like that's it's just a coincidence. 
that one of the first times uh, that that uh, there's an issue with someone, it happened to look stiff. And yeah, we have the we also have to talk about Joe Rogan, bunch of stuff. When we have like a long show tonight, we're gonna pretty much go over everything. Well, Charlotte Flair, welcome back to Friday Night SmackDown tonight. You shocked the whole WWE universe, and you put a cherry on top of 2022 because you walk out of here tonight as the 14th time world champion. How do you describe what tonight felt like? <clears throat> I'm a little speechless right now. Um, 2022 was just like the best year of my life. Like even going back to the beginning, I was able to wrestle in Saudi Arabia for the first time. I beat Ronda Rousey for the first time at WrestleMania, which was always a bucket list. And then I got married, traveled the world with my husband, and then ending the year where I belong, where I'm home. Um, I, I like, I, it was picture perfect, fairy tale. and. This is the first time I've ever been away since 2015. So to come back, I like before my music hit, I was like, do I know how to be that like that serious? Like for eight months, I haven't had like I've gotten to never take off the crown, but I just kind of like let it chill. You know what I mean? Um, so no, I'm just honored to be back and pay back to Rhonda. Like I don't know if she thought that I was just gonna let the last match, the I quit match go, like when I went home, I thought to myself, I'm a lot of things to a lot of different people, but the one thing I'm not is I'm not a quitter. So I just waited to the right opportunity, the right time. And um, 14 time. Well, con that's crazy. Congratulations, Charlotte. We are certainly glad to have you back here on the Blueprint and happy 2023. Thank you. Happy New Year's guys. So to answer your question, you said, um, how often are we looking at Roman's lariats? I mean, I guess since his existence back in FCW when he was Leaki. Again, we've been doing it since 2014. So I guess I've been looking at every single lariat that he's ever done since like the start of his career in FCW without yeah, like missing that one, one single week. That we've one never has missed, the spice on it. Yeah, like we've never missed a week on here. Going back again, we were we were younger doing this show. Going back so so yeah, I guess probably since the very beginning. I've been looking at all of his lariats. We analyze everything on here, like every single bump. Anytime anything might be stiff, the dirt sheets doesn't have to say that it's stiff for us to look at something and go, hmm, that looked a little bit off or that looked a little bit stiff. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent. But yeah, I, I am. When you're familiar enough with something, you notice differences. Yeah, like I am literally comparing it to, um, to every single time that I've ever seen him in a lariat, honestly. <laughs> like pretty much. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Who really can tell these, these things? I mean, look at what happened with the Charlotte Nia Jax thing. At the same time, people were saying the same shit. Oh, nothing happened. And we hear later on from Nia herself, something happened. It's like, no, something happened. Like, we were literally <laughs> on here like, hmm, that didn't look right. And then people were saying, well, what was it supposed to look like? Not like that. You kind of know when it's not. Like, not fucking like that. <laughs> Let's make sure we get it. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. That specific one? Of course they want to know. They all want to know everything about one of the best assets added to SmackDown this year. But I'm sorry and also not sorry. We don't do free press. Yeah, you heard her. Get lost. Vamonos. Well, hold on. Before you go, we'll give you your little exclusive. <laughs> As Legado del Fantasma rings in the new year, our perfect enterprise 
will not only continue to thrive in 2023, but expand. Yo, can you imagine if that's the excuse that we always gave for WWE? This is a billion dollar company, not the Indies. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Isle of Dust. Can you imagine if we actually gave them that pass? This is a billion dollar company, not the Indies. Nobody shits in anybody's bags or has plane rides from hell or cocks around <laughs> various. There's a billion dollar. They've never buried anybody. Natty never had a farting gimmick. We've never, we've never seen. Uh, what was it? We never it's seen a billion dollar company. What do you, J- you mean? JBL and the Blue Meanie never happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> no one ever, <laughs> nothing bad ever happened here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a billion dollar company. What 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 bad shit ever happens in billion dollar companies? Right, Activision? <laughs> no, what the fuck? Billion dollar companies are the most trustworthy places in the world that you could find. You know, like, what do you guys think? That uh, nothing weird ever happens. I, Tanya, watch that. That's, you know, in the Olympics, I hear is a billion dollar business. Somebody literally got almost literally oh whacked. <laughs> see, 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 Bears guy, JBL, there was super guys buttocks in the shower. It's a billion dollar company. <laughs> That's amazing. Dark Side of the Ring's totally full of shit. It's a billion dollar company. I'm sure we should go tell them. It's a billion dollar company. Come on, you guys don't think. I, I don't know for sure. But for me to this, you know, to disprove the, uh, Something like that in a company where someone takes a shit in your bag. <laughs> and then they reminisce <laughs> about it later. I don't think billions has ever really made a difference in the kind of hazing that happens. At least that's my opinion. You know, we're all entitled to our opinions. But hazing happens at every level. And you know what? A lot of the time when people have money, that makes it even worse. Right? Because they can cover up the hazing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love the topic, though, too. But anyway, also, did you see this leaked earlier? Well, not really leaked, but I guess they did it on purpose. I got one on the ground. Sorry, go for it, go for it. Yeah! Uh, I bet you so. I will, uh, I'll catch up with you guys. That's all right, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, stay big, man. Yeah. Oh, look, they're breaking kayfabe. That's it. Now we got to have them in a, in a freaking barnyard match or something, right? Right. <laughs> Anyway, SmackDown did 2.44 million viewers, 0.50 in the 18 to 49 demographic, up even higher for the New Year's episode, up by like about 215,000 viewers from like the previous week, up 400,000 if we're going to go back two weeks. Like I said, numbers that as much as people wish, it's gonna, it's more likely that we see SmackDown hit, hit 3 million with like a 0.60 in the 18 to 49 demographic than we ever see AEW hit 1.5 million. That's just the way that it's structured. SmackDown is a beast when it comes to ratings and that's the reason they never try to compare themselves to that smackdown is a beast love hater and different smackdown is a monster and as much shit as tony khan talks he would wish that there'd be if if an episode of fucking dynamite did 2.44 million in its whole history he would explode and this is just like another day in the office for 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 triple h right anyway that was smackdown 1219 good show let's get back to the dirt sheets and we'll cover some weeklies later on we still got to talk about rampage raw new japan noah dynamite nxt god it's a long night hope you have your coffee i had some before i got on here 
So what are we talking about next? Let's pull something out. Okay, this isn't exactly wrestling related, but I did want to talk about this. The World Council of Boxing, um, according to Telegraph, they spoke to the WBC president, Marisol Suleiman, and they and I guess he's going to be uh, putting out a global call for 2023 to set up protocols to start a transgender boxing league and tournament. And um, they're doing it in the name of safety and inclusion. And you know what? For once, I'm going to agree with doing this in the name of safety and inclusion because I I know it's, it's, it's a topic that I'll get a little bit of heat for, but I kind of feel it does need its own bracket. You know what I mean? You can't have people that were formerly males now identifying as females beating the fuck out of actual females that are like half their size muscle wise height wise and stuff right so i think that having like a third uh a third category makes a lot more sense because as much as they say it doesn't affect things i don't see how it wouldn't affect things physically it's impossible to say that it wouldn't affect something i call bullshit on that what are your thoughts yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because, like, like you say, it, it it eliminates the element of just the fact that it's like if somebody was previously a man, now they're a woman. You don't need any. You, we only need some poor soul getting mowed down, getting the soul knocked out of them. <laughs> because at because at that point, it's just a storm of bullshit. You don't want to have to deal with. You have this division that's basically specifically transgender. You don't have that issue anymore. That topic can't even come up at that point. Yeah, because there's definitely a size and a body difference to concern ourselves with. You know? So just, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's a lot to it, but it's a really smart move long term for sure. Yeah, so this was done by the official boxing council. Uh,. They said we're creating a set of rules and structures so the transgender boxing can take place as they fully deserve for it if they want a box. We do not yet know the numbers that there are out there, but we're opening universal registration in 2023 so that we can understand the boxes that are out there and we'll start from there. You know, that might be that might be a solution. Rather than girls getting their, 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 their fucking heads knocked off. <laughs> right. You know, I like puts it. everybody on an even playing field at that point. Absolutely, amen to that. There's a proper way to use inclusion because in the end, that's all you kind of that's all you want is for things to be on an even playing field. <laughs> yeah, God forbid something's on an even playing field nowadays, right? It's already bad. We got freaking Amanda Nunes, who is a woman who hits harder than most guys. Again, I, I I bet some of those girls out there wish Nunez had her own freaking division. Just... <laughs> that fucking savage, like, <laughs> like, what we used to do? We used to have that running gag where if if somebody got hit by Nunez and they survived, they always look worried afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, there. I like that. I think that's that's actually a late Christmas gift for me. Balance go. in the world. Unbelievable. So we talked about the Waffle House thing last week. <laughs> Only you guys dropped this in the Discord. 
Oh, God. You are unbelievable. Because they were able to, I guess, through the magic of editing, add one new person. Yo, I don't know who did this. Yeah, they were able to add one new person to the brawl. And his name is John Cena! Anyway. Let's get this up here. Can't believe we're talking about Waffle House two weeks in a row. Like I told you before, if you live near a Waffle House, you're out of the range of civilization, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, I'm going to go back so you can catch this. That's good editing, right? <laughs> Freaking Waffle House. That's what happens when you live places that don't have tall buildings. You get short problems. <laughs> so what did you think? Good editing for the John Cena? How did they do that, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> it looks like the, so real, doesn't it? It's almost like the John Travolta thing. Yo, breaking the fourth wall for a bit, though, I have watched that particular part of last week's episode at least once a day every day since that episode <laughs> if I need a guaranteed laugh I go and I watch that shit back dude it's fucking I love that like the original time I saw it somebody dubbed over it with the Avengers music that's rough they're calling her a Saiyan and all this other stuff. <laughs> Yo, I, I think I sent you that dumb the thing the day after. The day after all, I think it was, it was last Friday. WWE fans were like, Yo, can we sign her, please? <laughs> oh. Uh, moving on. What is Karen Jarrett angry about? What happened? Is it is this all because of the uh of it, this, it's the friggin' acclaim thing because the bitch can't take a joke and uh, I don't know. The acclaim thing started. I, I forgot she existed until the acclaim mentioned her, so she should be thanking them. Karen, honey, you have to have tougher skin. Like how are you gonna be in something like in a business like this and let something like that bother you? You know? Cause she ain't built for this business. She was just she just married the people in the business. Nah, but I, but besides that, like it's just weird because it was it literally dragged on longer than them. I don't think they gave a second thought to it. You know, they did that the same way the acclaim does all their jokes. They didn't actually think much of it. They were just like, eh, go. Yeah, I don't know what her deal is when it comes to that. Like, come on, Karen, you don't have to be such a. You know what? I don't want to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to behave for the first month of the new year. Yeah. Now, month two, yeah, all bets are off at that point. But so she says, uh, "Is this her talking to Kurt on this?" I guess so. I want to make sure I get the quote properly here. So she says, "Maybe Kurt will think twice before making threats." insulting slash disrespecting my husband i am done living in fear i have 24 years of dirt and i'm ready to start unloading i am done hashtag moving on and then she goes on to tweet those assuming those tweets were in response to another tweet that is incorrect someone dug himself a hole offline maybe that will be all shared maybe it won't 
I do know I'm living in fear. I'm I'm done living in fear of threats. Like what? The fuck are you talking about? I guess because she what? got threatened because they talked about about her her leaving one husband for another at one point because of the rap. It brought up old. I don't understand how this drama going. It was a joke, you dumb bitch. <laughs> You know, then she goes on to defend herself. One, because you did leave one husband for another. And then she goes on to say, we were legally separated at the time Kurt signed with TNA living in different homes. We got back together and I tried to get over the affair, the affairs, amongst other things that went on in our marriage, but obviously wasn't able to. So I guess she's accusing Kurt Angle of infidelity. It's just like you say, why you got to bring up old shit? It's because of the fucking acclaimed angle we're here. And then Jeff Jarrett on his podcast, uh, he was quoted as talking about um, this whole I'm stealing Kurt Angle's wife. That's the kind of generation that's kind of a generation removed. I want to kind of set the record straight here. And this is completely with all due respect. I've kept my mouth shut for 10 or 12 years for two reasons. Kyra Angle and Cody Angle. They're old enough now. They know the absolute truth. But me stealing Kurt's wife is the furthest thing from the truth. The fact of the matter is when we hired Kurt Angle, and I say we, me and Dixie Carter, because she's a part of this story, they, Kurt and Karen, were legally separated. They weren't living under the same roof. Enough is enough. We're 13 years removed from this, and I'm sure Kurt is. I would assume he is sick and tired of it because he tweeted and and tried to get in AW business. And he tweeted, and that's why I said I want to address this. He tweeted, and when you got to use my name to get heat after 12 years Kurt Angle if you think I need your name to get heat after 12 years you're delusional Kurt oh my god this is amazing <laughs> all because of the clam are you guys happy about that and he's like I'm still done with that and I'm and I'm not done because everybody's gonna say well wait a minute y'all work the storyline and this and that yeah here's the real situation yeah I got sent home and the whole world including Max Caster thinks oh yeah you got sent home because of the whole disaster and Bubba the love sponge or whatever it was no the fact of the matter is Dixie Carter for the third time pulled a power play she tried the first one during my wife's illness the second one was about 12 months later the third one was during this and I gave her the rope to hang me she went to her father and said oh we can't have this she didn't give two shits about Kurt Angle she wanted to power play to run the tale oh yeah and you know what that's exactly what happened then in 24 months she put the company in a financial death spiral so her so her power player put essentially out of the business vince russo is absolutely a part of this vince's whole plan was to go along with it he knew damn well he knew damn well that kurt and the kurt and karen situation he knew absolutely all of it he sat on the sidelines just like kurt was we're just going to let Jeff sit home. Guess what? Jeff's, Jeff's just trying to put his life back together. No, but let him sit home because Vince Russo's plan was, I'll get Jeff out and I can rewrite the show by myself. Little did he know, Dixie Carter and I and I was at the original lunch, hired Hulk Hogan. So then Vince Russo had to answer to Hulk. Then Eric. Bruce was a part of that equation. They should make this into like some sort of a movie drama, right? <laughs> go straight to the bargain bit of Walmart. Like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, my God. And then he, he's basically crying to Conrad. I'm sick of it, Conrad. I'm absolutely sick of the BS of my wife. I am defending my wife. I'm absolutely sick of all the crap. Max Caster, you crossed the line. Are we doing a work or a shoot or, or what the hell is going on here? They need to settle it in a Bujambi prison match, right? Get the freaking, get the bamboo straws all over the damn place once again so we can hardly see what the fuck's happening in the ring. You want to talk about Global Force? You don't know what in the hell you're talking about. You're saying I hadn't been relevant since 2004. I've been in two Hall of Fame since then. I guess I started a company. He's just really... This is more promo than it is shoot here. 
He's like, I'm 55. A 55 year old can't get high. I look better than than you today at 55 than you ever look in your life. I damn sure work better, but that ain't saying much. I'm gonna get to the fraud you are in a minute but you want to talk about so this i'm talking about max caster global fourth hey i've made a lot of screw-ups it was a marketing initiative and i got paid well for a startup company maybe the aesthetics maybe the presentation suck not maybe they did but you want to take pot shots a young punk like you max are you out of your freaking mind i mean you think that doing the tweets and doing the post and doing the raps and all that bs max i assure you pal you have no idea what you've done none so now i've cleared up all that you know what they should settle it in the rock locker room how about they all just show up in the locker room and talk it over Right, the AW locker rooms are good places to have civil discourse. Oh there's no, God. there's no lack of maturity in those. I'm sure that this could be all ironed the fuck out, right? They should be happy. This is the no. most relevant. Karen Jarrett has been since she was in TNA because I don't really count that AAA nonsense that she does. Yeah, I don't like it. Go back to her being irrelevant. I don't like it. You don't want some Karen Jarrett? Not at all. First name Karen, last name Jared is the worst of two worlds. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow, we have so much dark shit to talk about that I'm trying to kind of skim through to find more fun things. Because obviously we got to talk about Dana at some point. Hopefully we just run out of time and don't talk about just whoop, we're out of time. I'm not going to talk about Dana. You act like if any episode needs a cutoff time, this one does. <laughs> what weekly do you want to talk about? Because we still got weeklies to, to run in here. <sighs> NXT. NXT. Bear with me to set up my NXT stuff here. Uh-huh. This is NXT episode 662. Oh, before it even started, Grayson Waller released a video <laughs> off air. You seen it already? No. But just, I already know it's going to be bad. It's oh, pretty short. God. Hey, guys. I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone out there who's sending me fan mail here at the PC. You have no idea how much this kind of stuff means to me. And I actually have a very special place that I put them all just right in there <laughs> where they belong. <laughs> He's such a good so right? shitty. What a dick. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I told you he was going to turn out okay. He's one of the few things about 2.0 that uh, his personality really works well in regards to, you know? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. We open up with a singles match. It's your boy Apollo Crews against Carmelo Hayes being accompanied by Trick Williams. Whose boy is Apollo? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The match is solid, though, man. You got to give a lot of credit for what they did here. You know, I, I, I Oh, the match like was amazing. Apollo Crews as Uha Nation back in Evolve was always good. And when he came to WWE, he was good and he was underutilized. But what I like here is that he's good. And he's getting better. That's the first time I can say since he came from the Indies that he's he looks a lot better than he has in a very, very long time. So right. I, I know a lot of people don't agree with somebody getting a call up, then getting pulled back down. But I feel like it was essential here if they were going to save the guy at all. And it shows that it's working, even if we weren't on board for it right away. It's like they gave the title to him over Steiner. So, yeah, I overall, I really like the match. I think Carmelo's in a good spot, too. You know, he's someone who I can't oh, wait to see what they do with him when they, when they call him up. 
you know, but yeah, overall, pretty solid stuff. Yeah, sky's the freaking starting point for for uh, Carmelo. Yeah, as far as Apollo Cruz goes, even if he stays down here, he's still a good hand for people to work with, and uh, he is still helping himself out a lot. So they need to bring back the W the spinner belt. No, they don't. That was a John Cena belt. The hell would that be yeah. doing here? Yeah. Yeah. So Carmelo Hayes goes over. Axiom showing up. What are you doing? Now he gets crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's Axiom music, right? I almost forgot. <laughs> and then that brings up the next official match. It becomes Axiom versus Trick Williams being accompanied by Carmelo Hayes. The role switch. Good old Booker bringing that Booker T energy to the ring. Axiom's looking solid as well, man. Yeah, the, the, the gimmick change benefited him quite uh, quite. Fantastic. Beats the hell out of A Kid. You know? Yeah. See, the problem with A Kid is like A Kid wasn't more, much more than it's like, yeah, he's a former Heritage Cup champion. And that was about it. And I was like, no, Axiom actually gives him a little bit more to work with. Mm hmm. And of course, you get the brawl afterwards. The referee can't do. Finally, there's Apollo Crews. Hey, big boss man's nice stick in the whole eyebrow. I love this thing they're doing with Woods, where where we come in in the middle of him saying something. You notice that? <laughs> and yeah. was, that's great. It's the ungrizzled veterans. King Booker, you're right. Flex. So we can solve that problem right now. Tonight. Will only make the schism stronger. I can't believe we're still doing mobster shit, even though we're not NXT 2.0 anymore. Because <laughs> that's the only good thing that came out of it. Now we got Donovan Dijak to be in it. I do whatever the Don needs me to do. Disrespecting me will never go unpunished. Your boss calls himself. The dawn of NXT, right? When it comes to fear in NXT. I want you to be a man. Uncuff me. And we can settle this in the ring. This is just the beginning. He leaves him the key after whipping his ass. As it's Dijak and stacks. Next. He's taking the place of Timothy Thatcher in a sense, right? Doing, doing like the schooling, right? Like, like the shoot fights. Can't go around putting my students in the ring without my permission. MC was talking about when he said your students were too soft. Well, on behalf of the university and Mr. Chase, I take exception to those oh, comments. Which Gulak didn't mean nothing by it. All right, it's just what he believes. You know what? I'm shutting this down right now, guys. Let's get out of here. And chase you. So you get Channing Lorenzo. Uh, Against Dijak being accompanied, well, Lorenzo being accompanied by Tony D'Angelo. And you know what? I guess the man made a smart move. Huh? I'm gonna take the match in the ring rather than just be some sort of a weird hostage situation, some hostile slash okay. saw shit going on, which whatever was. At least somebody can save me out here. What do you think of the new gimmick slash look they gave to Dijak here? Oh, anything that washes that retribution stink off him. <laughs> like he's the ass kicker again 
Not some yeah, guy with works. a mask surrounded by a bunch of other guys with masks. Mm-hmm. He goes over with Feast Your Eyes. Get Tony D'Angelo afterwards with the save. You haven't kept up since 2013, Flex. Wow. Big body Harvey. What better way to start out the year than by releasing the Big Body Christmas album? Are you kidding me? Anybody can release a Christmas album during Christmas, Mackenzie, but I'm not anybody. We wish you a Big Body Christmas. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. How obnoxious. You won't have a singing voice. <laughs> see you out there, bro. Good to see Javi still a little delusional here. Toxic Toxic attraction, most domain female faction that this brand has ever seen. Gigi and I. Priscilla Kelly still struggling on that mic. We only watch and care about one woman, Roxanne Perez. You want to take down our toxic empire? Using your broken body in the foundation. One thing I like about this is not everyone comes down the ramp. They don't do the formulaic raw thing. They all come from different yeah. places, at least, you know? Cora J, then Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark, Wendy Chu, Dia Hale. That's like a cool effect there. I like the fact that they did that. That's a little bit different. Makes it seem like they all came from wherever they were at that moment. Showing your assets off for Instagram. I don't think anyone wants to see an angry NXT women's champion. Then of course we gotta get the brawl, right? You don't wanna mess with those two. You wind up dead. Right. You got all the old girls, then you got these two fucking murderers in here. And they said, fuck it, we're going to fight each other anyway. We don't care. We don't care. It could be resolved next week. What I like is that these two are fighting, but they have an extreme resolution match coming up, and I guess it just starts now. Why Why, why bother? To, they're already fighting. Yeah, they fuck said, it. this is fuck waiting for the bell. Yeah, this is the extreme resolution match. It's so extreme that it just went from the brawl straight into the match. I love these two having a feud, Albafire and Isla Dawn. So they're what great. I like about this... It, it was a slow build at the bat that we didn't realize we were getting because, like I said, they feuded back in NXT UK and the hatred continued. Thanks for the follow, Flex. Much appreciated. Great. Yeah, I love that these two really went at it. Finally, somebody like, you formidable think about it, This here. is like a year or two of hatred that all, like, built up. Good head, by the way. She fell down to that. Well, oh, apparently not according to Alba. I ain't hear no bell. Yeah. This was well done. I really enjoyed it. They beat the shit out of each other in this match. Wheelbarrow her ass out there. Oh, 
they really bump on this, you know. Oh, dude. <laughs> NXT, I told you, has the, NXT has like the best booking right now. It's, it may not have the best, necessarily the best or not best roster. That's subjective. But they're, they're booked the tightest. Everything bleeds into something else and it's done well. Yeah. Nice gory bomb there. Excellent stuff. I love watching these two, though. They're on a whole different level from everything else that's going on. You know? I told you, I get scared when KVA Alba fires in no rules matches. Just because of shit like that. That girl don't give a shit. She just. Oh. A meteora that's done well, Sasha. <laughs> nice super kick there. Yeah, is he always risking with those middle rope toe pace? Oh, one for that gory bomb special again. Counter to whip her into the steel steps. I like that. Those headbutts look so solid, right? Dude, her headbutts are amazing. I am the table, but am I really? Because she missed most of the table. She's lucky she didn't break her tailbone. Look at that. I am almost the table. Yeah, see, that, that's one of the problems with, uh, with Alba's swanton. It's, she skims off you. <sighs> that's dangerous. See, 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 if she would have hardy landed it, she'd have been fine. She's lucky that she's not fucked, is what, is what happened here. And she wound up having a gory bomb her to fix the spot. Good. At least they improv instead of trying to do the spot again. There's some guys out there that would have been like, we're going to do the spot again. Let's go back up there. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. You know, do, you, do you understand how lucky she is? <laughs> I don't understand how lucky she is. I was watching that girl in war games. Like, <laughs> that bitch got like six lucky rabbit foot in her rabbit's feet in her belt. In her belt. And we're going straight into another fight. Nobody's going to get no entrances today. We don't have time for entrances. There's too much violence to be had. Oro Mensa versus Javier Bernal, or as we like to call him, Big Body Javi. Or as he likes to call him. I don't think we actually like to call him that, you know? I fucking do. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. These guys are good, man. I like the Oro Mensa guy. Big Body is obnoxious enough and good enough in the ring that I could see uh, them doing stuff with him. This is pretty solid. That's the worst part about it. He's obnoxious as all hell, but he's good. That look at how well this is done. It's almost like a Pele, but gets a full 360 degree like rotation. I believe it's called a rolling thunder kick. Nice, very solid. You know, no complaints. Still good fall away there. This is they, they managed to fix a lot of things that were wrong with 2.0 very quickly as soon as Triple H took over. Yeah, so they put it back to NXT. <laughs> I'm just here to congratulate you on your big victory last week. I'm gonna hold up my end of the bargain. And I'll see you in the battle royal next week. That's it. Brooks. No. Text me later. Oh, you know I will. Don't fall for it, stupid. Like why is she falling for it, you know? She anyway. is hot. Yeah, right. Drew Gulag being accompanied by Hank Walker against Andre Chase being accompanied by Duke Hudson and Thea Hale. What were your thoughts on this match? Oh, I'm so glad to see. See, once again, another another thing Triple H fixed. We have True Gulak not being whipping boy anymore. We have True Gulak now. He gets to wrestle the way that he really is. There's Finley's boy on the bottom right there. He's not clear to wrestle this week. I think they're going to do something with him next week. That's going to be interesting. Drew Gulak versus, I'm sorry, why did I say Finley with Regal's boy? <laughs> yeah, Charlie <laughs> Dempsey. Good old Charlie Dempsey. Strange name. That's not his actual name, right? Obviously. I don't really know what his actual name is. But yeah, this was good. I'm glad Gulak's doing something because they were treating him like shit on SmackDown. He taps out. Oh, dude, he matters here. It's great. Just leave him in NXT. Never call him back up again because he matters down here. 
Yeah, him and Hank Walker getting into a bit of a thing there. He's out here still flapping his gums about how Dijak's the reason why he's not the North American champion. Seems like they want to fight each other even more after earlier tonight. As a matter of fact, I think I need to get a front row seat to this demolition derby. Have a little popcorn making an event? Yeah! Gets a shot at the North American championship next. Happy New Year, Mackenzie. Happy New Year to you too, Wes. I like how Mackenzie's involved in things. She's not just un unbiased. She, <laughs> likes the, she likes all the, the, the faces, hates all the heels. Between. Jump ahead a little bit on this. Kofi Kingston versus Joe Gacy being accompanied by Ava Rain, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler. Uh, you know what? This is a good match. I'm glad Kofi's down here putting down a lot of the rooks, putting over a lot of the rooks, rather. I agree with what you was saying off air. Ava Rain looks so strange out there in that stable. We needed to see her just as Ava Rain before she fell into a gimmick. Kind of like Dominic Mysterio was Dominic before he became a heel in judgment that he was Dominic the rookie and that's yeah. what helped get him over is Dominic the heel Ava Rain even if she came in as the Rock's kid which is what everyone really still knows she is she needed to be a rookie for a little while before getting a dark gimmick and I think they kind of cheated her out of that evolution by starting her as debuting in a dark gimmick you know it doesn't really make any sense see 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 see, see, see what, what, what really happened is because uh, Gable Stevenson didn't get his shit together and they couldn't just start about his dark Gable Stevenson. They had to start somebody dark. But I get not wanting the focus for her to be the Rock's daughter, but don't give her a dark gimmick to start out because then it just actually makes her stand out more. Of course, Kofi goes over here. You get right. Drew Gulak backstage. Hank, a win's a win's a win. Hey, the oh, yeah, oh, Flower, how's that arm feeling? Where's your little sling? Injured or not, next week it's on. Oh, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Hank's gonna be ready. He's gonna rip it out of its socket. Let's go. I don't think Hank's gonna do anything, actually. <laughs> Hank was like, why me? Get the Grayson Waller effect. Of the Grayson Waller effect. It is the final public appearance of Brom Breaker as NXT champion. From his challenger next Tuesday. The fucking ticker on the bottom's ridiculous. Grayson Waller's too good for this world. <laughs> next NXT champion. You can tell he rigs the whole thing. Try not to break the TV this time. I know you want to rip my head off, huh? Uh, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I like this question here. From Grayson, WWE. What's it like to play your hero, Goldberg? In the sequel, The Spear. Zio with the raid. What's up, Zio? Let me bring this back to let that pass. How you doing, Zio? Hope you're doing good tonight. That's the crack. In the sequel, The Spear. Seen around the world. Have you even watched Goldberg before? <laughs> over and over and over. It says Grayson Waller, two million. Brown Breaker, zero. Go I can't on. believe he Hang caught on. him with the freaking Bret Hart Goldberg spear thing. You know. Yeah, it must have sucked so much worse because it sucks so much worse because Braun has an actual spear, not just a double eight takedown. But war games, jumping off the top of the cage, hitting Johnny Gargano in the back with a chair. Jealous of that, right? You're jealous of that. Some of these people may leave here talking about Grayson Waller that night. Waller! Stop! This is my show, don't disrespect me. A fact. From an overrated champion who's only done one thing here, and that's steal his dad's gimmick. Oh, Steiner. He's not even called Steiner, though. I could say that. Give a damn what you say. I love my father, so I'll see you next week. You are nothing more. Hey, it was about time to punch his ass, right? <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, there you have it. That was NXT. I love how unnecessary that tope was, but he still did it anyway. <laughs> like he hit him with his finisher and then hit him with the tope. <laughs> Why not? They did 653,000 viewers with a point sixteen in the 18 to 49 demographic, up from the 588,000 the previous week. They're still in that little middle of the uh, week area that they are. But you know what? This, I think it's raw burnout, honestly. I think a lot of people, you watch raw, and then the following day, you're coming to the same channel at the same time for the same length of time, an hour shy yeah, of it. I've always, I've always kind of felt, even when like raw sucked, the problem is when you go from a three-hour show, that next day, you kind of just want to take a little break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like right there with you in regards to that. Wow, we covered a lot of WWE today, huh? Right. That is crazy. We haven't really touched uh anything outside of WWE, truth be told here. <laughs> so what are we going to next? I think we should cover another weekly. Wanna hit Rampage? I don't remember Rampage. I don't even yeah, let's get let's get let's Rampage. get Rampage out of the way. That'll take like two seconds. Ouch. Somebody hates Rampage. No, it's just Rampage is so short. You know, they keep <laughs> they keep starting these rampages. I don't even have my program in front of front of me, but they keep starting these rampages. And I don't like it with that everything's already in action shit that they like to do. Yeah, see, they they just blow through rampage. <laughs> yeah. So they open. This is this is rampage episode seventy four. Uh this is located in Broomfield, Colorado, in the First Bank Center. We've talked about this place before. This is the AEW All-Atlantic title match. Orange Cassidy defending his championship, also being accompanied by Dan Housen against Trent Beretta, being accompanied by best friend member Chuck Taylor. Thoughts? Lovely match. Yeah. It's crazy that Orange that, uh, Cassidy has been incredible. I can't believe Orange Cassidy's push, man. I don't dislike him, but the push they're giving this guy is uh it's a little bit difficult for my suspension of disbelief and yes part of it is a size thing and a lot of it is the prestige of the people that they have him going over just just a little bit surprising at this point that is nasty i was like the, what was that a mission oh. driver from hell yeah that was a spiked mission driver yeah craziness and i mean he is solid in the ring there's nothing wrong and i'm glad that he's yeah. more physical and now. he's not like in, in the beginning it felt like he was trying so hard to deal with that pocket gimmick that he wasn't really doing as much as he's doing now power drivers are looking solid of course by trent there's trent and of course like he has such a an organic connection with the fans i think that does factor in quite a bit into this push yeah and penelope's coming out there to interfere like when you look at it, the fans have been behind Orange Cassidy since the very beginning. So like the one thing they wanted was him to get some kind of a championship, and now they don't want him to let it go. Mm-hmm. I like this promo. Made the announcement that you will get a TNT title shot against the champion Samoa Joe. Your reaction? You know when I was graduating high school, I was 115 pounds. But the moment I started listening to myself, I felt so alive. I became TNT champion. Absolutely. See, I don't know if you believe in me. I don't even know if my own hometown believes in me. I don't even know if you believe in me. You think I can win? You think I got what it takes against Samoa Joe? You think I can win the TNT championship again? What if I say no, Darby? What if I say no? If I say yes, you're going to lose the chip on your shoulder. Why? Because Joe is a killer, that's why. Maybe you've never been before inside of yourself. Do you think I can? Do you think I can't? It doesn't matter. It only matters what Darby thinks. Now get out there and go win your title back. Shut your mouth and just do it. 
Did you say shit your mouth? I love that logic. <laughs> that is brilliant logic. Like if I tell you yeah, you're not gonna be you're not gonna have the edge. But if I tell you no, then you're gonna be like, I don't think I can do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, keep them hot. Keep them hot. Kip Saban being accompanied by Penelope Ford against Atiba, and it was a squash match. Why even bother having it? <laughs> you know? Because it's AEW. By my new name, Perro Peligroso. So Pelo Pegroso, Preston Vance, formerly 10, is now Pelo Pegroso. Yep, dangerous dog in Spanish. You're smart because you're blonde, right? Did you watch my interview with Ooh. good old Jim Ross? He's not really that blonde. You did, so you know it was the most talked about thing. Preston Vance is handsome, Preston Vance can talk. Yeah, I've known that my whole life. You're the backstage interviewer. You get all the dirt and gossip. Who am I wrestling next week? I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Is it a local talent? So to get back to your original question, because I don't want to be disrespectful, do I look like a man that has any remorse? If that's all I had to do to get the spotlight, I would have done that shit three years ago. <laughs> this interview is clearly over. I'm a hangman, Adam Page. Doctors say he is not clear to go as of yet. It's been a hell of a few years, hasn't it, Tony? Inevitable that there would be a showdown one day. But I slept like a baby. We deserve to sleep like babies. Can't get the doctors to clear him. He's hurt. January 11th, you want at the Forum in Los Angeles? To see what you can do about that. I'll be there waiting for you. To January 11th, if you make it to L.A. in the Forum, hey, man, keep your hands up, bitch. You know he'll be there and hell will be coming with them. Acclaim, we are sick. Team TNA. What we're sick of. I've been waiting a very long time. And not so great, Kali. Acclaim, what you have done is you have pissed us off. It is over. I'm sick of that. Master, I've been in this business 36 years, and a few things that I've done that I've regretted. I'm coming for you Wednesday on Dynamite. Kiera Hogan's here. It gets against this AEW TBS title match against Jade Cargo being accompanied by her baddies Layla Gray and Red Velvet against Kira. Obviously, we're not going to have her go over, right? I forgot that she wasn't right. a baddie anymore until I saw this. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You did branch out on your own. Tasha Steeles isn't going to be coming here. You said that. But yeah, Tasha Steeles isn't going to be coming here to join her, by the way, because apparently TNA had locked her down for a new contract long before her old one had even begun to expire. They really like her. So. <laughs> or just nobody else will take her. Look, Red Velvet went to stop her, so it's kind of messed up. Like, what is she doing? Are you a baddie or are you not a baddie? Oh, I like that reversal into the Bulldog. Very solid there. Hip attack. Imagine if she would have costed her the title. They'll never do that here. Oh, God, no. Implant buster, essentially. I guess they're breaking up the baddies here because... Because like right after this red velvet seems to be done, you know. I think I mean, they go Jay into a little bit more. So. It wasn't just a title defense. Every single Jamie Hayter match going forward. Soraya, at the LA Forum, I don't care who you bring. You can say hate is good. But at the end of the day, Hater hits hard. She's had so much less of a presence as champion. You know how much as I, I like her. Like she's had the least amount of presence as a world champion. Less than Brit. Best thing yeah, Rosa. it's weird. It's just poor booking. You know, they don't. They don't really. Like, I need them to crank that shit in the high gear. She's supposed to be. She's supposed to be champion. What are you doing? Everyone thought that this mystery partner was definitely going to be Sasha Banks, which we'll go of into. Of course, they did. We'll go into New Japan Pro Wrestling later <laughs> on. But boy, did that put them in a spot of disappointment. This was like Rey Mysterio coming they, out. They, they all set themselves up for it. Like. 
this was like Rey Mysterio coming out of number 30 in that Royal Rumble. You know, like, ah. Uh. Like, don't say something just because it's a cool thing to do. You're going to make yourself sad every time. Oh, yeah, Tony Nese. You have something to say? There's only so much a man can take, and I've reached my limit. Brian Danielson, you have meddled in the affairs of MJF for too long. Sick and tired of you messing with my best friend and my best client. Next week in Seattle. Next week in Seattle, Brian Danielson, you get to share the ring with the premier athlete in your hometown. Coming up this Wednesday night, Brian Danielson and Tony Nese. Wheeler Yuta, you made this match against Swerve Strickland. What's going through your head right now? No fear, no pain. I swear, if you're an incredible athlete, hell, Killshot was my favorite wrestler. Uh, I'm a good <laughs> right there since, you know, I'm hating <laughs> what you did to me on Dynamite. Yours was taken from you. Me, I got rid of mine. Dirty, gritty, violent, just like y'all do. I swear it was the best acquisition of this year. Mogul affiliates prove I was the most violent. I don't need two of the biggest rejects from last season to tattoo redo. No, I'll do this myself, and let's get violent. It's time for the main event. We'll leave the four he yeah, called them rejects of tattoo redo. He acknowledged his gimmick of being kill shot. Look at that. I love that. That's great. Anyway, singles match Swerve Strickland being accompanied by Granded Goatsman and Parker Bodor. Am I saying his name correctly? Uh, against, so. against Wheelie Utah. Should have kept his NXT name. This was good, right? Oh, yeah, this was great. Well, no complaints whatsoever. You know, Swerve apparently didn't want to go back to the E even if he had the chance, which I guess was a smart move in hindsight. Because he seems to be getting uh, featured here a lot more on both shows. Their yeah. E show and their A show. And there's Wheelie Yuta. <laughs> you know? Proud of the kid. <laughs> so even Yuta, as much as people claim to love Yuta, though, the internet darling that he is, uh, Dan Housen's outselling him in the merch department. How is that possible, right? I'm telling you, how can you just outselling everybody? Like, <laughs> yeah, they love them some Dan Housen, oh, apparently. Okay. That's the reason. Merch but no, I, I, I'm proud of where that kid's gotten because he just used to be the punching bag, and then he eventually got sick of the shit. And mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland goes over Wheelie Yuta here. Rampage did 470,000 viewers, point twelve in the 18 to 49 demo. Uh, down from the 566 from the previous week, still hovering at the at the. 500,000 give or take mark. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, look, we covered something that wasn't WWE uh, related there. We still got to cover Dynamite, New Japan, Noah, all of that other stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh,. What should we cover next as far as dirt sheets go? Hmm. Might as well jump into the ass whoopings. <laughs> yeah, you really want to talk about that? Well, there's this thing here. What is this? This is UFC star Patty Pimblet. He wound up sparring with an internet troll. Wow, that's like a fantasy that I would love to fulfill. <laughs> right. You know, like I can't do it legally at least. Did you hear anything about this? I have not. 
Yeah, so apparently- I hear so much stuff about Patty, though. Honestly, I probably did and just passed by it. Right. Well, let's skip past all of the chuffa here. <laughs> so that we could get to him fighting an internet magic that's Ray Shadow Legend. Oh, yeah, because you love it, right? For the past week or two, just talking shit. But it's funny, the last two days, he's, like, been commenting back to people, like, oh, I wasn't trolling, I wasn't this, and everyone just, like, lad, you was. What are you on about? So, like, he's asked himself already, but give him his due. He's got a set of cojones, because he's got on the train this morning, because I said to him, if you don't quit and you survive, like, we'll do unlimited rounds, and if you don't quit and survive... Unlimited rounds? That's not safe. But obviously, I know he's not... That's <laughs> <laughs> the idea. Like, all these are saying to me, don't be going mad. I'm like, I'm not gonna go mad. He hasn't been saying stuff about the unborn kids like Charlie Zelenoff to Deontay Wilder. It's a bit of fun in it, really, but need to be careful. He'll get a little lesson, but I am only gonna play with him. One body shot, it's over. Brought me a little body top in. Did you come in yeah? I hope there's a medic there. Yeah, I really don't want to see whatever that is. Let's get to the stuff. Mixer's coming in now, lad. And as you know, he's someone I've always got on. Always got his tunes on. Is that the troll? The troll dresses in a mask? <laughs> so we can't see the expression on his face when he gets his ass kicked? Nope. <laughs> we can picture it, though. Let's get to the early stages and I just see how big that we both can take it. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh wait, there he is. In LA in the future or Madison Square Garden and just take over the You look at it this way. Is he gonna stay masked? Like what is this shit? I got pals all over. I'm half scouse, lad. Do you know what I mean? I got fans in fans in wig and I got fans in pressed and I got listen, no How are we feeling? Nervous. I got it though. Oh, so that's him finally. Oh, I want it to go hard. Let's get to the. I don't care how much hard you want to get it to go. I want to see it go hard. That guy doesn't have a very good kick. Do you notice? Oh, that's not too bad. He, he he has something there. He learned something. Probably learned that last night. He had night. the form, but had no concept of range. He has the glow. Do something. Oh, he's a scrub. He really is terrible. Wow, he could. Look at this. Apparently, he's just fucking with him. Like he just... You're lucky that he's just messing with you, man. <laughs> a pound the shit out of you. I would have made him. I would have punished him for getting in that ring with a, with a professional. He's lucky that this is lighthearted. This is more like training. It's training like a, a rookie. Green, green rook. Look at him. He's already blown up. <laughs> I mean, it hurt. Damn, man. Good lord. It doesn't even look like he's never been in a professional fight. It looks like he's never been in a fight. Like, come on, bro. The kick is the one thing that he learned, right? Probably watching, like, Drunken Master. Was that an attempt at a takedown? That's not how those oh work. Oh, my God. There was no form to that, man. <laughs> You gotta pivot a little bit there. I give him credit for, for at least showing his face. He should have kept the mask on. Yeah, this is training. Telegraphs a lot. I mean, what do you expect from work? He gives his back. If you gave your back at a real opponent, man, 
that would be it. The instant that he even gave a little bit of his back the way that he's doing, right? What in the hell? Spend more time training and less time trolling. God! This is hard to watch. Look at him having a seat. Somebody get him an ice cream. You guys have Mr. Softy out there? He's gonna need it. Get that motherfucker a salad. Damn, no ice cream. He didn't earn it. <laughs> yeah, he's. I wouldn't at least have something he'll actually eat. It's not his option. He go eat it. I'm gonna send him in there with Patty again, damn it. Kind of enjoy yourself. That was rough. I th I thought I wouldn't have even read it if I th I thought it was gonna be more of a squash than it is, and it really isn't. I thought I'd be able to do a bit better. Yeah, I didn't think you were gonna do a bit better. I thought you were gonna do a bit worse. You're lucky that they're nice people in that place. You know, there's really no reason for him to think that he was going to do a bit better. <laughs> Alright, we're midway through here, so you know what we should do? It's time for some music. Sort of lively Woo! up the place where we're talking Damn, about Damn, we're already things. midway. Let's go. Want to talk about Vince McMahon? We probably got to talk about Vince, right? I didn't think we'd be back <laughs> in 2023 talking about Vince McMahon again, but apparently there's been a lot of news in regards to him. Yeah, let's get in there. Oh boy. Give me a minute. I'm bringing my pile of Vince McMahon paperwork to the table here. So it's the day that everybody has apparently feared there's a chance of Vince McMahon coming back, right? No. No. If he tries it, somebody blow out his claws before he gets back here. No. Everything's nice over here now. Let's bring that a little bit down while we go over this. All right. So. Apparently what's happening here. Is that. Vince McMahon, who still the majority has the majority voting power because of his class B stock, told the company that he is electing himself and two former co-presidents, which were released, if you recall, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. We spoke about them months ago on here. He's take, bringing them back and he's electing them to the board. And uh, it's going to require three of the current directors to vacate their positions in order for Vince and these two guys to come back. And Vince is pretty much in the go, full speed ahead doing this. Uh, basically from what we're hearing is that uh, after the rumors of this which became revealed through the Wall Street Journal Vince regretted his decision of stepping down in the first place but he's planning on returning specifically to sell the company ever since the rumors started going around of this WWE spot stock has spiked and it's gone up a massive 12%. But at the same time, it's been noted that Vince McMahon's retirement caused the stock to shoot up a bit there. But it's up 12% uh, because of the fact that he's coming back to sell the company. There's no confirmation from, from WWE about the company sale, but it is going all around everywhere. It does sound like he is coming back. It sounds like these people are coming back, and it does seem like they do want to sell the company. So all of this does seem to be happening rather fast. And uh, 
like I said, it's Wall Street Journal information. I don't know how much credibility you want to take that with or, or how much of the story. We need more information in regards to that. But, uh... He basically submitted written consent to the WWE board, electing himself as uh, and and uh, Barrios and Wilson as directors. And uh, I guess this is something that's required in order for him to participate in the upcoming media rights negotiations. And yeah, there's official paperwork and stuff of it here. I'll I'll try to paraphrase and spare you the corporate dribble. But yeah, according to uh, yeah, it says that he's taken the actions to position the company to capitalize on a unique opportunity to maximize long-term value for all WWE shareholders, and that's the reason why the stock risen because essentially, uh, this is going to be something that'll be profitable to anybody who happens to have WWE stock right now. And uh, wow, this is pretty serious to be honest with you. This is this is something that there's really nothing legally stopping him from from doing it. Oh, uh, somebody and, uh, break his kneecap, please. No, kidding. And in his new role, he'll have unified decision-making through the company's upscale media rights negotiations. And uh, he feels that it's the right alternative. He, he believes the right course of action, rather, in the best interest of WWE and the shareholders amidst the current dynamic in the media and entertainment industry. And he believes that there's a narrow window of opportunity to create significant value for all shareholders and that to do so, the strategic alternatives review must occur in tandem with the media rights negotiations. In short, he's basically saying that now's the time to sell. And that he wants to uh, do it while they're in negotiations for media rights. Uh, and he basically told the board that something like that is going to require his direct participation, leadership, and support as the controlling shareholder of the company. Lord. This is literally a quote from him saying WWE is entering a critical <laughs> juncture in its history with the upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with increased industry-wide demand for quality content and live events and with more companies seeking to own the intellectual property and on their platforms. The only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives. My return will allow WWE as well as any transaction counterparties to engage in these processes knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. So he thinks that it'll help sell the company if he has all of the power. Wow. Oh God. I he don't want him back so bad. I don't He owns thirty seven point six percent of the total shares. Twenty eight point seven million shares in total. He has eighty three percent voting power when it comes to WWE's internal matters. So he pretty much can just vote outvote anybody just by himself. And the board of directors does seem open to the idea of him returning to the company. So it kind of sounds like they're going, he's going to come back and sell WWE. <laughs> God. He's going to show back up and just be like, you, bye. <laughs> oh, good Lord. This shit is so stressful. <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? Like it's been so it's been it's been so great not having his crazy ass around. Now it's just like, hey, he's gonna come back. Fuck. And yeah, I mean, this says that uh, that is pretty crazy shit. Like no doubt at all. And in the press release, um, he informed the board of directors that unless he has direct involvement as the chairman, he won't support or approve any media rights deals or sale. So they won't be able to really do anything with the company if they don't put him back in charge. Oh, that is an awful place to be. So no television deal can happen. No matter what money is offered to them. There's no television deal that can happen without Vince's approval. And he's saying, I'm not going to approve any television deal unless you bring me back. So it's basically like everybody would just sink because there'd be nowhere to air it if he doesn't sign off on it. That's a fucked up position to be in. And that's as a result right. of him being the majority shareholder, regardless of whether or not he's retired. He's not retired from holding shares of the company. So they would have to reinstate him in order for anything to move. God. So, like, they're basically stating in the dirt sheets, which I can't think of a better way of wording it. Basically, Vince McMahon is holding the WWE hostage until he gets to be reinstated as executive chairman. And once he's in reinstated, yeah, basically. he can either sell it or do whatever the hell he wants, which right now, in the, sta- in the state that it's in, no one can do anything without his approval, which he will not give. Wow. What are your thoughts there? Oh, God. I, I, it's been so fun. It's been so nice just watching everybody just get to be happy and get over. And now, like, he's coming back. And I'm just like, oh, God. And, like, I hate that position that they're in where it's like they can't do jack shit unless he approves. And he's like, I'll approve when you fuckers put me back. Like, no. Nothing's written in stone. However, it's pretty serious. Like motherfuckers got the picks and the chisels out already. So, <laughs> wow. And the things don't end there. Apparently, according to the FTC Federal Trade Commission, um. They have proposed a ban on non-compete clauses because they feel that it suppresses wages and it hampers innovation and it blocks entrepreneurs from starting new businesses. And then so um, the FTC voted three to one to publish its notice of proposal of proposed rulemaking, which is the first step to making non-compete contracts illegal. And if you guys don't know what that means, that means there's no such thing anymore when somebody gets released or fired. What's up, George? No worries. Glad to have you here. That means that there'll no longer be 30 or 90 day non-complete clauses. That means that when you let somebody go, they're fucking gone and they can show up wherever they want the following day. And this is, again, you got to think about the fact that this is the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. What they say goes. Yep. So no trying to fuck anybody over when they leave. 
Lynn, Lena Khan of the FTC stated that by ending the practice, the FTC, she says, the freedom to change jobs is a core to economic liberty and to a competitive, thriving economy. Non-compete, non-competes block workers from freely switching jobs, depriving them of higher wages and better working conditions, and depriving businesses of a talent pool that they need to build and expand. By ending this practice, the FTC's proposed rule would promote greater dy- dynamism, innovation, and healthy competition. Wow. And no complete clauses are just petty bullshit. Yeah. That'll make it a lot more interesting of a landscape because people could show up at a different roster on the drop of a dime, right? Motherfucker, I'll, I'll, you, you fired me at 11.58, motherfucker. I'll be on the next show on 12.01. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty crazy stuff. And uh, in regards to Vince coming back, even though it looks pretty bad, I'm not going to lie. Let's not forget that there's still uh, just the public's feedback in relation to this happening. And the fact that, uh, like, just to give you an example, John Laurinaitis announced that he was going to be doing an appearance at Big Time Collectibles. Let's not forget, he used to be Johnny Ace. And uh, they basically, uh, Big Time Collectibles tweeted this they said yesterday we announced john laurinitis would be doing an appearance with big time collectibles upon announcement we received only negative feedback after much consideration we've decided to not work with him we apologize to those that have that were offended by us working with him and that's just johnny ace who doesn't have a fraction of the allegations against him that vince does so i mean yeah vince can come back there's nothing stopping him but it could be catastrophic if they have the same kind of negative backlash that a lot of other cancel culture has caused with people yep Wow, what a spot for these guys to be in. Oh, good Lord. Good old Vince, the old man returns from the dead. Again. He took a corporate phoenix down, if you will. You stupid. (laughs) Good for him, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for somebody, I guess. Because it ain't good for us. Not fucking all. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Vince McMahon era has come and gone. And although everyone's grateful to him for creating what he did, do we really need him here right now? No, everything's great where it is right now. He is playing some hardball. I wonder how Triple H and Steph and everyone on the inside feels about the way things are going right now, right? Like, do they understand it from a corporate perspective, or do you think that they feel a little bit strong-armed? Like, it's hard to tell, right, with that family. It really is. Yeah. I have no clue, man. What an interesting landscape we have in wrestling right now. Shit is seriously hitting the fan. Right. Anyway, I think it's a good time to talk about Wrestle Kingdom and cheer shit up a little bit. What do you think? Oh, yes, because the new year started off fan-fucking-tastic. Wrestle Kingdom 17 in the Tokyo Dome, right? Yep. The annual January 4th pay-per-view, six hours of Smash Mouth Madness. We're not going to talk about that pre-show match, right? Rio, Rio, he all... Iowa versus Bolton Oleg. I know I butchered the name, no, but I don't know no, the rookies. No. We can skip that. What about the? Because uh, I'm going to give you thumbs up or thumbs down to things. I know a lot of them will be thumbs up. But what about the uh, the pre-show New Japan Pro Wrestling King of Pro Wrestling Title 2023 Right to Challenge Rambo Match? <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, 
basically the little battle royale where the last four guys go to, I believe it's night two of Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to be all the way to the 22nd, even though New Year's Dash was the next night. But they're going to fight for, instead of a trophy this year, a brand new uh, King of Pro Wrestling championship belt. Yeah, they sure are. And this match had Rocky Romero in it, Ryosuke Taiguchi, um, Kanemaru, Tomohiro Ishii, Kenta, Toru Yano, Taichi, Yujiro Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, um, Mikey Nicholas, whoever that is, or Mikey Nichols, El Fantasmo, Shane Haste, Evil, Doki, Show, Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Aaron Hanari, and Hikaleo, or Hikaleo. Hikaleo, six for nine ass, like, good God. Yeah, they were, why are you that a, fast and that big? That's fucking terrifying. This was a half an hour long match, you know. Yes, I mean, I guess obviously it's a battle royale. You're gonna have something big here, right? But yeah, I guess when this is a battle royale where like stuff's actually happening, it's not just a bunch of guys getting tossed over the ropes every two and a half seconds. You're gonna get some mileage out of it. Mm-hmm. Stone Pitbull here, Tomohiro Ishii. Glad that he was around. Yeah, but yeah, still hanging in there. But yeah, really solid stuff, you know. Little to no complaints in regards to uh, this. This company comes along very well. See, what was nice about this, this didn't feel like a clusterfuck. It felt like it was just a bunch of different things that were happening. Mm-hmm. And the cameras yeah, sure could only catch so much. <laughs> yeah. No, because whenever you start it where people progressively come out throughout the night, you're going to get a better reaction than when you have uh, everyone starting like with a classic battle royal and that fuster cluck in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, you had Everybody some favorites running in here. Running down that long-ass Wrestle Kingdom ramp. Yeah, you had Rocky Romero out there. Thwarting the dastardly plans of Evil Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, overall, it was your typical Battle Royale match, you know? Yeah, but it was, it was very entertaining. It was fun. Yeah. Funky Weapon Taiguchi. Still in there. <laughs> Still Funky Weaponing it, it up. Hey man, the, the older you get, the funkier it gets. That motherfucker will have a funky nuke for the end of his day. No, I'm kidding. And Ishii is out. Who went over on this again? Um, Shingo Tagagi, um, Toriano, Great Okan, and oh god, I want to say show. Yeah, show. Um, they're going to be competing in a four-way for the KP- KOPW title. Because the last four people standing, right? Yeah. It goes to the last four, which unfortunately show eliminated uh, El Fantasmo at the very end by accident. Craziness. Oh, yeah. A lot of moving parts in this, but that's, but that's what made it fun. Not too many people in the ring at the same time is something else I like about it. Yeah, whether whether it was people who had fallen through like the middle and bottom ropes to the outside or just not that many people there, there wasn't too much going on at once. Good old Tai Chi, gotta love him. Yo, I'm about to say your your fucking favorite in this one. <laughs> once I saw Tai Chi come out, I was like, oh, it's Rick's favorite entrance. I love how he takes a sweet ass time. 
Right, like ain't nobody in the ring. Shit, I ain't got nothing to do. Let me save it just for a minute. Shingo! Built like a barrel chested tank. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had said it before we were watching this backstage. I'd be scared as shit seeing his big ass walking the ring like, yo, can I just eliminate myself, please? That's why I like Tai Chi. He may be a singer, quote unquote singer. He, he's not <laughs> scared of nothing. He doesn't give a shit. It's like I'll see, kill the you. way he reacts. To see, I see him react like that one time, and I'm like, nope, that's it, done. He's so fast. <laughs> Yo, Shingo can move. <laughs> that dude's a former IWGP Heavyweight Champion for a fucking reason. Yeah, he sure is. And then it comes down to the end here. This one person doesn't want to get eliminated. Who's it going to be not to be eliminated? Really? Who's, who's going to be the last one? <laughs> These are always so creative. Look, they all team up on one person. No, look, Shingo. Shingo, get in there. <laughs> That's it, Tai Chi. Go Fuck you, Tai Chi. <laughs> we don't like your singing. Auto-tune, motherfucker. No, <laughs> right. Oh, look at that. Bingo's on fire over here. I'm telling you, double, double pumping bombers like this. <laughs> I don't know how you watch Bingo give him a hug. <laughs> oh, I'm doing the whole WWE thing. They're going to save each other. Yeah, Phantasmo had a coffee spot. Yeah, no Kofi spots. I'm over it. We don't need Kofi spots. You know? At least it's rare over here, because I think that's the only time I've ever seen him do one. Look at that. The arm flailing. Everybody's teasing being the one that goes over. Because, yeah, at this point, it was like the next person out matches over. <laughs> exactly. So it's like from this point on, it's so tense. There you go with your winners. I kind of like the fact that like Okada like already started like holding the bell like oh, I'm taking this. Yeah, it's already mine. Forget about the rest of this. I'm keeping it right now. <laughs> Possessions nine tenth of the law. Fuck you. <laughs> so after this, we had a tag team match, right? It was a yes. six-man, six-man, bring it back a little bit. Sorry about that. Six-man tag team match going on here. It is a... Uh, this, this was uh, this was the Inokio Memorial match. Mm -hmm. Shatoshi Kojima, Toki Makabe, and Yuji Nagata against Minoru Suzuki, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Tiger Mask. This is very old school. Very hard striking here. You know? Very old school, strong style stuff. What do you think? What were your thoughts? What I really enjoy about this is it's guys who, yes, they've been in the business a long time. It's older guys, but it's guys who still got some fight left in them. Mm -hmm. I remember Blue Justice was, being a, was, a young spring chicken, and now look at him here. He's an old man. 
Your old dog still got some ass kickings left. <laughs> Your old mom, you. But <laughs> what I like about this was it wasn't about wins. It wasn't about losses. It was just giving everybody, giving, giving Anoki a show he would have been proud of. Mm-hmm. And which I think Anoki would have enjoyed this one. This was fun. Yeah, definitely was. Everything like, like everybody put the work in. Nobody half-assed it. They gave it the best of their abilities. Really cool seeing uh, Minoru Suzuki in action. They came out with with the Antonio Noki music, which is pretty solid. So I like the way the whole yeah. night was like a tribute to him, you know. And what was kind of interesting about this is a theme throughout the night. This is the first post Suzuki Gun era match for uh, from Minoru. Mm-hmm. Because Suzuki Gun did a uh, split up, I believe it was um, um not too long ago, and a few of them were on the card, so it was kind of interesting to see where each one of them was going to go, and they made a point to mention that when everyone was in a match. Yeah, they they sure did. The hard forearm strikes got to have that. Two of the old. I love guys how we were with joking that. about the fact that if this wasn't a pre-show match, it would just be an hour and a half of just trading forearm shots. That yum yum knife head chops there. Gotta love those. Gotta have those. Wouldn't be freaking New Japan without those. Yeah, watching these guys go at it was really solid stuff. Couldn't think of a better way to pay tribute. Oh, yeah, it was great. Gotta have Kojima get in there with the forearms, right? Oh, God. Yeah, this this was enjoyable. This was one of those matches that was like, it was just enjoyable just for the ride. Mm-hmm. I love that Tiger Mask spot there, too. It looked really good. The Tiger Bomb. He has he Yo, got, Tiger Mask really, is a beautiful because because I like that he stalls you in the air before flipping you into the Tiger Bomb itself. Yeah, very solid stuff. Tiger Hitori could appreciate that too, right? He has Tiger blood. Oh yeah, even Tiger Hitori has some old lives old old school when it comes to the refs having it in this match. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no young blood in this one. <laughs> Nah, none whatsoever. This is the uh, G-Chan Festival. Oh, yeah. And of course, Togi Baka played his big old gorilla ass. <laughs> I fucking love Baka Pele. <laughs> and then it's breaking down. Yeah, Dragon Screws. Slow ass Dragon Screws. Abdominal stretch over there. I love how everybody can't get him out of it. Like, hello, how long are we going to let this poor guy be in abdominal stretch? <laughs> but that's triple submission. That's what we're setting up for. He just got his in extra early. Sleeper hold over here by Minoru on Kojima. That was a cool moment there. See, they know what they're doing with this kind of stuff. Man, I love New Japan. It's freaking wrestling. So beautiful. Oh, yeah. Everything comes. Everything always tends to come together pretty well. This was a lot of fun to watch. We watched this. We all watched this together backstage, and you know, it didn't feel as long as it is. Right? You wouldn't think this was a six-hour event by the time we got to the end, but it's like, yeah, we we've, we've been here for six hours. Yeah, it was really cool. Normally, I can't stand watching things live nowadays, and I was totally for this, unless it's a pay-per-view, which I guess this does count. That ending. This is the one thing that ruins it. We spoke about this backstage. Basically, this spot here 
You just basically find them falling. Yeah. He, they had to be tired by the time they, they got just, to this part. Then there's just no ending. Then he's just like, ah, we, we messed up the ending sequence. Just 69 me and we'll leave. Bye. <laughs> One, two, three, 69. And I'm just like, damn, after like, all of that, uh, they botched the finish. They're, you like, know? they're like, motherfucker, this is a pre-show. We gotta get the fuck out of here. We don't have time to run this back. Yeah, kind of disappointed me, you know, when that happened. That's the one thing. And they they look they me. look bummed out at the end of that. Of course, I mean it ended in the sixty nine. It's just like fuck, man. <laughs> and I'd be bummed out too. What's more of a bummer than that, right? I guess I'm right, anyway. what I'm looking over going. If if Anoki was here, he would have slapped that shit out of every last one of us. Now we can head over to the main show. We're going to jump back a little bit to get it properly. So it's the first match of the official show. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match. Catch-22s, Francesco, Akira, and TJP, a.k.a. TJ Perkins, defending the titles against Chaos's Leo Rush. And... Bear with me. It's coming. Now that being said, Leo Rush and, and Yo, one hell of a team these guys are. I really like this. Man, these guys are fun. You know, Leo Rush fits well into chaos. Very early on, like, he I likes a uh, great face, though. We're going to talk about that because I think it's actually about to happen. That was, like, very unfortunate. Yeah. We got a little bit of an insight on exactly how that ramp is made, but. Yeah, did he blame no, for it, that? It, he didn't blame for that, right? I don't think he bladed. I don't think he needed to. That's crazy. But it, it's good to see him again. Like, I haven't watched Leo Rush in a I haven't seen Leo Rush too much in a long time. Here's the that here's the spot where it happens. Pop up. X Factor. Did he blade? He Well, he might have. It's hard to tell, right? It's like I could I can imagine it being he bladed and I can imagine it being he not bladed. That's how crazy that shit was. Because his face was pretty much screwed for the rest of this. TJP's weird haircut, huh? Looks like he has been staying on Wheelie Utah's former couch. <laughs> <laughs> he had to blade. He was down there holding his face for two and I think that was the spot where he bladed. Yeah, he had he probably bladed when like the cameras weren't on him. He's still trying to blade. Probably not easy. But I don't know. I, I guess know he, I guess if you're gonna blade on the spot like that, you gotta make sure it's a convincing looking one. Yeah, because it's definitely not the great face thing, you know. But like, you, know, like you gotta get in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this—I mean, this junior heavyweight tag team division, just high speed mayhem. It was so fun. Like yeah, Yo and Leo Rush are an amazing team together. Yeah, they definitely are. A lot of risk taking here. Look at that electric chair there. You don't want a picture during that. Are you nuts? Oh my god, he could have died. <laughs> he almost did it for the gram. Mm hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. solid stuff, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, there were a lot of, uh, when it came to either Jeff Cobb, Great O'Con, Catch 22, Will Osprey, there were a lot of members of the United Empire. Um, you know, involved just in Wrestle Kingdom as a whole. 
I like when Leo Rush Eric that little Canary, I think Yeah, I think every last one of them competed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone's looking very solid here. All of these guys are. I like Leo that Rush is still there. so fucking fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Those dives, right? I love what they call it. They call that um. They, they call that the low pay instead of a toe pay. Oh, I get it. Yeah, because the low to the ground suicide dive. So yeah, that makes sense. I love this move. This rolling uh kill switch. Nice. And a close two count. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom was on fire. Oh yeah, from the from the get go. Oh. Just nuts, right? Yeah, that's one hell of a blade job he did to himself though to be bleeding like that. Nice snapdragon there. Super kick receipt for it. Everybody's down. You're down for giving a super kick. Whatever, I'll buy it, I guess. <laughs> we watched Shawn Michaels do it for years. It's good. I like this spot. I, I love this. Really solid. Like I've never seen somebody spring up out of a power doom to hit a second suplex. Mm-hmm. She says that TJP looks like L from Death Note. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he does have that shaggy look to him. Oh, he needs a big long <laughs> sleeve shirt, big baggy shirt, big baggy sweater. And finish his Halloween shopping. <laughs> Couldn't catch him. Dead baby kicker. Thank you for the follow. Fernando. Fernando Fierro, 730. Thank you so much for the follow. Preach. But yeah, TJP, definitely a different look for him. I think I used to watch this guy in suicide DNA at one point. Look at that poison Rana. That way he doesn't get a doomsday device on his ass. Smart move. <laughs> nice roll through there. Spanish fly. Surprise, I guess Leo Rush didn't stay in AEW because of that Tony Khan stuff there, right? Yeah. Makes the most sense. I mean, hey, Japan's a good fit for him. Like, I, I, could see, I could see him being a future junior heavyweight champion at some point down the line. Mm-hmm. Just don't burn any more bridges, Leo. Here, you, you have to be a little young boy. Has he already carried bags, shook hands, all that stuff? I mean, shoot, I think when he first showed up, he was a New Japan strong, but I think he'd be all right. That's what the heat was from before, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that springboard cutter there. I like the way um, on commentary they explained him missing the first one because the blood in his eyes, you couldn't see correctly where the rope was. Mm -hmm. There's the small package win there. Yeah, junior heavyweight, the tag champs retained. Very solid. Love the match. Good stuff. Oh, God. High speed. Never slowed down. Classic stuff. The Tokyo Dome was on fire. And that brings It was us. great, too, for them, because this is this was the first event where they could legit cheer. Mm-hmm. 
You're not allowed to cheer before you might spread COVID. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Happiness spreads COVID, right? Quote it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> next with the IWGP women's title match, Kyrie defending her title against Tom Nakano. Yeah, Kyrie has made it to the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, and I really was impressed with Tom Nakano. Oh, that girl! I love, I love what the the way they give that little briefing about her. That like she looks all cute and cuddly, but she is violent as all hell, and they were not wrong. Yeah, nah, not in the slightest. Yo, this match was physical though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, very. I love she pats her on the head there, and it hits her in the midsection. <laughs> Yeah, she got a little mean streak since she came back to Japan. <laughs> She's always been pretty damn mean, you know. Yeah, but it's like it's even worse here. I don't know if it was just me. But... Nice little sequence there between the two of them. I like that, but I'm gonna go back a little bit. I like that she drops kicks her. And then she kind of rolls in. I love too the way they got up as like just smile at each other. And they grab the hair. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just start rocking each other like this. It was great. The old interceptor. Crazy crossbody. That, that, that's a top-heavy Riho crossbody, right? <laughs> right. That bitch dropped like a dying son. Dropped like an anvil. Look at it. Yeah. Damn. You need a whole staff to make sure that the person you hit with that shit is okay. But yeah, I appreciated this a lot more than I expected to. I mean, obviously, we expect that when we're dealing with Kyrie. You know, and, you know, Nakano, I've seen her before. She's good, too. I mean, yeah. is this the, fir- this is the first women's match in, in Wrestle Kingdom, right? In a Wrestle Kingdom? Yep, this was the first one. Yeah, they deserve it. Yep, the Shimmer Girls truly got the shine on the biggest, probably the biggest stage of all stages. What do you mean, the stardom girl? Definitely not Shimmer. Stardom, I mean, <laughs> But yeah, we did get stardom here, which is solid. I like that they're collabing with New Japan. I don't know if they ever had a name in WWE, but yeah, her spinning backwards is called the Cutlass. Which which goes with her pirate gimmick. Oh, yeah. And this, I had expected is a fucking screwdriver. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a girl use that move. Yeah. Yeah, this match was only about five minutes, but it was physical. Yeah, a Yo, good. Fuck- she backhanded the fuck out of her. <laughs> we heard the sound. Like, yeah, let's go back bad. because there were there were two backhands. She kicked out of the first one, but the second one just. Let's hear it again. Listen to the second one. Listen to the first one too. Here she comes. Oh! Here's the cover. Could be academic. No! I thought that was it. 
Yo, she sounds deranged, doesn't she? It really did. Listen to this shit. She really puts it down with this one. Everything but the kitchen sink. Another one. That's it. She's out. You can see like the shockwave of her hair when she gets hit. Good spot. And then that leads to the insane elbow. Which I love her elbow. I was about to say, it's one of the most beautiful moves. King Quest says that hurt my jaw. <laughs> you too. <Right? laughs> oh my god, yes. Fantastic job to both of those girls. And you know what's coming. Crisscross. Talk about rumors. Money. They can't be kidding. Yeah, she's coming out to crisscross, jump, jump. <laughs> and every now and then you hear her say, money. Could you have a bigger moment here at the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> oh, what a statement. You can. Do we have to say it? Seven times singles champion, eight times tag team champion in WWE. Not just the, the hottest free agent in professional wrestling. Like what the hell? All right, so for starters, what do you think of her look? It's weird. Like, I'm not going to act like she's just fabulous and amazing. Like, I'm trying to get a good screenshot of it, her look here. It looks weird. Like, I don't know. How do we screenshot on this thing? Like I, I, I've seen people come out different and come out with like new looks, but like this was just like, why? The hair look is kind of odd, right? But that's what bothers me the most out of this whole thing. Like, <laughs> bitch, why do you have flames in your hair? Like, what? Quest said that her hair looks like a heat map. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It kind of does. Her, you know, you know, it just hit me. Right. Her, her hair looks like there's paranormal activity, but only in the front. Wrestler in the <laughs> wrestler in the front, paranormal activity in the back. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
Uh, what'd you call? What, what'd you call her when we were watching back there? You say she looks like a psychedelic Statue of Liberty. Yeah, she looks like a few things, you know. Like none of them really work for me. But yeah, this was somewhat disappointing. And yes, that is Crisscross of all the songs. How are you the, the cousin of Snoop Dogg and you come out to Crisscross? <laughs> like you know, he could just make you a whole fucking song, right? Snoop is at that point where he's doing nothing but the side quest. He has time. I'm trying to bring up Chris Cross here so that we could uh, we could do a comparison. <laughs> I mean, if it is, they sample Chris Cross. You tell me it doesn't sound like the Chris Cross beat? See, they changed a couple of notes around. That was about it. (laughs) I love that you kept rapping crisscross when we watched it. I was rapping over when we watched it. Yo, that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Tell me that's not fucking crisscross that Sasha's coming out to here. The fuck? Anyway. on the cameras sure to be the front cover of every pro wrestling magazine in the world wait a second oh no but Kyrie (laughs) tried to position herself and just got dropped by Mercedes Monet ugly (laughs) cover of every pro wrestling magazine in the world Cover of every pro wrestling magazine in the world. Well, it looks- Whoa! Oh, wait a second! 
<laughs> no, no, do we have the link of what it looks like when she does it correctly? I don't tell there's someone. Let's see if I can find, see if we can find it. Because what that movie is supposed to be, it's supposed to be like a gory bomb, but then flipped over into a DDT. God, and then this promo, oh. Curry, oh. Congratulations on making history tonight. I also know a thing or two about making history. I am here in New Japan and Stardom to make some more. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the standard, the conversation, the blueprint, and the CEO of this woman's division. So Kairi-san, enjoy your IWGP Women's Championship while you can, because that battle in the valley in San Jose, I'm gonna leave you bankrupt. Does she have a cold? And you can bank. I mean, hey, Six Layer thought her retainer was loose. <laughs> Oh, God. Have tickets sold out yet? They're gone. They're probably gone. Just in seconds. If they haven't done those last few at Ticketmaster, February 18th, Valley in the Valley, Mercedes Monet, Kyrie, the biggest match of 2023 in professional wrestling has just been made, and it's only January the 4th. Well, the champion has been upstaged by the CEO. And I'll tell you what, it is money, money, money. Tokyo Dome's full of surprises, Kevin. <laughs> Gino Gambino and Mercedes Monet in that order. <laughs> wow. What an incredible moment. Money. Money. Sweater just blowing up as yep. well. Jeez. Well, what should have been the highest of highs for Kyrie after V1 has turned into a moment she will never forget. And what kind of answer will the champion have for Mercedes Monet at Battle in the Valley on February 18th at the San Jose Civic Center? Are we booked? We got one? I gotta get, who do I gotta get? Yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> Oh. 
things that make it sad, right? But but then we moved on to the thing to make you happy because we had tag team action up next. Yeah, sorry guys, I was getting the uh, I was getting the spot done correctly because it is in our lounge chat. I just couldn't get it and be on the show at the same time. Destin only uses his his PC for porn. He likes squirters. I figured I would take the time to uh, <laughs> to find the stop the the, the freaking botch. I wish you could have seen the look on my like, well, <laughs> Give me a minute to get it in here. I had to click past all of your squirt porn to get to it. I mean, that had to be what it was. <laughs> what else could it be? Why else could we not have everybody in right now? I do want to show King Quest what it really looks like. There it is. I don't know why I didn't have it. I forgot to show because I figured everyone seen the correct version of the move. Okay, did we get it? Did we get it? I think we got it now. Sorry about that, guys. I'm kind of, I kind of don't want this to be her finisher now. Like, is it just me? I was like, okay, here it is. Glory bomb rotated over into a DET. Like that looks like one of those moves where it's like nobody can be off for even like a split second, you know? So I'm hearing it's on, uh, according to Brian Alvarez, he said that what happened was she was going to do the gory special as she spun around. Kyrie was supposed to land on her feet to take the DDT, but for whatever reason, um, Kyrie spun around to her knees. But in this shot, it looks like the person spins around to their knees as well. So Alvarez can't be right. Oh, wait, he is right. They stop at the spin. They, they, they pivot on their, their leg first. See? Landing, knees. You see it? It's supposed to be yeah. feet, knees. That's what that's the the job of the opponent to sell this when she does the rotation. Feet, knees. See it? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's an intriguing little move. Like, 
I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, that sucks that a move like that, the move that looks that good, didn't work out right, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna take a look at it again. How do we know how it's supposed to look? Okay, I see exactly what happened when Kyrie rotated. She was low. She was a little bit lower than she um was supposed to be. No, what happened was by Kyrie botched. <laughs> Kyrie was supposed to land on her feet, then her knees. Feet yeah. knees didn't happen here. What happened here? She went straight to knees. Yep. Hit the move. Knees. I guess you know, she tried to drop straight into the DDT and not hit, not plant her feet first. And Alvarez saying that he has. Uh, some conspiracy theories that he's heard and that he has about this. I mean, what oh, are you trying to Lord. say? That Kyrie Sandbag there? Kyrie, like that doesn't. She's not Thunder Rosa. So, like. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine it being something like that. Cause it's like, why, why do that on her first night? Why do that on Wrestle Kingdom? You know, like that doesn't make any kind of sense. I didn't give Sasha any heat for the finisher going wrong. My problem is the music was terrible. The look is bad, and it doesn't even match. The promo was terrible. The move is just a small part of the issue with this. Yeah, the move really was the smallest part of the whole thing. Everything else around it was just... Ugh. Like wrestling, the move, fans, not wrestling, wrestling fans tend to consume comment the way the average obese American eats McDonald's. They're not really giving a fuck about a quality check here. They're not really giving <laughs> too much of a fuck about anything they're just eating mcdonald's because like everyone for the majority i know there's people who point out but most people on social media were very very enthusiastic and happy about this sasha debut and they acted like it was fantastic when i can't really think of anything about it that's better than any time she just came out on smackdown you know what i mean yeah like (laughs) and not even like a return just showing up on smackdown all of her promos are better than this. All of her looks have been better than this. You know, like this was this was bad. It didn't do anything for me. And I mean, it's okay. She had a bad debut, whatever. But it's the praise that she got because there's people who are like blind marks to her, and nobody wants to say a bad thing about it. And it was fucking terrible. There's nothing about this that's more marketable than Sasha Banks was. 
like nothing right now. <laughs> like this Mercedes Monet thing's already damaged quite a bit just on the fact that like everything basically went wrong and everything went wrong on the biggest night of New Japan's year. But what is wrong is people blaming her for uh for that botch. That's not her fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie skipped. Kyrie skipped a step on that one. Yeah. Anyway, I think we can move on from Sasha for the time being, right? We're getting damn late here. We still got a lot of shit to cover. The IWGP Tag Team Title Match: FTR's Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood defending the championship against Bishiman, which is Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. It's the downward spiral. The razor, gem, the razor gem said Monet has lots of stands. And I agree. I 100% agree. And I have nothing against her. I just don't. I think that she's not as good as she thinks she is. And she. And, and, and like not as good as even her supporters think she is. And it's not necessarily that she's bad. But she ranks herself a little bit higher. I've heard guys, even people who've called into the show have said shit like she's the greatest wrestler they've ever seen. You know how stupid that is to say? You haven't seen many wrestlers if Sasha Banks is the greatest you've seen. How fucking dare you? She's the greatest wrestler you've ever seen. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, people need to just accept the fact that that was a bad debut. That's, that ranks up to, to me some of the worst debut. It put a stain on the on the Wrestle Kingdom. There's really nothing. It was out of place. It just didn't go there. But I but I digress. FTR, Cash Wheel, and Dax Hart were defending against Bishiman. Uh, really good match. You know, obviously FTR has a good match. I like more so Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi's progression over the years. Having watched Wrestle Kingdom since about seven up to now, it's cool to see where a lot of the younger guys have gone and just how far they've progressed uh, with their style and honing their craft, you know? That was cool. And of course, FTR, oh, yeah, I like them. Everybody loves FTR no matter what at this point. So yeah, that was good. Yo, FTR just, they're, they're, they're bulletproof when it comes to the fan base. Yeah, a little bit a little bit too much bias here, you know what I mean? A little too unbiased in regards to that kind of stuff. But they're good. They're good hands, you know? They're good workers. Yeah, fantastic guys. But it's just, I think it's kind of like um, when we were talking about it when we were watching the event, they've had like this like mega push and a half and it's like it's kind of time to slow that down and it's not the mega push that bothers me it's when they try to also push them as really really strong singles competitors where it's like oh here we're gonna have cash versus brian danielson <laughs> let's, let's focus on <laughs> and them being cash almost win you guys got like you guys got like over fucking what almost 200 people on the roster let them stay a tag team give that spot to somebody to fight brian danielson that's a singles guy not that how do we have brian danielson and uh and drew gulak and we we haven't somehow done something with the two of them you know (laughs) they're just as bad in a lot of ways as wwe when it comes to stuff like that like they haven't they have a storyline that's already pre pre preconditioned to be to be executed and they're not going to use it you know yeah overall it makes sense yeah solid match though course exchanging hell of a fight mm-hmm. definitely I feel like I mean, Godwin and Hashi have been teaming forever it feels like oh because they have it's like good god and you could and it shows in their efforts because they were in perfect sync at all times like there was there were a few moments where FTR almost caught them but like it is it's crazy the level of teamwork they had it makes it damn near impossible to deal with them because like, you're gonna lose track of one while you're dealing with the other. Like it's all—it's near impossible with this team. 
because I want to say this was like the second or third time they had won World Tag League to get in the contention for this match. So, like, yeah, this is one of New Japan's best tag teams easily. Yeah, this this was this was a really really fun match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And now FTR, you know, spoiler alert, they do lose here. Now they can focus on being in America instead of in freaking. Mexico and Japan and the Philippines. Yeah, I mean the only tag, the only tag title they didn't have were the AEW tag titles. So, you know, a little bit more focus outside of this bubble. Right. <laughs> we all need you guys everywhere, or rather, inside of this bubble. In their case, yeah, because they've been outside the bubble for like a year. Hmm. Yo, Dax would not give up on that on that pile driver. Nope. Like the way he blocks that forearm there. Yeah, with a beautiful super kick. Really good transitions as well. Finally caught him. Mm-hmm. And then we get caught to the ending over here. Melsa driver connect. That's a Melsa driver corner. I should have my mouth. An indie taker. <laughs> they just don't flip at the end of it. It having a tombstone position is different. Yeah, but FTR definitely had like probably the best run they're ever gonna have. I just don't need to see it to that tier again, you know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I don't need to see them just collecting tag belts. Like, just have one, be the best in that that show, and then just leave it at that. Oh, for sure. I'm right there with you. Because the problem is, is when you get to that point, when you start to climb down, the fall is brutal. Super kick, double team, and good night, Irene. Mm-hmm. Nice finish. Yeah, that was a good match. Next up, I yeah, think is I like the, like when they hit the move, Goto immediately, even before the three count, went to make sure that uh, Cash couldn't get back in. Next up is my favorite match, I think, of the night. Oh, this. <laughs> oh yeah, because you love the technique, you love the technical stuff. Yeah, this was the world yeah, this was like, title final match because they had a tournament for it that came down to Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita, who reminds me strikingly of Shibata, who ironically they had on commentary just for this match. Maybe it was for that very reason. Yeah, and I know Shibata and uh, Sabre have been, even ever since Shibata got to wrestle again last year at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, they've been like teasing them getting back at it again. Mm-hmm. Look at how well done this is, though. Oh yeah, th- this was like a technician's dream match. Like this yeah. was so cool. All the tech, all the moves were so smooth. The com, the the combinations, even the misses looked crazy on this. Yeah, good psychology. Dude, they got applause there. They deserve those applauds. Right. <laughs> they fucking earned those applauds. And what I love about this match is this match made Ren Narita into a freaking star if he wasn't already one. Yeah, it sure as hell did. 
because he hung in there with one of the best technicians probably on the planet. Yeah, this guy has the Shibata look too, though. You notice that? Doesn't he? He just doesn't look like he could kill on sight. That's the only difference I see between him and Shibata. See, what I like about this is it wasn't too fast, but it wasn't too slow. It was right in that happy medium. Like, I love the constant contact, the constant wrist and arm control, everything looking to set up the next. Like... Yeah, there's a company that's very well when it comes to stuff like that. They bring oh, proper yeah. people in. To have those style of matches a little bit more boots to the ground you know yeah you don't have to be all over the place but they do it's also a little bit more boost to the ground but then one of my favorite aspects of zach saber jr as a wrestler comes into play here is that he can get quite physical if he needs to sure can and there's that freaking joint manipulation that he's so known for He's taking his time, not rushing anything. <laughs> I can eggs him on there. <laughs> that's a, that's like I said, it's a big thing in Japan. People in the middle of ass whoopers like, come on. <laughs> oh no, this this was excellent though. This is easily one of the best matches of the night. Mm-hmm. What I like is if you look at this, the co-main and the main event, it's the three best matches of the night for three different reasons. Mm -hmm. What are those reasons to you? For for this one, it's the fact that like it was it was pure wrestling. There was no storyline, no gimmicks. It was just it was, like I said, it was a technician's dream. Everything looked like it was setting up the next thing. One thing I like that um Zack Sabre Jr. does, if you ever catch it, in the mo in when, um, moments where they have a constant contact and there's a wrist control, I'll always kind of catch him look up and down somebody's body, and it's like he's looking for the next few moves he might be able to do. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what I'm talking about right there, where the physicality kicks in, like it's been technician, okay, now I'm pissed. Now we're going to start just straight fighting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, very solid stuff. This is the kind of wrestling that I really miss, and we do get little spurts of it in other places but really not to this extent yeah. anymore like for this one it felt like the the first person who makes that one big mistake was gonna lose and it was just a matter of who because there were points where it could have been either one of them mm -hmm. <laughs> that's dope the way he rolls to the ropes there look at that every second he's looking for the next move and then he has two or three backup moves in case that next move doesn't work. Those PKs sound horrible. Mm -hmm. And I know it's the kick pad, but damn. <laughs> As he's constantly working on me because he, like, even though those arm bars weren't working, he was constantly each armbar was set up the next one for a be for it to potentially be the finish. I love how he sits down there. <laughs> so many cool reversals. Yeah, look at that the angle prong pin like this. 
And that pace of countering reversals never slowed down. Look at this shandles. Yeah. Like the flow from move to move is what made this one of the best ones easily. I want to, they need to run that back. I'll tell you, yeah, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even care who wins, just do it again. Yeah, he taps right there. I'll bring it back a little bit more. Nice. It's a realistic finish, too. They didn't prolong the tap. Yeah, because he'd been working on his arm through those failed armbar attempts the whole. Mm hmm. All right. Next up, you get a six man tag team match. Oh, I'm sorry, actually, do we? Yeah, no, we get on the never open weight title match. Carl Anderson defending his title against Tamatanga. Carl Anderson coming off of Raw to return his title back to Japan. Right. Yeah, good match. I mean, when you think about it, a battle of Bullet Club originals, because I know Tamatanga been in Bullet Club since almost the beginning. And Carl Anderson, one of the two founders with Finn Balor. Mm hmm. This was a brutal one, though. This was extremely physical from start to finish. That's rough. It's funny how he didn't bleed off of that, but Leo Rush did. Yeah, Leo Rush was great at man. He overbladed himself as what wound up happening there. Nope. No guns done for you. That was another story of this match. It was the guy who's, who started doing the gun stunning Carl Anderson against the guy he passed to move on to in Tomatonga. Yeah. Bullet Club Heat. I'm telling you, this is old school heat, too. <laughs> it's that day one heat. That was dope. Yeah, this match felt very personal, even from, like, the start. Like, there were a few moments where I felt like I almost forgot that, like, yeah, Carl's probably dropping this title because, like, it felt so crazy personal at all times. Razor Jen says Machine Gun Carl, Finn Balor, Tamatanga, and uh, Bad Luck Fale are the OGs of Bullet Club. Yeah, yep. you're probably right. They're, they're the originals. Yeah, that's the way I remember it. Damn, nice call, but that's beautiful. Yeah, later on they added in the box and all the other extra guys, and then it became the Japanese Bullet Club that it is now, right? <laughs> Japanese makes no damn sense whatsoever. It's because we all have it's because we all have Bullet Club in America anymore. We just have the elite. We left Bullet Club over there. Yeah, it kind of ruined it. Good splash in the corner there. Yeah, very back and forth throughout a lot of this match like there was no except for maybe like early on there was no point when one person had a definitive advantage over the other but yeah this it, it was good it was good to have anderson back in japan for a little while because i mean when i first started watching new japan guys like him gallows all the other guys were there 
Yeah, it's very cool that under Triple H's regime, they, he's even allowed to do something like this while still being part of WWE. Yeah, because like he's a contract. He's the first contracted WWE superstar, I believe, to compete at Wrestle Kingdom. Beautiful Death Valley driver there. And that's one of the reasons why I think that Vince McMahon going away and staying away is good. As much as I respect the man for what he's done, he couldn't relate or understand this kind of collaboration you know this kind yeah. of cooperation between different companies it's literally the man who built his entire empire on destroying that kind of shit destroying territories and people going back and forth and shit like he literally made a life he made it his life's goal to destroy the kind of shit that's happening you know what i mean so it's like when people say oh you know about vince i kind of get it from both perspectives we don't want vince back because we like these kind of things being able to happen i couldn't imagine vince looking at any of this and being good it's kind of like if you come across somebody that grew up during the vietnam war even though we don't have anything against asians from like an old man perspective we can so we we can sort of get we you can sort of get where where their heads are we don't agree with it but we try to empathize with it you know we go this old man grew up in a war where asians were killing his friends and although that's not the way that we look at it and that's not what we agree with that's sort of like vince is from the old war you got to look at it from that he's from a war where he took the territories out he's not going to look at people going back and forth between companies and go yeah great hell no no unfortunately vince doesn't vince doesn't understand how important having this is to roger wrestling fans because like Tony Khan always did the thing with the Forbidden Door. This is the ultimate Forbidden Door, having a WWE guy over in Japan at their WrestleMania, basically. Yeah, and Triple H, uh, he did want an NXT all over. But Vince is not back, but he's kind of holding the, the, the company hostage right now. We talked about it earlier. You could go back to the VOD later if you want details. But he's sort of in a, he's sort of using his power because he still has 85% influence, 84, 85%. He's using that against him right now, and it's not looking good. Looks like he could come back. I like how he counters that cutter right there, pulls him back up, deadlifts him back to his feet, spins him around, fireman carry. Like, nope, we're not doing this. Uh, goes for the Death Valley. That gets reversed, hits the ropes, come forward with the forearm, ducks through that, comes forward with the forearm, comes, ducks through that, back and forth. I really like that. You know, these guys are awesome and no still no cutter now i'm gonna reverse your cutter and deadlift you back so he decides to go for the forearm there in Siguri, jumping in Siguri. good storytelling man so beautiful oh, that's the yeah. cutter that i'm gonna get you with the springboard one you're not gonna be able to deadlift me out of you see that's cool storytelling i can't get him to do the cutter because he's gonna deadlift me but the momentum from that springboard he's not gonna be able to take my weight and i love that like tom was was uh, insistent on making sure he finished him off with that gun stun. Mm-hmm. Ah, like you gave the movie. See, that's the problem, though. Like they fucked up at the end, though. You know, there's a lot of that, yeah. that happens a lot. That happens a lot in this in, in this pay per view. Like there was little he dumped. He fell too early. Ugh. It kind of sucks because the whole story is that cutter. The whole story yeah. of the match is that cutter. Another match with a fucked up finish. You know what I mean? There was the sixty nine me match. There's this. It's like another match with the with a fucked up finish. It kind of got on my nerves there. That whole story was about that cutter, only for the cutter to be the last move of the match and it to be botched. <laughs> you could have botches. But luckily, I, I, I believe I'm, that was the last time, though. You could have botches. I'm by no means a perfectionist. But when you're when the botch is not only the final move and it's the finish and it's the it's the move that you're basing the entire storyline and match around, it's not good. And you're right. It, thankfully, that was the last time because it was literally the fucking finish. That's why we call it the finish because it's the last time. You're talking about like the last like finishing botch of the match of the night. I would hope so, you know. No, everybody else made out of the rest of the night clean, thank God. 
<laughs> so yeah, that was a little bit disappointing. They were telling such a beautiful story, and then the end fucked up. Just like that other match. Anyway. Next, we get a six-man tag team match. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Keiji Muro, and Shoto Umino against Los Ingobernables de Hopan, Bushi Sanada, and Tetsuya Naito. Love these guys. Oh, so good having them in Wrestle Kingdom again. Mm-hmm. This was uh, Kenji's last match as well. Yeah, Kenji's Kenji, swan song. Yeah, Kenji's final match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's going to be doing some stuff in Noah in February, I believe. But this is it for his New Japan run there. Too sweet me. Ah, conniving Sonata. <laughs> you wish Thomas tag team was there, right? Yeah, the G.O.D., Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, it was interesting not having Tonga Loa at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, what the hell? Nice springboard dropkick there. Man, I remember Sonata. Remember when Sonata first came from Japan and he was part of TNA? I used to watch him a lot on Explosion. Yeah, I, I watched him win the X-Division title. I watched him join James Storm's faction and then become like a... I think, I think they called him the Great Sonata. That's where he first turns on Muda. As an yeah. impact. And then, he, then, he, and then he started dressing like... Uh, he started dressing like young Muda before he had the mask and it was just a face paint. Yeah, no more skull and no more baseball bat for this Sonata, huh? Nice baseman <laughs> drop kick to the knees. Shining Wizard. Old school looking Shining Wizard. That's the way you're supposed to do right. it. Springing off of the person's right knee to hit them on the on the opposite side. So good. I wish we could sit here and watch the whole thing, but we technically cannot. Yeah. We're not here to watch the whole thing. We're here to talk about a lot of it. We're here to reminisce and shit. Mm-hmm. Nice spinning out. I do like like when the old, uh, older Japanese guys, they do moves like that. They snap themselves into it. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't just lay out the elbow. Like, it's a whole, like, motion. Tana with the elbow. Not bad. I love how he cross-bodied into them and took them both out. Like one caught forearm, one caught knees. Sonata did make Loki laugh. You remember that? Oh, shit. We got somebody who watched Dude, I almost forgot about that. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. I remember when I used to watch Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, Tanahashi was such a big deal. He was like the John Cena. You know, he was fighting Okada in the main event. Back when I used to watch during Wrestle Kingdom 7. There were no damn subtitles. Nothing. I just kind of had to go, I like that guy. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like us kids that wound up getting it on freaking access. And we were like, ooh, is that JR? Is that Marl? No, I watched before JR, man. They still had Kevin Kelly, to be fair. Because I, I started watching because of Ring of Honor inspiration. That you still knew somewhere. I mean, I did watch certain ones that didn't have even Kevin Kelly. I could show you on one of my old externals. He has some old, old. Oh shit. God, I believe it. Some <laughs> of the shit you've shown me in the past. <laughs> yeah, we'll hang on Discord later and show you see some crazy stuff for tomorrow or something. I love that spot from Naito, the way he does the drop. Oh yeah, um, combination on he calls it. <laughs> nice name. What I like about it is like when they hang that move on commentary, 
when he goes up and springs to the outside, it's culmination, and then they call it for the finish because sometimes he's not able to finish the second half of the move. Dragon screw. You never really see somebody hit a dragon screw from that position either. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Tanahashi, I think, is the only one who does it. Hiromo looks like he's in a lot better shape Not that he was ever in bad shape But damn does it look like he's been freaking Look at Hiromo over here I thought it was Tanahashi for a minute I was like wait a minute this isn't 12 years ago <laughs> Right Like what the hell Oh man LIJ is still dope man They're still oh, so yeah. dope I love They've never Hiromo, lost they've, they've never lost the edge your first New Japan was Wrestle Kingdom 9 because Global Force was promoting it and Double J. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Double J was in Bullet Club. How fucking funny is that? And we were just talking about, oh. Glo- we were talking about Double J. I love how he had to defend Global Force after all this time. <laughs> That's great. Hey, I'm still whatever, waiting for that tape library to come out, Jeff. I'm just saying. You know, at least see, at least if one good thing came out of Global Force, it was it was that it showed you where New Japan was. Freaking Jeff Jarrett, man, that freaking guy! I swear. And to think now, I'm watching AW and Jeff Jarrett. As much as I don't like him being there, is doing some of his best wrestling. He really wants to prove the world wrong because man, does he look good in the ring? Like what happened? How are we getting our best Jeff Jarrett now? I don't want my best Jeff Jarrett now. You know, like nobody asked for that. It's like I can't give the man I cannot give the man his flowers though. He looks so good in the ring. How come he couldn't look that way that whole damn time? No, I don't want no damn global force gold. What <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit? He should Turn team up my with Logan. He should team up with Logan Paul. The two of them can go on scamming sprees. Don't don't you don't you put Logan in that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, both, they'll both point the finger at everyone else. Hey, man, we didn't know everybody was a piece of shit but us. <laughs> like, you know, we're we're really good people. It's not all for everybody else shitted on us. They fit perfectly together. That poor Shota ate that fucking dropkick, though. Yeah, right? That's New Japan's the one thing, and I don't cover it all year long on here, but it's the one thing that I can still watch as a fan, which is what I love about it. Like I watch right, New you don't Japan. feel like you're watching something to cover it, right? Yeah, I watch New Japan the way like I would eat ice cream. You know, like this is for me and nobody else. Fuck you all. Like that's sort of how I look at New so, Japan. Like I truly just enjoy watching them. I could still enjoy this. Like not that I don't still enjoy other wrestling, but there's always in the back of my head if I'm watching Raw or SmackDown what we're gonna cover, what we're gonna do, what notes I gotta yeah. take. With this, I really just this is like just my happy place is New Japan, man. It's so what I like the yet. fact that because uh, um, Shota Shota Umi got the pin. But he used his former mentor, John Moxley's Death Rider, to do it. Funny to have a former mentor being John Moxley. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> you mean that guy who used to bite people? Yeah, that one. What do you mean used to? <laughs> You're right. You know, that's, that's still very much who he is. Anyway, next match we have is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Fatal 4-Way title match. Taji Ishimori. What the hell is this guy doing here, man? He's almost too good for this kind of a match. Remember him and Noah? He was really good. Anyway, he's defending his championship, so I guess that's what he's doing here. Against El Desperado, Hiromo Takahashi, and Master Wato. 
or or as I jokingly called it, the the, the Hiromu versus three other guys match because Hiromu always in one way or the other winds up in this match. Mm-hmm. He's either champion or he's challenger, but he's always here. Oh man, but this was fucking awesome. It really was. Like, Very athletic is, match. This is always one of the fastest matches of the night. Yeah, excellent stuff. Double shoulder block on Master Watto over here. Yeah, this, this this stuff was all all over the place. Every single bit of it. Everybody moves incredibly well. I love how everybody in this match is fast, but they also wrestle different styles. Mm-hmm. Master Watto's like, screw this. Is that Master Watto or is that El Desperado? No, that's that's, that's Watto. Okay. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Desperado with Hiromu in each other's face. I'm sorry, I didn't mean is that Desperado. I meant is that freaking Taiji. Oh, no, no. That was, no, Taiji's, all, Taiji's chilling on the ramp. You didn't you didn't sell any of your coin and you're working with rare people like the guy who said your Bulbasaur was 30k? <laughs> Get in there. Get in there, man. This is it. This is your opportunity. You better make that channel ball out. Yo, go back and say, I love how Taiji's hanging out on the ramp. He just calls everybody up and just fucks up everybody. <laughs> that motherfucker said one, two, and three. <laughs> I'm all dead. Like everybody should have just stayed in the ring. And I love how all you hear is just agony on the fucking ring. Everybody, ah! And he just decides ah! he's gonna go into the ring, you know? That's all, that's all in pain, and he's just in the ring healing. Everybody just fucked up on that great ramp. We hate you now! And he's not done <laughs> fucking him up. Down, they fuck everybody. Well, good strategy by the man over here. Oh, he ain't shit for that, but that was good strategy. <laughs> This is a pretty damn long match, not gonna lie. I don't even know if we're at the halfway point so much shit happened in this match. Oh, look at that move. Doesn't that look familiar? Shades of Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep, sliding German through the ropes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they went for a while in this one. And, like, so much happened... From like there were there were never there wasn't there was never a slow period in this match. At all. Like there was no rest moment. Everybody was just going and going and going. Yeah, that's what you want from a match like this. That's what you expect from the junior heavyweights. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. This was Watto's best. This is the best I've seen him, that's for damn sure. I'm telling you, like if he doesn't win it. Within the next year, I'm calling it now. I think he's going to win this match and win that title next year. Hell, I thought he was going to win it this year. Because, <laughs> like, every time I see Master Watto, I don't get to see him very often, but every time I see him, he's drastically different than the year before. Some brutal stuff in here. Oh, just lost the poor guy into the, <laughs> that corner. Mm-hmm. 
Master Waddle really is kicking about- ass, right? Oh my god, yes. And Ishimari's badass too. Like everybody in this is bringing their best shit. They're selling their their offense. Everything looks good. Like it's not just about the offense, but even look at that zigzag essentially by Mr. Master Waddle over here. We're gonna rock the, the zigzag speed, now. The transitions, everything. That was crazy. The yeah, elevation that, that he got on that lifts him up into the dragon sleeper and ah. Yeah, this is definitely a match to keep everybody pumped full of energy. Oh, yeah. The crowd never slowed down the whole night. They all need to take naps. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for naps. <laughs> Speak of the devil, they all had time for naps. <laughs> everybody took a nap in the middle of this match. Everybody was down, triple down, quadruple down. It's a strike party. Springboard almost into a German, elbows his way out of it. Nice crucifix there, and then brings him back up. It's like a crucifix driver, which he kept trying to go for after this. What he hit was, he kept trying to hit it. Again. He was like, that's my favorite move. I'm going to spam it. He's that guy on the games online where it's like every chance he gets, he's hitting his finisher and just hoping everybody else is occupied. Yeah, this was bananas. Like, I don't understand how they were still going at this pace. Mm -hmm. Very strategically is how they were still going. (laughs) Right. Probably lost 20 pounds each. I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody got in their 10 million steps of this ship. Screw you, ref. You don't know nothing. That was so shitty. Ain't no counting in here. Uh oh, here comes the foreign object. Don't throw it at him, just hit him with it. Yeah, old school style. I'm not trying to put anybody in the hospital. <laughs> I just want to win. I don't want nobody to die. We've dealt with enough death lately. We're trying to be good about this. Oh. They tried to go bloody cross. That didn't work. You see what you mean? You were right about that crucifix bomb. He's hitting everybody with that shit. Yeah. He's just hitting everybody and hoping he gets enough time. That's like a freaking 2K22 online strategy. Literally, that that's I'm that guy. <laughs> like the second I get a finisher, I'm cracking off. The second I get it, wheelbarrow German. Oh, we have to bring him down. Ah, if he gets you so high up in the air before he drops you with that German. I believe this is the finish, right? Yep, because it came back to bite him. He went for the move too many times. And then time bomb. Goodbye. And that ends it, folks. Yep, Hiromu gets it again. He's just attached to that title, isn't he? 
I'm telling you, man. He's like Nakamura with the IC title. Good like every him. time I turn around, he has it again. But I love the way they broke it down on commentary because like he got so fixated with trying to hit the move, everybody saw it coming at that point. Mm-hmm. And then that brings us to Kenny Omega. I believe he has a variation of the time bomb. Yeah, he has he has two different time bombs. I think um that one he finished the match with was time bomb two. And by the way, listen, no disrespect, but if you are a podcaster, it doesn't matter what video games you play or whether or not you do play games or whatever. If you had no idea what this was, you probably it's probably time to retire, hang up the jacket. You know, watch some Everybody Loves Raymond reruns. You know, and enjoy Gee. some. Enjoy some salmon in a can with your wife, and just chill. See now you're, see see now you're nice about it. I'm not. I don't know how it's twenty twenty fucking three. You don't know who Sephiroth is, even if you don't play video games. I deem to suggest that perhaps it was Kenny Omega's final fantasy. And now to the strains of the One Wing Angel. I love that he used the Sephiroth music in entrance. Right, and it never broke into his old song or anything. It just kept straight with that. With New Japan Pro Wrestling's international ascent. And that's something that brings pride to this challenger, but it brings with it a jealousy as well. Five years ago in this building, fans around the world... He should have done his hair a little bit more Sephiroth-like. And they stayed yeah, a little this bit more straightened. <laughs> Razor Gems, this character's from Smash Bros, right? <laughs> oh, you... Get the fuck out of <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, man. He's from Kingdom Hearts. Right out of the Three. <laughs> what he couldn't possibly him in be Toy Story. He should have used the Genova music. That would have been cool. Oh, he should have had a massive movie. <laughs> Oh, dude, if we had a massive one, it'd been it. That is a cool intro. Yeah. Kenny doesn't disappoint with his special entrances. How dramatic. From Kingdom Hearts 365 to HD 2.5 Remix DLC. You stupid. <laughs> yeah. Nobody realizes, but Kenny Omega likes sea salt ices when he's on his off time. Return of the Assassin. See, we got Assassin's Creed versus Final Fantasy. There was a collab between the two. On FF15, you could have Assassin's Creed outfits, couldn't you? Yep. You can go into an Assassin's Creed world, so how appropriate is that? If you get, if you get the Royal Edition, you get those outfits. 
And he got his face music back. Baby face song. I never heard the heel song to my recollection. He should have came out to Assassin's Creed. Do they even have a song? <laughs> Assassin's Creed doesn't really have a song. Not really. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's get to some stuff. He'll be here all night. We're going to oh, be here all night no matter what, so but yeah. I don't have to be for that. So yeah, I mentioned um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Zack Sabre Jr.'s match was one of the best ones because the technician, the technical aspect. This was one of the best ones because of the sheer fucking brutality. Because they beat the shit out of each other for a half hour. Yeah, it was rough. Then we had Don Callis at ringside. Anyway, those were the intros kind of some of you guys wanted to hear what happened there. Yeah, Kenny so Omega. Started out, it was it started out normal, but once it kicked into high gear, it got nuts. It was implied to me that we've seen the best of Kenny Omega, that he's on the decline now. And right, right before this match, I said no. <laughs> it was just like, no, I disagree. I don't think you're, I think by far, and this match to me proves it. That we have not yet to see the best of Kenny Omega. It takes a certain kind of environment to bring out the best Kenny Omega. And it certainly can't be doing V-triggers to Sunny fucking Kiss. <laughs> you know? We don't have Will Ospreys in AEW, believe it or not. You know? We don't have Zack Sabre Juniors out there. We got Sunny Kisses and Big Swoles. And yeah, you got, got your Darby Allen, and on, you got your Orange Cassidy's <laughs> and stuff. But there's not really something. I feel like there's the, the environment of something like Wrestle Kingdom. You know, it brings up the best in people like Kenny Omega. Like, what is he doing right now in AEW? No, no matches. It's something about the environment because there's no AEW matches that he has that are better than any of his, his Wrestle Kingdom or New Japan wrestling matches for that matter. The you only know? thing that's been anywhere near has been the stuff he, the, he and the Elite have been doing with Death Triangle. He just works better in Japan. I think everyone works better in Japan. Can you name an AEW person who's had a great match versus anything that they've had anywhere else in AEW? Like, who's had their best match where it's like, that's better than anything they've done anywhere else? Sonny Kiss. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, they're, they're, it, it takes a different type of level to be... In fact, no matter where you're at the card, wrestling on Wrestle Kingdom brings out a different thing in you. And yeah. Kenny Omega, it hits be- it hits different than anybody else. Like I've said before, I think I was just saying when we were watching, it's something about Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny doesn't give a shit about his physical safety or anybody else's. Because the stuff I've seen him do to people, the stuff I've seen done to him is crazy. Yeah, agreed. No argument and there. This match whatsoever. was no different. Like, no, it really wasn't. Like, it seemed like they went into this match with a personal agreement of just don't kill anybody. We're going to just go hard. <laughs> as long as it's that, nobody gave a shit what happened. Mm-hmm. Like when he removes the turnbuckle padding here. Like, right when that happened, I was just like, oh, it's going to get bad. 
because I knew it was going to come into play. I just didn't expect the ways it came into play. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. And we got to have Red Truth here, of course. That pump kicks him right into the into the turnbuckle. Nice. I love that backbreaker. Like a wheelbarrow backbreaker of some sort, you know. He got him a little bit. He rotated even a little more because instead of it being ribs, he landed straight spine to his knees. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a wonderful display. Like, this. And there was a, they felt you, they conveyed the hatred for each other. Amazing in this. The fact that, like, Osprey felt like Omega just treated this place like a stepping stone. Whereas Osprey at times just felt like he's fighting for his life here. Nice flapjack into the ropes there. Big boot. Long match, you know, that's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. About 31 minutes, I believe. It's like a handspring front flip insecurity. Yeah, I've seen him hit that before. <laughs> I always just call it the something because I don't know. I never know what's going on. Very solid stuff there. Double underhook on the apron. But nope. Resorts to the chops. How can he chop? Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) He super kicked the fuck out of Omega. He's not joking around, boy. Uh oh, look at that. Is he going to try to go? Oscar nope. nope no luck there oh, it was as simple as Kenny just moved a step backwards look at the look on Kenny's face after he affords the Oscar that was my favorite part of the whole thing he <laughs> <laughs> like held off for his life didn't he <laughs> that motherfucker looks like when you dodge a bullet in a video game Oh God! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Yo, Kenny looks like his life flashed before his eyes. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Good sell there by Kenny. <laughs> Why is it all in matches like these? Kenny always looks like he's on the verge of insanity. Right. That's one of my favorite things about him. We don't get enough of that insane Kenny Omega anymore. Oh, in this fucking spot. Once he built the table, I knew what he was doing. Okay, let's go back a little bit here. Oh. Here's Kenny. 
come on, tell me that's oh, not beautiful. Oh, Wendy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That looked brutal the way you hit him with that there. See what I'm saying? Like, who, what other time of the year am I seeing Kenny let that happen? That was another brutal spot. Yeah, Kenny hit the back of his head on that bar. Oh, my lord. Yeah, th this got bad really fast. Mm hmm. Going Oz Cutter and connects. Nope. V trigger to the back of the head. There was the one nasty V trigger he got him in between the ropes. I don't know if we went past that. Oh my God, yes. That no, we haven't passed that one the yet. Whole thing. Hopefully we get it because that's really nice. Ushi Garoji. No, I remember that startled us watching. It was so vicious. See, Kenny's V triggers hit so much different over here, too. Yeah, I guess they can take it over here. They're grown men. You know? Motherfucker doesn't have to have Tony in his ear when he V triggers somebody here. Kenny's eye from the Nando kicks scares me the most in this match. Yeah, Kenny's eye got busted up, so he dealt with that for the whole match. Yeah, this this was absolutely brutal. This is and it kept spot. getting worse. Look at that. And what's scary me about this is like they would let this movie just happen too. Yeah, I didn't expect this to be a movie that just happens. <laughs> so part I've seen him do it to Okada, so I was just like, yep, it could. <laughs> and there's the Oz cutter. I love the way he sells it with the twitching. Look at Devon sold that Oz cutter. Dude, that boot there. was rough. This next move. Oh my Jesus. I don't know how nobody's dead. And the whole time we're watching this, I don't realize what he's doing. I'm thinking it's going to be like a superplex. Did his, I'm like, did okay, his... somebody's going to get did he already get the kick to the eye here? Yeah, he yeah he long he long already been kicked in the eye. Watch this shit! You can't even imagine what's about to happen. Like... Okay, get the punches. Sets up his next move, and good golly, Miss Molly DT on the
I've never seen that before. <laughs> a rough place to be. I'm telling you, and on an exposed turnbuckle at that. And then Osprey's just bleeding all over the place. Oh, I love this because he lands on his feet, touching the gate, touching the guardrail. What beautiful! I don't think he ever landed on his feet from the rise of the Terminator. Seems like he looks crazy. <laughs> That's the reason oh, why, with his personality, I thought he made a better supporting character in the Bullet Club as the cleaner than as, like, the leader, you know? Because the crazy cleaner gimmick's so much better. But yeah, I love the blood stains on the table. That was pretty nuts. He left his face. <laughs> Bloody table. The motherfucker smashed his head through that table like an acne cartoon. That was fucked up. He slammed me into the bloody table. Literally. <laughs> yeah, right, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how the story changed up from this point on because now, like, yes, Osprey's still trying to win, but it's more, he's just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. Like, he's trying just to make sure he still gets back up. Like, Red shoes, no! Snapdragon, you see? Before, because of what you did to red shoes. You piece of shit. <laughs> Instant karma. Look at me, look at he's dying. Position number 387, you don't oh, want to be in with Kenny that, Omega match? That he's all glazed over his eyes. That motherfucker lo looks like Al Pacino at the end of Carlito's way. He's seeing a beach. <laughs> <laughs> Grab his <laughs> leg. Anything that, anything that you have to do to not get many blanco. <laughs> do what you gotta do, bro. I don't blame you. Get Tiger Driver 98. He's still kicked out. This is bad. Watch this. Oh. Nearly died. You know what it kind of sounded like? Because you heard two claps too, right? Yes. It sounded like his knee hit him, and then like the top of his boot hit him right after. Like the top of his foot. Like. Oh my god. I'm just trying to give the kids some props here. He's hanging in there, and he's in a desperate, desperate situation right now. One more time, just because I can't believe how bad that looked. <laughs> it startled us when we watched it. Mandy Rose doesn't really have a V trigger so much as she has a pump knee. It's a, it's a bit yeah, different. That's all she has a pump knee. Nobody looks like they die after they take her knee. 
Can you make a V trigger? People, you gotta check a pulse afterwards. Am I clear? <laughs> this is a long match, man. This is like Cell Saga long. I'm telling you, man. They... I forgot how long this was. Oh, this one. This next one makes me cringe. Holy shit! Oh. <laughs> Yo, watch, watch Osprey's head snap forward. It should be it already. Oh my god! They sure did. Everything crossed. He went for the triple A finish and didn't work. Yeah, I, wanna... I still can't believe that. See, see what I'm saying? Like some of the stuff they'll let happen. A high-angle German suplex from basically the top row might as well be as high as a fucking crazy dude. Absolutely crazy. Brutal. Goodness. Well, he's definitely going to have more hair on his chest after this match. <laughs> I love that, old, that Osprey still had those moments where like, he was defiantly fighting. Love that one too. Look at how good this was. He was still breathing, so he still had a fight. That was power bombs. Mm -hmm. Hidden blade coming up from Assassin's Creed Alvarez. Look at that, no material required. <laughs> he doubled up on him. And then a super Oz cutter. Springboard avalanche Oz cutter. Which ain't it, homie. It ain't it. I went for Stormbreaker. I went for Stormbreaker. I was like, nope. This is so good. And this was dope what he does next. The styles clash. I thought I was losing my mind. On on I uh, think about it. On the guy who kicked AJ out of Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. That was a message he was sending there. An elbow off and another hidden blade. That one looked rough. Dude, some of these shots had malice behind them. <laughs> like, they started throwing kill shots by this point. I like that hidden blade. I see the trick. Pretty, very clever.
There's so many false finishes in these matches, though. It's kind of like, what does it take to take somebody out? I love this. He can risk control. Hidden blade. And then they, they never relinquish hold of the wrist. You see Kenny Omega still, trick. still while down is holding the wrist. The ref, the red truth can't count while that's happening, right? I don't think he can, though. <laughs> so smart. We're using the buddy system. <laughs> You're right. This should have been the main event, right? Jay White Okada was good, too, but yeah, that's incredible. I love that Osprey looks down at the wrist. It's just like he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be new to Japan. It's not just about the roster, man. There's heart to that shit, too, apparently. These motherfuckers will wrestle like their lives are on the line. Literally, and their lives just might be. Like, look at that through everything Osprey's been put through. He's still trying to fight. I like that last moment of defiance that you get at the end of a good match. You spit at him and say, fuck you, just to die. Risk control, right? <laughs> Literal risk control. Oh, that was that so was good. Nuts. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Great match. Amazing oh, stuff. Coda's finisher into OWA. Coda's finisher into the one winged angel. That's a way to pay homage to the uh the golden lovers. Golden lovers. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Very good stuff. All right. Let us move on because it is time for the main event. IWGP World Heavyweight title match. Jay White defending his championship from Okada. Jay White being accompanied by Ghetto, the sellout, the turncoat, the bullet club member <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> you bastard. How dare you turn? Yeah, I love like, I love the story when um, there's another one reason this one's one of the also one of the best matches of the night. The long term story, the fact that when you really look at it, this is the first person since Tanahashi where Okada struggles at Wrestle Kingdom against this guy because hmm. he beat him last year, and Okada had only ever beaten Jay White once, and I believe in about five previous matches they've been together. This might still be the longest match on the card. Like it's up there. <laughs> it's actually just as long as the last match, I believe. So they're equals here as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah, lots of excellent stuff, though. You know, this was a great Wrestle Kingdom. There were some botches. It wasn't as good as past ones based on statistically by there being bad finishes and bad Sasha Banks. But there was some good here. Yeah, there was, there, this is the only Wrestle Kingdom I've seen where there was one part that just wasn't canon. Like it just. But overall, I mean, great, just fantastic show.
I saved this him. This is what I beat. Listen to Ghetto here. I, I just love the way I love the way he sounded, right? I love how Ghetto turns into such a bitch when Okada gets out there. That's not how he sounds here. Watch, watch, watch. And Okada capitalizing early. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> So good. So really good. Red Shoes is exhausted. Two matches in a row. <laughs> He's just fucking with O'Connor. Look at this too sweet this for Like, Jay White went into this match with a dangerous and justifiably dangerous level of confidence. Damn. You know, the way he landed on that front suplex on the apron. Just... Gretto's like one of the enemies from Spyro, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. So I guess matches like this where I'm reminded how tall Okada is. Like he's not normal size. He, he, he's, a, he's a big boy. But this is another guy where it's like the Wrestle Kingdom stage brings out the best in him. Yeah, it really Cause does. Because, like, yeah, like, the AEW fans got to see, like, Kazuchika Okada, but they didn't get to see the Rainmaker. Like, we got the Rainmaker here in this match. Damn sure did. Talked him high as shit with that back body drop, though. Still so funny to see Okada as a top guy and a baby face in New Japan coming from as far back as I've been watching it. He does some right, like... Somewhere out there, TNA sitting there going, yo, what did we do wrong? You made him Joe's lackey. That's what you did. You better not take that shit, Red Juice. Back to the deadly ramp. <laughs> ghetto, you should have stayed out of it, Ghetto. See, now you got DDT, Ghetto. You said okay before. I thought you said okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now you're not okay, okay, okay. You see, look what you did. Look at that. Nice the elevation on that drop kick. Mm-hmm. Going money clip. Countered into the corner. Yeah. 
They all, they look like they look like Goldust moved, didn't they? I think it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> what do they call that movie? God, I, just, I don't know why the fuck I just called him Goldust. <laughs> This is a ridiculously long match. Man, who you telling? Give Okada the green horned gimmick. He had it in TNA. That what you're referring oh, to? No, no, he, he's talking about Russo. Oh, I get it. Bro, I think we should make <laughs> Okada the green hornet. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> All the kids like Spider-Man. The fuck are you talking about, Vince? Look, bro. All the kids like Spider-Man. None of the kids like Green Hornet. That's an untapped fan base, bro. Oh, my God. Why does it sound real? Remember that shit? And he got kidnapped and Samoa Joe had to try to save him? Yeah, the Pope stabbed him with a fake knife. He was like hung upside down or some shit, being kidnapped by the Pope, and, and fucking Tomoto went backstage to think. And that's the reason why New Japan doesn't like Impact. Right. He was Okado, is what they called him. Instead Okado, of Okada, he was oh called he was called Okado, and they dressed him up like the green. <laughs> they literally did. That's so terrible, right? Isn't that fucked up? Piece of shit. That's why they're in the position they are now. I love how they add that spinning rainmaker to his arsenal. Doesn't land it very often, but it's a cool move to look at. In memory of them. Look at that, Damn. man. They're really laying it in hard. It's like Wrestle Kingdom will, will, will heal later. Right. The Wrestle Kingdom heals way faster. <laughs> Stasis, I'm surprised he still has it too. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. That was, who, that was who did that, right? That was Mr. Anderson. Yeah. I, I that was right after he got fired. Fucking gay. Okay, 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 okay. Again, okay. again. Now we need the audio for this. Uh oh. Gato knows that the Okada dive was on the way. <laughs> one, Please, no! Just trying to help. Ah, oh, you get caught again, you little bastard. To think that that is like, that is the creative. That's creative right there. Mainly him. Yeah. It's not like there's another guy. You want to know who does all of New Japan's booking? That guy. Ghetto. That is the guy who does it. We don't have a boardroom. We have a giant room full of writers. It's that just one Gato. guy books two years in advance. I like that dive. That's beautiful. Yo, Okada has amazing dives. Like this, it's one of the things about his moveset that never gets talked about enough. Like his stuff off the top rope was always crazy. 
I don't like him putting out the Bullet Club stuff he's done or, or the fact that he put himself in it, but that's, you know, the whole product doesn't suck because of it, just the Bullet Club. He books and works with Rocky Romero. You're right. How did I forget that? Because Rocky's literally on a podcast talking about the difficulties that he had in dealing with Anderson being uh, in on Raw while trying to get him here. So you're absolutely <laughs> right. I don't know why I would forget Rocky Romero, but yeah, that's the other guy who helps book. Oh, man. Rainmaker camera shot. The greatest camera shot in all of wrestling. Good idea. If I just be weak, you can't hit me with the Rainmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just kick you because of it. <laughs> so good. It's like an actual combat zone with the last couple of matches. From a certain point in the card, everybody's life was on the line at that point. Look at a lot of spitting going on, a lot of defiant spitting when the, when the opponent is going to die. But that worked. Look at that Uranagi from hell. And that man a nasty spinning Uranagi. Everyone forgets about poor Rocky. Ah, I don't forget. He's he's a he's part of chaos, right? He's so chaos that they would have we would have called fucking Orange Cassidy and the best friends and all of them come out carded as chaos just because they were Rocky Romero. The chaos by association. <laughs> now, I bet if we go to Wikipedia, Chris Statland is a former or current member of Chaos based on the logic you stupid. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm serious. When they were coming on AEW with remember. fucking Rocky, everybody from Best Friends was Chaos. They were calling him Chaos, which is absurd. They never even fucking met Okada. They could have once over Sky. Chaos. It counts. That name better built for the whole company than for just them. No, no, if it's a whole company, they have to be disillusioned. <laughs> I love I, how wild this But they you know, know each other so well at this point. Mediums in the OC. I think that's the real, Tony Khan's real problem. He's so busy trying to compete with WWE, he should be trying to make his product more like the American New Japan Pro Wrestling. And less like the alternative Monday Night Raw. Stop trying to look at what they're doing and start looking at what these guys are doing. If you're going to try to reflect anything, then reflect more in this brand than in the than the, the American ones. Because a lot of the people that brought him to the table and they made AEW popular, they got over in Japan, not in America. This is where he should Frank. focus. It's weird how he does everything right except the actual execution of the stuff. Because Ring of Honor, that's a good smart move, having that purchase. But you got to start acting like New Japan Ring of Honor's collaborations were. Have a little more of a Dragon Gate feel to you. 
because why the fuck does everyone who wrestles in AEW wrestle worse than when they're in other places like New Japan or even Raw? You know, it doesn't make any sense. The same people. Something internally is not working when we can't have matches like this on any of the AEW pay-per-views. I thought he punches him like three times on the, from the bottom. <laughs> And then he starts rainmaking him. Yeah, he I like how the camera was reluctant. Then he kind of slowly did it. Like, ah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh fuck, I, well, I got. I, I, I guess I'm supposed to rainmaker here. You do it for best friends. You gotta do it for. <laughs> Tony kind of too many things in his play. Well, he needs to eat some of them. Everyone's hungry because of how much shit he has on his play. But it's like nothing works there as well. We saw the good Kenny Omega here. The fact that people thought that Kenny Omega was on the decline shows that something's wrong there because he looks like the same old Kenny Omega to Foro Okada when I watch him here. Right. Why doesn't he look like that when I'm Three watching him? Three times. They have the same problem that WWE does, ironically, where people from the Indies would go to WWE and feel nerfed. They still feel nerfed in AEW, just in a different way. It's kind of weird. It's like a weird nerf. It's like they do the right thing, you know? Like, if you were Tony Khan, you'd want all of that shit that he has. It's just for some reason it's not being executed correctly. It's, it's just like the problem's not just in one area, I suppose. I mean, let's not make this too much about Dynamite because we still got to talk about that. Let's talk about how great this is because it really is. And even Jay White, who I didn't like, who I call Bullet Club at home. Mom, can we have Bullet Club? We have Bullet Club at home. That's what his Amen. Bullet Club looks like to me. And I still give him Amen. credit. I mean, trust me, if you got JY matches like this, I'm okay with Bullet Club at home. <laughs> Bullet Club at home. This is 100% see, see, Bullet see, Club see, at see, home. See, as, as long as I don't have AEW at AEW or AEW at home, I'm happy. But Bullet Club at home, I'll take it. <laughs> but now uh, this... And, like, they've been going... Like, yeah, this match was fucking long. It's like they're else. still going back and forth. And I kind of agree with what uh, Razor Gem was saying about the IWGP United States title match. It should have been the main event. But at the same time, imagine New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom dedicated to Antonio Inoki. And your world, your, your main event isn't the world title that Antonio Inoki is known for. It's the IWGP United States heavyweight title that we kind of made up and gave to Kenny Omega and then when did a New Japan Pro Wrestling pay-per-view on American television <laughs> you know what isn't it where we were on Axis television when they started using that shit like as an yeah. American you can't have this to pay-per-view there, there, there's a level of respect to where there's no such thing as a, res- as a reality where anything but the world title gets to, gets to main event Wrestle Kingdom yeah so from a performance standpoint I understand what he's saying about how it could have been the main event but imagine on the Antonio Inoki Wrestle Kingdom New Japan Tokyo Dome fucking pay-per-view for the IWGP title to be followed by the United States title of all things and Kenny Omega who kind of flat left them who for a while that bridge that bridge was a little bit burned for a little while there but they both spoke about it like New Japan and and they weren't all right Kenny Omega kind of spoke yeah. about how they didn't. They left on bad terms. So imagine after all that shit. We're just going to take the IWGP title and Okada's win. Okada, who will mean more to anyone. When it comes to Antonio Inoki, who would it mean more to? Not Jay White or Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay. So I think yeah, they did that. Once again, the Rainmaker strikes and Okada is champion again. 
The full card for Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Yokohama Arena is up at the New Japan Pro Wrestling 1972 site. That's that's January 21st, right? That's night two, which is funny because they had New Year's Dash, which we're not going to cover this week. But it's so weird that there's going to be a night two to Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash takes place in between. That's so different. That is you know? nuts. You know your New Japan stuff, man. Holy crap. Gotta give it I'm to the Razor Gem here. You are an asset and a half just in the chat room alone. Naito versus Keno is a, is, is a main main event thing. You are an asset and a half. 21st. Right around the corner. Like, you know a lot about this, huh? Like, this, this, this shit is not a game. <laughs> I love how he didn't want to let go of the title. Yeah, yeah. Like as exhausted as he's still trying to hold on to it. Right, totally. <laughs> he's like, can we keep him? <laughs> That's so cool, right? That's so great. I really like this pay-per-view. Oh yeah, this was this was the best thing that happened all week. And the worst part, and what's what's crazy about it is eventually they're gonna go again. Yeah, something else. Very emotional. Oh, for so, sure. This was an event Anoki would be extremely proud of. Yeah, so New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom, what were your thoughts? <sighs> it's funny how when Wrestle Kingdom came around, we were already four days into the new year, and freaking Osprey and Omega might have already gave us match of the year. Like we have like we have like what two candidates right off of this pay-per-view alone. But this was like Wrestle Kingdom was one of the events I look forward to all year long, regardless. But the fact that this one was like an Anoki memorial show as well, it made it extra special and everybody brought their A game. Yeah, totally. Like from the pre show all the way to the main event, everybody made sure like we're going to give a show that Anoki would be proud of. You said it helps that there's New Zealand talent, New Japan for us, and keeps you interested more than any other company. And Wrestle Kingdom 7 start at 9 p.m. for you. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. Jay Wright, Jay Wright does represent New Zealand. So. Very cool stuff. For sure. And uh, what will you say your favorite match was? Oh man, um, I think just because, because you know me, I, I love the I love the brutal stuff. It's Omega and um, Osprey, just because I didn't expect that match to get that violent, and I love the story midway through the match after um, Osprey took that DDT of now he's literally fighting to try to survive at that point because they were because we're sitting there like. I think near the end of the match, we're sitting there like, yo, there's no way Osprey is going to win. So it's just a matter of how many times he can get back up. And every time he got back up, it was like you could see Omega getting a little bit more deranged. 
like what do I have to do at this point to put him away? And I love the fact that he had the defiance bit at the end, and then Omega making the call back to his longtime friend with the Kamagoye and then finishing with the one wing angel. Congratulations on reacquiring the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. But I didn't come all the way down here just to say that. One year ago to this day, I lost that belt to you, and I haven't forgotten it. But I made up for it with my KOPW win, Rain, yesterday, last year. I had more than a fitting resume in 2022. Anybody who watched that match knows how great, how strong Kazuchika Okada is by now. More than worth the price of admission. So, here's something that might be worth an even higher ticket price. How about I challenge you for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship? It's a pretty straightforward challenge. So, February 1st? And I will take the IWGP, the KOPW rather, belt in with me. Did he say Mitenichi or did he say You're a terrible translator. Why don't you know what he said? <laughs> every, every freaking year, this guy's screwing this up. This is what you're here for to tell me. <laughs> like, come on, get your shit together. That's one thing I like. Sometimes the opponent will then go away before the guy responds, you know? I mean, we're looking Break at the state February, February 1st, we're in Aomori. January 21st, which will be Itenichi, we're in Yokohama Arena. There's lots of great events new beginning coming up. He did you don't know, in other words. bug in my ear. We'll get okay. this straightened out from NJPW right. Global soon enough. Yes, it's terrible. You might need another translator, boys. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, get this far. Well, I'm glad they buried his ass. 
And then he says goodbye to Inoki here. Yeah, very emotional goodbye. そして、マジゾンスクエアガーデンでも戦って、東京ドームのメインイベントを戦って、次、また大きい素晴らしい舞台でまた戦おうぜ。Let's そして新日本プロレス50周年1年間本当にありがとうございました。こんだけお客さんが入って試合ができて本当に良かったです。It's Man, he struggles with those translations. And to Inoki. What do you think of our fights here tonight? Did you see them? Were you watching? Mada. 50周年に来ただけなんで猪木さんが作ったこの新日本プロレスを東京をどんどんどんどん受け継いで、スピリットオブトーコンがユーハブプレイス、エンドゲブンとオールオブアスウォーキンティニューとバーンそう、I and as we go into year 51, there's plenty, plenty more for New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Over 50. Over the next 50 years. And Antonio Inoki up in heaven will be making sure the lights are bright enough for you to see. It's long. As you support us, as long as you love New Japan Pro Wrestling, we will keep fighting for you. I remember that, Razor. And I will keep <laughs> being the IWTP World Heavyweight Champion as I make it rain. And that will continue. In yeah, we could use better translations, though. You know, this is way too important to have this guy stumbling across something like that. That's true. Now, wrestling, and that we had a cheering once again. The IW goes next. Inokisa, and to Inoki again. Well, we can't end it quite like this we have to end it the right way 
Since we're all allowed to raise our voices, let's do it one more time, all together. So let's make sure Inoki can hear. Are you ready? Thank you. Antonio Inoki, here we go. It's me, Sam. <laughs> That's awesome. Love that ending. Oh, that was great. New Year's Dash next week for sure. Or at least talk oh, about yeah. it a little. I'll change the silly looking Cody belt. Belt's fine. You don't like the belt? Don't mind it. Yeah. I feel like fans will reach when they call it a Cody belt. Like, oh, yeah, quite the show, though. Huge success. Anoki would definitely be more than proud of that. Definitely. What was the it was Wrestle thing? Kingdom, but it was still a celebration too, so Bear with me, guys, while I put something else together here that I wanted to show you. Oh, God, this should be fun. One more thing, because we have to still look at... I wanted to look a little bit at the Noah. Uh, great Muda's last match against Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know if you guys saw that. Did you see that, Razor Gem? Pop back. I've seen it twice. It's a struggle for me to bring it up, so bear with me. <laughs> oh, you saw the post match promo. Oh, God. The fucking Buddha. <laughs> Yeah, there was a stacked card. I'm not going over just with time constraints. It's a miracle we're even still here right now. Yeah. But overall, 
any last thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom? I mean, I think I've been watching Wrestle Kingdom with you since Wrestle Kingdom 11, I believe, was my first live one. This was not just for the celebrating of uh, uh, Antonio Inoki, but just the top to bottom matches we got. This is up, I wouldn't say my favorite, but it's for sure up there with one of my favorite Wrestle Kingdoms. Really? Wow. This one, I don't know, this one hit me different. Maybe it's because it had the added fact of like, everybody's going full blast for Antonio and Noki, but something about this Wrestle Kingdom felt very special. I think it was also the fact that like, we got that women's match, which that's history for them because now they have that forever. Like they could say they wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom on the Tokyo Dome, but this one's definitely up there with one of my favorite ones. I think yeah. still, still for me, nothing beats Eleven. Like Eleven was my favorite Wrestle Kingdom of the ones I've watched like from live. But yeah, this was the fiftieth anniversary, so they definitely went in as much as they possibly could. Oh yeah, pulled out all the stops and the sink. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I liked it. There were certain things that felt out of place. The Sasha Banks thing should have been on the 50th anniversary of Wrestle Kingdom or on the Anoki show, which just happened to be both things. You know, they kind of, I, I don't know, she called in a favor. Maybe she's friends with Kyrie saying that kind of felt out of place. There were some bad finishes. You know, I guess it couldn't really be helped in that sense. Yeah. Like, when I look at the Sasha thing, I'm like, dude, you could have just stayed in WWE and just took one loss to Ronda. But now you have this tied to you forever. (laughs) Nobody will remember Ronda beat you. Everybody's going to remember Chris Cross and a shitty promo. She might be better for the Japan run. Her sake, you better hope so. (laughs) Ain't nobody go baby our ass in stardom. Where do you even see stardom nowadays? I don't even know. I guess we'll be we knowing. I'm hoping more, more places after Wrestle Kingdom for sure. He has so many stands, you know. Like it was mentioned earlier in the chat room. So you'll hear about it a lot more than we used to hear about Stardom, just based on that alone. That might be their strategy. Get more eyes on Stardom. It ain't a bad strategy, that's for sure. Well, I'm flipping through this nowhere there was so much. Look at that Razor Gem Strikes again. Stardom World is apparently where you could watch him. And how much does that cost? I watch Stardom in forever. Looks like it's about seven bucks a month. Really? Fuck. I don't know if I would like, <laughs> like Stardom enough for that. It's not a terrible price, but I mean, with all the wrestling we already get. Right. But we can have room for Stardom. They're really banging in those drums, huh? They heard this one violin strong and they were just like, oh, we know who that is. 
motherfuckers pulled out all the stops to say, fuck it, we're bringing Lee England Jr. <laughs> yeah, gotta make it feel like NXT for a little while. I'm pretty sure Nakamura loves when he has to do his entrance. I was kind of disappointed. I wanted his New Japan song. I, I was surprised when this came on. I was like, oh, shit. How did they get this? Is See, WWE unfortunately, I wasn't. Yeah, this isn't this WWE music? Yeah. And they like they even announced, they even announced him as a WWE superstar. So. That's crazy as fuck. Really have to pay extra to watch it live. That's not great. Oh. You're not selling me, Razor. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that's one hell of an intro they're doing there for him. Actually, bring the guy. Isn't that amazing? They're taking themselves <laughs> very seriously. Tis not a game. I guess that's always going to be his music. Like, even if he ever goes back to New Japan, will he keep this? I think if he's, like, if he's like with WWE when he goes back, yeah. Okay, let's jump ahead because, you know, there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, he's a legend over here. He's not a mid-carter. He is the man over here. Need to be careful with that white jacket? Why? He should put on a little wizard hat with it. Don't do that. Don't fuck it. <laughs> what? Don't be wrong with a wizard hat. No, damn like well, ain't nobody gonna see no fucking wizard. He could look like whatchamacallit. The most powerful, one of the most powerful organizations in the world. The, uh, the white, uh, the white mages in Final Fantasy. Not the wizard hacking quests. <laughs> oh my god, it's a triple K. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is that Karen Jarrett? <laughs> yeah, what were you guys thinking in the chat? Come on. We were just talking about Sephiroth. It was only natural I would think of White Mages. Great Mood, isn't this crazy? It's 2023 and we're watching Great Mood come out? Right! Yo, what's up with wrestling? Some of these old guys are just hanging around way longer than they should have been. And still so looking cool. good doing it. This is the last time we're ever going to see it, right? Is this his last match ever? Uh, I believe this is last singles match. 
Because he still has uh, the six man with Darby and Sting. Sting. Steve Austin, the best. Gotcha. The best in the world. The great Luta. His last ever singles match. What a moment. His box office. Oh, you think he's going to trip on his sleeve? Oh. Muda still looks good at his age, right? I'm telling you. Still moves pretty decent, too. Mm-hmm. Let's jump a little ahead on this one. I mean, a lot ahead, guy. What is it going to be, another hour? That's one thing. Japanese people don't fuck around with match length. If it's a main event, y'all go be there for a minute. Yeah, we don't have a minute. We're literally in negative minutes. See how nice Triple H is? He allows all kinds of stuff. Right. Like when you think about it, he knew how how much this would have meant to Nakamura to be there. So it's like, he's not really doing much. Let him go. <laughs> you know, they even gave Ryback his name back, right? Do you hear about Ryback? How grateful he was? He apologized for, for calling Vince McMahon's mother a whore. Isn't that nice? No, <laughs> I thought it was nice, <laughs> a nice thing, you know. It goes to show Triple H men's fences, man. Or he just doesn't give enough of a fuck about Ryback. He's probably tired of knocking <laughs> at the door, one or the other. That's probably more or less what it is. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do with the Ryback name? Give him that shit so he'll shut up. <laughs> I tried to no sell that as long as I could. Uh, this was a enjoyable match to watch, though. Like, I love that it never felt like Nakamura was taking it easy on Muda. No, it really didn't. Which is, which, I mean, that's showing Muda a great deal of respect. Like, don't treat him like he's an old guy. Treat him like he's fresh in there. Don't treat me like an old man. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, 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 I got scared because I was like, I don't know where it's going to go after that first line. Oh, don't treat me like an old man. Oh, God. <laughs> don't treat me like I'm dead. <laughs> oh, no, we got to stop now. No, we're not doing this. We're not no, doing we aren't. This. We aren't. It's going to go to a horrible place. Ryback, what company should I wrestle for? Should I retire? Hope he's not going to make another poll out of that. Everybody's going to tell him to retire again. That's what's going to happen. Tell him to retire. I can't believe how weird Ryback turned out to be. Right. Look at that. He's doing evil mood type shit. Even as an old man, he doesn't change. He doesn't care. This is the last match. Still an evil old man. Right. It's my last match. I care about a DQ right now. I mean, no one's going to DQ mood on his last match. Right. He still moves incredible. So fast. See, that was that snap I was telling you about the way he snapped into that elbow. Like he still moves good, he still looks good. Like 
Yeah, he's still a dangerous guy. Being an old man has made it worse. Let's jump more ahead in this because we'll be here all night. I know you guys want to watch. I highly recommend going to buy the damn paper and watch the match. Watch it live. Yes. We watched Wrestle Kingdom live. We struggled through the hours. See bad vibrations because we're going to drag and screw your leg. Not the kind of vibrations you were looking for. Straight into a figure four. Beautiful. Both guys got plenty of offense in. Like, this was an amazing match. Are you guys going to miss Muda? And that's a long figure four, huh? Yeah, this was great. I like Nakamura's outfit. I've never seen him use that on the in the states. Have you? I don't think I ever have. Oh, Shinsuke's outfit is actually Muda's mask. That's his way of paying homage. He's wearing a Muda bodysuit. Ryback should just make third-party emotes for Twitch. There's one of him eating chips that was popular. Look at that. He got missed. Just like old times. See, look at how many Japanese wrestlers got the mist from... Great Muda, Sonata, Taijiri, Nakamura, Asuka, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that rock that mist thanks to Muda, man. Even some of the Americans, right? Uh, do they? What Americans? I'm probably forgetting. Have we ever seen an American mist? Um, I feel like I've seen a few of them. I Isla can't remember Dawn. off the top of my head, but I feel like I've seen it a couple of times. Isla Dawn, right? Yeah, yeah, Isla Dawn. Muru was in the NWO for a while, wasn't he? I feel like I remember him in the NWO. was a nice bonus to a weekend of overseas wrestling right this match is like a thousand times longer than when we watched it originally so it feels like they're gonna make you guys stay here until sunrise oh did we finish already i'm sorry i didn't mean to i wanted to get the part with the uh what if that missed part happened the weird missed part you know what i'm talking about so like nakamura like takes his mist into his mouth or something 
this was a lot. I, I love that like Muda got this. Yeah, where he sucked in the myth Raider Den. That's what I'm talking about. I forget oh. where that part happened. <laughs> See that I feel like I've seen. Guy, I, I want. I, I I haven't seen. It might have been somebody who did the Oscar. I think the last time I saw it done. He said at the end. Yeah, it was um, it was the finish. He sucked in the mist and then um, Kinshasa'd him. Gotcha. Wait, let's go back and watch that spot. Look at the distance he got. That didn't look right. He hit. He, he hit him so from so far. Buddha couldn't sell it properly. Yeah, you know we're having a lot of that this weekend. That still looks cool. I love when Nakamura <laughs> does that. He missed him again. <laughs> that sucks. Caught him freaking point blank. Yeah, he and it was a different color too. Like what I I I didn't get to ever see him switch mist. Yeah, I didn't sure think they did that. He has one for every situation. That's his ground and pound mist. That has the America mist. A shining wizard your face in. I love how his shining wizard goes up, kind of like an uppercut. After two different colors of mist. <laughs> Can you still fight? You know, how can you ever get bored of watching someone wrestle who has that capability? <laughs> what did he do? He hit him with two different colors of mist, and he shining wizard him. <laughs> he said, He's all in the same match. He said, "Great Muda, I'm going to mist you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. See right here, he sucks his mist in. How crazy is that? That's fucking nuts. From a kayfabe standpoint, that's gotta hurt like a bitch. Then after he sucks, he's like, "Where's my mist? There's your mist." <laughs> what a crazy, what, what a crazy sequence, right? <laughs> <laughs> go back, go back. That was wild. And commentary didn't know what was happening. And then Kinshasa. Wow. I love that match. What a weird. And then he does a mist at the end. You notice that? He missed into yeah. the sky on the three I, count. I didn't see Poof. that the first time. I caught that the first time. Yeah, one of my favorite things. He has a little more mist afterwards. He, do, he, he does a two shot like Triple H. You know? There you go. One. He did two. Poof. Final mist. He did, what a way to he did the sting mist. Yeah. I guess. What a way <laughs> to end. Spritz. Yeah. What a way to end freaking Muda's career. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. It's like art. Caught it with his own trick. We witness art here. And he's emotional. See the emotion immediately got to Nakamura. Yeah, because he ended Muda's career. It's the end of Muda. You gotta think, like, you get the honor of getting to say you were the last one. Congo. The King of Strong Style has done it! 
and the violins ring out here on New Year's Day at the Nippon Budokan as two legends collide in an epic battle for the ages. A man who's charismatic, brilliant, on the face of and Muda Lee for Lava. I like this part. Kisekyo. Kisekyo Ariyoto. Bye bye. Thanks, him. My idol. For the treasure. Muta. That is his idol. The great Muta. The emotions just spilling out here. The Kraken was fully released. Shinsuke Nakamura brought it. He willed it. He wrote it. He executed it. The great Muta has been toppled, but the legend lives on in history. You know what I do find really cool that you don't see anywhere else, though? Muda didn't stick around to, like, have his little moment in the sun. He let Nakamura have his moment because he won the match. Well, he wanted to, but Nakamura wouldn't let him. Yeah, I think the truck could have done a little bit better of playing with the music. Because then it, be it became Muda's music for, like, two seconds. Then it went back to Nakamura's music again <laughs> at the top of the round. Like, hey, truck, I think you could have done a little bit of a better job. Like, we do pay you. I would have like, just left on Muda's music. You know, you, you feed your children on this. Your children shouldn't be allowed to eat for that shit. <laughs> oh, damn. You know? I, I, I would have left Muda's and then, music And then one last complaint. Muda and it, and this, this is just me speaking as someone who's more observant as a producer. So one last complaint. Muda's music came out for a split second. It goes back to Nakamura's music, kind of like with the Yanoki thing. And then they give it a hard... That's not how you would end, end a moment like that. There's a lot from a production standpoint that I would have been slapping people in. You know, that's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more pain. I'm just saying, you know. Week, right? I mean, to go over twice. Wrestle Kingdom and then Muda's match. That's like seven hours worth of stuff. Christ. Christ can't help you now, though. This is a nocturnal going into the morning. <laughs> you are getting the voicemail. <laughs> he hung out at night, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I don't think so, but this <laughs> I'm going to try to pick these out as best as I can. For anybody who wants to see some of that, not really the match, but I totally forgot. Here's some links. I used this time around. Three different links for you. All of...
Wow, there's so much. What can we pick here? Dana? Dana. Who's Dana? Dana we went Brooke? from strong style. Now we're going to white style. Dana. You know it's Dana. Dana White. <laughs> Any Dana White stuff? Let me see. Let me see. Hey, yeah. So they. <laughs> you basically summarize <laughs> it. I read that be the whole story, and then let's just go to bed. Dana slap his wife. That's pretty much the story. <laughs> but let's, but let's, but let's let's uh. What happened that night? What happened leading up to? I'm in Cabo, Mexico. Uh, you know, for the holidays, but my my wife and I were out Saturday night on New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, that's what happened. <laughs> Yikes. Was that music stopping like that because of the fight, or is that just the way it goes? <laughs> just the way it goes. Okay, alright. In my head, I thought, you know, never mind. never, ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am on TMZ talking about it. But my wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We've obviously been through some shit together. And uh, we've got three kids. And, you know, this is one of those situations that's, you know, horrible. I'm embarrassed. But it's also one of those situations that is, uh, you know, right now, we're more concerned about our kids. You know, we, we have three kids and, uh, you know, obviously <clears throat> since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video and, you know, we're more focused on our family right now. People are going to have opinions uh, on this and, and, and most of the people's opinions would be right. And especially in, in my case, uh, you, you don't you don't put your hands on a woman ever. Uh, my wife and I obviously love each other. We've been together for a very long time. We've known each other since we were very little, and this is just one of those unfortunate situations. You were at a place in Cabo that um, where alcohol flows. Yeah, I mean, Dana, what we were told by people who were in the club that it, at least to them, seemed that there was a lot of alcohol uh, in, involved in this situation. There, there was definitely. I like how, for some reason, TMZ of all places, a place known to bury motherfuckers with shovels to the top of their necks, just decided to throw him an, an excuse. You know what I mean? Which he doesn't even use as he's right. He's about to say that it's no excuse. But it's just funny how, for some reason, TMZ of all people felt inclined to give him a rope. Isn't that odd? Don't you find that a little odd? I've never seen them do that for somebody before. Hey, that Dana, is strange there was some alcohol so involved, too. Because right? TMZ will be quick to, like... You, oh my god, you, you, you showed somebody 50 cents at the gas station TMZ's going in. No excuses for this thing at all. It's never happened before. It's the first time that it's ever happened. And people are going to say what they're going to say. It's, it's, it's just is what it is. And I'm not sure, to be honest with you, Razor Jim. Uh, it's deserved. I deserve it. it, it Good question. I, I don't know why. You are asking the right question, and, though. Uh, you know, my wife and I have apologized to each other. We've apologized to our kids and. You know, this is one of those things that, 
everybody's going to chime in. I could care less what anybody else thinks about this. Right now, what we're more concerned about are our kids and, and taking care of our family. In the video, the video that we, we've seen, it seems like this, what started and was over in less than a minute, is that we don't haven't seen any video beyond that. Uh, is, is it fair to say that this ended? How did this situation end? That, that was the beginning of it and the end of it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still on vacation. You know, everything. You're talking about somebody who is, uh, you know, her and I have known each other since we were 12 years old and we've been married for almost 30 years. So, you know, we're, we're obviously best friends. She's my wife. And, uh, you know, we had too much to drink and whatever happened that night happened. But, yeah, that, it was it was that was it. and It was done. Dana, the final thing um, you say, whatever happened that night happened. Do you remember it? <laughs> Throwing him like another rope almost. Like, do you even remember, man? You, what the fuck is going on here? TMZ of all places. You've never seen them do that. It's one of those situations. It's embarrassing for both of us. But Fox Corporation owns TMZ. So they have it. What we're concerned about. Listen, nobody knows you better than your kids know you. They grow up in your house with you. Dana, you had a bad day too, right? Like a lot of shit went down, right? Weren't you feeling a little bit <laughs> under the weather? You under the weather on top of it. Remember you telling me earlier in the day you had a sore throat? Like, what the fuck is this? Didn't you just get over COVID, David? TMZ wants UFC stars on the on, on their shows. So they're throwing the, uh, the ball question to him. The light ball questions for him. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, Tyrone Woodley is a regular on that show. On our kids right now. But, but me and my wife are cool. We're, we're good. Wow, that is absolutely insane. Dana, why don't you just tell us? The problem with Dana White's situation, whether or not it's not our position to, we don't know what the hell's going on in his marriage. But the problem I see with Dana White, in my opinion, is that Dana White tends to speak for himself more often than he allows the UFC company as a corporation to speak for themselves. And that in this situation came back to bite him in the ass. And what I mean by that is like he said, I've been the one who said that you don't hit a woman and there's no coming back from that and there's no forgiveness, blah, 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 blah. That's not something as a CEO of a company that you should be releasing as a personal statement for yourself, which he tends to do, not just with the domestic abuse, but with drinking, with drug use, with everything, because you never know what situation you might find yourself in. Whereas when you look at Vince McMahon and the WWE and other companies, you never hear Vince McMahon say, oh, I don't condone drinking and driving. If you do it, you're a piece of shit and you should go to hell and blah, blah, blah. WWE, whenever their superstars are caught with their hands dirty, will release a general corporate statement saying WWE does not condone the use of whatever WWE when when Cedric Alexander got into his thing with his wife I believe it was right uh yep was it no it wasn't Cedric it was uh are you thinking of Riddle no I'm thinking of Rich Swan when Rich Swan got into his thing with his wife oh god wow I almost forgot about that WWE does not condone physical altercations domestic abuse blah 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 but it's not like Vince, Stephanie, or Triple H is like, oh, I think people who get into fights with their wives are pieces of shit, duh. And there's no excuse for that, duh. Or none of that. You know what I mean? They don't do it. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? He, he, none of that fucking happens. They, they release a very general, very corporate statement. A very human resource-driven statement. 
The problem is that every time somebody, and people have problems, nobody's perfect, whether you look at any sport, whether you look at the NFL, NBA, and NHL, MLB, there's all cases of, of alcohol abuse, domestic abuse, all this other shit. But these companies, as much as it might be like a bit of a, they hide behind the corporations. They'll say it as a general statement because I've said this before. When everyone takes accountability for something collectively, ultimately, no one's really taking accountability. You're all sharing the blame. So in a weird way, by everybody taking a collective accountability for a single thing, it's almost like no one person gets to blame. So as a company, you can always uh, sort of fall on that, which is very smart of WWE. It's a corporate move to make. They're not going to allow somebody like Triple H or Vince or, or John Laurinaitis at the time or whoever to come out and say, hey, I think Jeff Hardy and other people like him are fucking assholes for drunk driving. You know, they should never be given a second chance because you don't want to wind up with people who are in a higher position in the situation like what they did. The most that people could do is call, hold WWE accountable. They can't hold Vince himself accountable. They can't go, oh, I thought Vince said he doesn't like drunk drivers. They, the most they could do is they could reference WWE statement. I thought WWE stated that they don't like to, you know, but with Dana, unfortunately, you can trace this back to him because Dana himself has said, oh, I think this about this person. I think that about that person. So now people are looking at it as the pot calling the kettle black, you know, and that's exactly. not condoning what he did, but it's just making it. He, he just put himself in a tough spot. I think he'll be OK no matter what, but he put himself in a very controversial spot because he himself has said things outside of the ufc in regards to this kind of stuff and now being put into that situation people are going to want him to have to deal the same sympathy that he uh didn't bestow upon others i guess in a weird like way you it, know? any any backlash would be more of a focused shot now whereas like when wwe handles it there's no one person you could point out it's more of like a spread hit whereas like dana's taking that direct pinpointed shot because he's spoken specifically from himself right which i guess just like the ufc as a whole which I guess what I would say ultimately is that I don't condone what he does, but at the same time, don't have, don't be so opinionated when you're a CEO of a company. And if you want to, do the smart thing and let your opinions reflect through your company as opposed to your personal stuff. We always hear what Dana thinks, what Dana feels, and yeah, this is the time that I come back to bite him in the ass. He went through he went through some hard times with his relationship, and I think maybe they would have been a little bit easier on him publicly if it wasn't for how fast he is to condemn others. Which he has done within his own camp, you know? Yeah, he has. He's come down hard on people in his own camp in the past. TBS also pulled the plug on Dana's slap fighting league that was going to be airing on TBS. Yeah. Turner, the, the Turner Broadcasting Slap Show. So. This was backed by UFC and it was owned by Dana and it was going to come out January 11th. The, the episode's no longer listed on programming at that 10 p.m. slot. And it's also gone from the January 18th episode. Yeah, some New Year's about fuck Dana over on that one. They're supposed to have eight, eight one-hour episodes. Warner Media said... Basically, just paperwork needs to be finalized to end the deal. Did we need a slap league? So, <laughs> it would have been really intriguing just because 
I've seen different like slap tournaments and slap competitions on YouTube. You'd be amazed the crowd you could draw with those fucking things. I mean, I don't think you really need there to be a league for that. You don't necessarily need... Yeah, yeah, see, that's what Razor was saying. Like, Slap was starting to get really popular on YouTube, so I think Dana was trying to jump on that. I mean, shit, Slapping is starting to get really popular on TMZ. <laughs> hey, Waffle that House. That doesn't mean we need a fucking league, you know what I'm saying? Like, a league, to slap, you just slap people. That's not the way this works. <laughs> You know, I think we have something confused here. A slapping league. You know you would have watched. <laughs> you know you would have watched that first episode just to see what happens. They just need you to think re- we have our rules or regulations. They will be playing, I swear. They just need to repurpose it, you know? You just have a tournament, and if you make it to the end, you face Dana. <laughs> this is the setup. That's the prologue to the league. Dale's the final boss. Oh, yeah. God. You go into that same little skybox that he was in. Stop. With the same music. With the same fucking music. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, the point be, we don't need a fucking slap league. I don't feel like I'm, ah, oh, damn. Now we can't have a slap league because he slapped somebody, ironically. Remember the slap chop guy? Hi, it's Vince You're from gonna Slap Chop. <laughs> Watch this. You're going to love my nuts. Remember that infomercial? That guy ironically slapped the hooker. And he got arrested. That's why he lost the whole, hey, whole business. Maybe, maybe he's the final boss. Yeah, right. Yeah, but we don't need a fucking slapping league. It's kind of ironic, though, that this... You see what I mean? Again, and I've said this before, I'm not religious, I'm agnostic, but these are the moments in life that make me believe in God. <laughs> because this is something that would take... It would take a pen and a paper in order to write or book for it to be that neatly... There of a punchline at the end that this guy was gonna start a slap league, but he slapped his wife, so now the slap league's canceled. You can't fucking tell me you don't believe. If there's not a very <laughs> for God, there's somebody writing this shit because that is, as that is, there is a ridiculously dark punchline in the way that shit turns out. Yo, Razor said Dana's the final boss of Power Slap, like M Bison. I like am <laughs> that motherfucker is S Bison, S for slap. <laughs> It's so funny, though, that th- that was the way our culture is just weird. It's like, yeah, I guess I see the connection, you know. <laughs> but they decided to just cancel his slap. They didn't cancel Dana. Thank God he had a slapping show to cancel. Otherwise, they would have needed to take out some other consequence, right? I was about to say, something was going to take the bullet. Yeah, thank God it was a slapping show, you know. That'll teach people. If you want to slap somebody, first start a slapping company. Then they'll just cancel the company. You use it as a deflection method. Oh, shit, I slapped the bitch. Now you got to take my company. My slapping company. <laughs> Don't listen to me. I'm being satirical. Please, people, do not fucking listen. <laughs> do not. Do it's not. A delivery that shit. Oh, shit, I slapped a bitch. And I can... <laughs> do not make skeleton companies just to slap your wife. <laughs> it won't work. I don't know what bothers me more. The fact that you make that joke, or I feel like there's people out there that they needed to hear that just so they didn't try. You stupid Rick. You told me to go make a skeleton company. I slapped my wife. They still took my ass away. <laughs> they didn't cancel my slapping show. I told her pow right to the moon, and now I'm pow right to county. We took that honeymoon and shit too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, they would have canceled Antonio Noki if he was still alive, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dana. That motherfucker would have been the final boss if he was still alive. Are you kidding me? You're not allowed to slap anybody anymore. You get you get the championship and then Anoki makes a run and slap. Like, Unbelievable. What are we even talking about? <laughs> Gotta try to bring some sort of humor into these dark fucking time, man. There's so many dark jokes in this shit. Dude, that's, Jesus that's what you gotta do, like, just in general nowadays. Like, the world's so freaking depressing. Uh, there was another UFC thing that happened, unfortunately. Do you, do you know Phil Baroni? Man, when I heard about this... You heard about it, too? Oh, my God. Anoki even slapped Spider-Man. Yeah, I can imagine. So, Phil Baroni was arrested on Sunday in San Pancho, Pancho, in Nayarit, a, a town in the state of Nayarit in Mexico. I don't know shit about Mexico. Uh, the police said that his girlfriend, Paola, was unconscious in their room in the Jardin San Pancho Hotel. They found her naked lying in bed covered with a blanket. And she had bruises on her face and body indicating that she was hit many times. Uh, they said that they, he said they were both smoking marijuana and drinking beer. And then she revealed that she cheated on him with another man. And then he grabbed her and threw her into the shower where she hit her forehead and then fell back hitting her head again. He helped her to her feet as according to his claims, laid her down in the bed took her clothes off covered her with a blanket because she was cold and then uh paul asked him to go get beer and cigarettes and when he came back he says that she was uh he thought she was sleeping but then she realized that she, she was unresponsive and she died and he's facing murder charges he was arrested and yeah. being detained at Huzago Huzgaro municipal administrative de valet de banderas Wow, that's a Mexican arrest, too. Who knows what that's like? Oh, not fun. Uh, look, if you're throwing somebody at a bathroom, you got to think that they're probably going to die. Like most deaths occur in the bathroom without someone being thrown into it or being airborne in any way in regards to a bathroom. Like just slips and casual falls and things. There's a lot of most of the worst accidents and deaths happen in bathrooms. It's the easiest place to die. So if you throw somebody at a bathroom, you're probably trying to kill them. And not for nothing, like it's been a long time since I've heard anything about Baroni. I've always remembered him to be a little bit off his fucking rocker. And the and the police. So it's like when I hear. So it's like when I hear this story, I'm upsettingly not surprised. And the police report's a little bit inconsistent with uh, what he said because it made it sound like. Because I heard that he basically told her to go take a shower and she refused, and he threw her into the shower. That's stupid. Number one, number two. If it what says that, that there was like multiple bruises and hits, so it's like it's it's inconsistent with his story about throwing her once or hitting the ground once or twice or whatever, and him picking her up and putting her bed. It sounds more like they just fought him to the death. You know, like to be honest with you, and it just sounds like that other part was made to, for it to be a little bit less accountable than he really was. Because why would the police report have multiple things going on there? You know, just saying. Yeah, Razor. I like literally when I heard about this story, I instantly thought to a war machine. 
Who the fuck's that? He was uh, another MMA fighter. I don't think he's ever in the UFC, but um, he's I think Razor. How long is he locked up for? But like, he beat the holy shit out of his girlfriend. Like she looked unrecognizable. He beat her so bad. But I think I want to say he's. I I know he's doing like a ton of time for it. MMA guy dating a porn star, huh? We might have even covered oh, yeah, him. We covered so much shit. Dating. Oh, tattoos all over her. I remember those tattoos all over him. Uh-huh. I forget her name. I know who it was. I know who it was. Oh. Christy Mack, that's who it was. Christy Mack, exactly. Tattoos all over her, yeah. Gotcha. Crazy stuff in this world, man. Even in the MMA world, too. Like, fuck. First episode is total fucking chaos. (laughs) Isn't it? Total chaos. Unfortunately, we have some injuries going on, too. Apparently, AJ Styles. I'm going to let you guys look at this. This match was stopped because AJ Styles got injured. War Machine was on the Ultimate Fighter, according to... Such, such Omimus. What's up? How you doing, sir? Yeah, Sukomimus. Sukomimus. Sorry. Again, Razor said uh, he got life in prison with the possibility of parole after 36 years. Damn. Oh yeah. Like it was bad, dude. <laughs> so there's AJ Styles limping away. just in case we weren't fucked enough right now when it comes to the way things are going in WWE. Exactly. AJ Styles tweets out, just want you guys to know that I'm okay. Broken ankle is what I'm dealing with. No surgery. Just take some time to recover. This will be the longest I've ever been out of the ring. Thanks for the prayers and get well wishes. So they don't have an AJ Styles right now for the OC. That sucks. We'll get into it later when we talk about Raw. But Rollins clearly, clearly fucked up his same knee in the exact same way during Raw. Nobody caught it, I don't think. But if you watch Raw, Rollins clearly fucked up his knee again. The one that basically bent on him when he was doing the powerbomb on Kane. Rollins yep, is same out. knee. It's the same fucking knee. Can you believe that happened at the same time AJ Styles angle? They lose Rollins and AJ. Oh my god. Why would he sell something from a house show? Because marks are idiots. And then why would he tweet out that he has a broken angle and he's gonna be he's gonna be gone? That'd be so stupid if he did that, you know? <laughs> Oh, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's that thing wrestling fans do where they think everything's a work. 
Unbelievable, man. It's like people actually get hurt, you know. In other news, Don West has passed away. Oh, dude, like this Last one week. hurt me on such a level. Because like when you think of people when you think of people who were in TNA, even like way back in the asylum days, like Don West was there virtually at the beginning. Yeah. Like he's one of the most noted voices in TNA. The guy had a lot of energy. You know, and he everyone who's ever spoken about him has spoke about what a nice guy he's the online the on air personality kind of annoyed me just because he was so over the top, but I never disliked the guy himself. And uh, when you ever hear about him behind the scenes, he was like a great, great guy. You know. So it's really yeah, a damn shame. Always, it, it was always great to be around from what always heard. We shared his GoFundMe last year that he had for cancer. On here, like as we share every GoFundMe on here. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, it didn't work out for Don. Nope. Sadly, he didn't. And he was a great guy, man. I actually have the, the, the dirt sheets included a couple of uh, clips here. That I'll just play for the sake of memory. He would shoot like the biggest amazing red face. <laughs> like that's not even a work. It was a shoot. Like he. <laughs> and this is one of him going off on Mike Tanay apparently. Moments ago, as we saw. Oh, I remember this. The heel turn. Let's jump ahead. While you're in ass kissing mode, why don't you uh, kiss Sting's ass as well? Excuse me? You heard me? Oh, I remember this. This was so out of left field for me. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, man, don't act stupid. You know what this is about. You know exactly what this is about. I don't know what this is about. You want to educate me? You want it right here? I'll be more than happy to educate you. In fact, I'll educate you, and I'll educate everybody else here. There's something needs to be said. I tell you, Mike, you and I have been best friends for almost seven years. We've done everything together. We've called every single match in TNA. I've been to your house. You've been to my house several times. Our wives are best friends. Don, what's this all about? Let me finish, please. Let me finish. A few days ago, TNA management held some meetings, folks. And one of the many topics of those meetings was, was my future here at this announce table. And Mike today, I heard you were at that meeting. Says who? Just let me finish. You were at that meeting, and you said nothing in my defense. When your best friend's topic came up, you had nothing to say. You were neutral, neutral. You wouldn't pick a side. I'm going to tell you something, people. You put this man on a pedestal. 
You do, you put him here. But I found out about this man. You're nothing but a selfish prick. You could have done the right thing, but you didn't have the balls. And I'll tell you something. I don't know what, what my future holds, but I know one thing. Now, you know what? I know two things. Number one, our friendship never be the same. And number two, you can take this microphone and shove it up your ass. Oh, memories. I love Mike today's pissed off face. I don't know why it makes me laugh every time I see it. Callus was always over the top, though, as a performer and stuff. You know, very interesting. Man. <laughs> Impact Wrestling released a statement saying that they are heartbroken to learn of the passing of Donald West, one of the defining voices of their 20-year history. His enthusiasm and passion elevated every second he called and uplifted the spirits of everyone he crossed paths with. He will be dearly missed. Oh, oh man. Yeah, there's so many different moments when I think of TNA especially in like the early 2000s when I started watching, I think of Don West. Like the one that always, I think everybody remembers is um, Elix Skipper tightrope walk on the top of the cage. That's probably one of my favorite Don West calls. Oh yeah. Like I think right up there with, um, I think it was Monsters Ball 2004 when Jeff Hardy jumped from the top of the set over the stage and up through Abyss um, onto a table like, there's a few of them that always stand out to me that I always love. Well, rest but in yeah, peace. that's a major loss in the wrestling world right there. Rest in peace, Don West. Thoughts and prayers to friends and family. Yeah, thanks for the memories, Don. We'll see you down the road. All right, we got some stuff to discuss here, as always, because we never run out of shit to discuss on this show, right? It's an infinite bag of shit. We still got dynamite, but more importantly, not really more importantly, but let's talk about Raw. It's Raw! It's episode 1545. It came to us from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bridgestone Arena. It's where everybody gets stoned on these different bridges. Under the bridge. (laughs) Different parts of Nashville to one another, and they fuck under the bridges. They actually just get stoned at the top of the bridge. That's why it's Bridgestone. (laughs) You get Bridgestone. You're thinking of Foxville. That's next door. <laughs> stupid. It opens with some bloodline destruction, right? Because why not? It's going to become a SmackDown versus Raw thing. Is that what we're aiming at here? I have no idea. It's going to be bloodline versus everybody at this point. Look at them. They're like the NWO now, fully. Hey, I see you got your little microphone there, Kev. We're not in a very good mood tonight. Hostile takeover of Monday Night Raw. I had something to say when I came out here. That's why I got the microphone. But after, all I really want to do is come punch you in the face. So Enough, Kevin! Damn it, enough! Stop! Stop! What? He's defending your company. It's not the authority of Raw. <laughs> And no one listened. The of the Kevin Owens is 
Kevin Owens' eye is all fucked up, and everyone's talking about how how it's a billion dollar company. Nothing like that would have. That's a billion dollar black eye, right? Bianca Belair falling victim to Alexa Bliss's actions. How has her shift in behavior changed your relationship? I'm concerned. Our relationship is far beyond repair. Alexa won at this match tonight by the Raw Women's Championship belongs with the EST of WWE. United States Champion Theory defends against Rollins. Man, that's where Rollins gets hurt. Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. Pierce, if you are booking the bloodline tonight, Adam Bloodline's here. Look at this. Everybody who got their ass kicked by the bloodline unite. Fight. Ass whooping you Why? Why a Music City Street Fight? Look at that eye. They're gonna tell me a fucking Roman they give him a Look at the fucking eye. Yeah, jump ahead on all this. Don't need no intros here. It's the women's title. Bianca Bella defending against Alexa Bliss. What did you think of this? I love what they did at the very beginning of this match. They basically pulled a page out of Scary Movie. They did. The whole thing was like Scary Movie. Yeah, they did a whole bit from Scary Movie. I forgot to grab that. that yeah, I did. Son of a bitch. Let me see if I can. I'll try oh to get it. Oh my god, it. yeah. Oh, we have so much stuff in our uh, in our Discord lounge. Yeah. Was it even in the Discord lounge? Yeah. Just a sec. Let's put it in the stream chat room. Yep. There it is. (laughs) She was fantastic. What do you think? Oh, and then she goes crazy there because she sees this dude in the mask. Right? Was that that Uncle Howdy's brother? I'm losing track of who's who here. There's some dude in a howdy mask. And then she winds up going nuts, right? She fucked Bianca up. That looked so bad that I was sure that she swallowed a blood capsule. Until I saw the amount of stitches in her face afterwards. That's the most yeah. amount of stitches I've seen in a face in a long time, bro. Like, oh my god. He opened her up. Because like, I had this, I was like, yo, somebody hit her with like a thing of ketchup, something. But it's like, no, she got opened up. That is brutal, right? Nasty. Yeah, that really does make Alexa somewhat evil. Oh, you found the thing for me, right? Yeah, yeah, popped in the stream chat. Do you think they did this on purpose? They must have, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, that that was that was deliberate. <laughs> Too much of that happened in sync for that to be like, no, that was exactly how that was supposed to go. 
Just give me a minute here, guys. As you know, we do everything here live. Right. But what do you think happened there that caused that to uh to be the way that it is? What, like the cut on her face? I'm not sure. Something about the, I guess. Well, I don't even know if I want to say something about the way she hit those steps. Just it could. The, that's the only thing I could think of. Because that's the only thing I could think that she got that she hit that could do that much damage. Yeah, I wish we had a better insight on what the hell caused that, right? Yeah, hopefully she mentions. Hopefully she talks about it at some point. Cause like, go got a gash on her face. Yeah, really. Give me a sec here. It's a pain in the ass with our system when we have something unplanned in the rotation. Have so many oh, buttons. There are no buttons to run this thing with a unit of people. Everybody gets assigned one button. All right, this is basically what they did. In case anyone's wondering. <laughs> they legit took that from Scary Movie. I don't know what the they fuck they're doing. That from scary movie. I love what she had to wind up and everything. <laughs> Those clowns. <laughs> but it worked out because Alexa's are so small. <laughs> what the hell? Bianca's hurt, Pat. We need some help out here. No remorse inside. Yeah, she really got hurt there, man. Everybody's getting really rough. Austin, how confident are you heading into tonight? Huge title defense against Seth freaking Rollins. New year, new me. That's what everybody says, right? 2023 is gonna be my year. And then he wanted to pick a fight with the bloodline. Seth freaking Rollins is the past. I do hold this United States Championship, but that's not all I hold right here in my hand. And that just means that my forever reign, not too bad for a kid, huh, Seth? Is up for grabs live. Let's get to that city street fight. And John Cena. Music City Street Fight, Elias versus Solo Sokoa. Because you totally want to have a match where Solo can do whatever he wants. I guess. Like, <laughs> I've never been so concerned for Elias. Because I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Solo's bad enough when he has to follow the rules. Solo's so much like Umaga, right? He moves and acts just like him. His mannerisms, even before they gave him the Samoan Spike, are very Umaga-like. It's crazy how much he's he's like his uncle. Like, this is my favorite spot of the whole match, though. I don't get. It's the sound it makes. For it me. really is. <laughs> I go back one more time. He's gonna hear the sound again. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a glorious sound. <laughs> oh, 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 going after Elias for more opportunity. Oh, no, 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 no. See this one through. 2023. Good night. Rough. Now at pace. Spread the danger. Now the tumble. Oh. Spinebuster. Elias. Oh, man. Oh, good. Oh, no. 
And then this guy who I never heard of, this country singer called Hardy. Who the fuck's Hardy? We don't know country. Who listens to country? Are there people who do that? I don't live that far in the south, my god. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, after that you get your six-man tag team match. Kevin Owens and the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford against the Bloodlines, Jimmy and Jey Uso and Sami Zayn. It starts off with a brawl. Everybody's already pissed in the ring, right? Yeah, but you could see like from Jump Street. And I love how like fans be like, oh, it could be a heel turn. Montez isn't all the way there because he's worried about Bianca. Because the girls just got busted up not maybe an hour earlier. Yeah, her face was literally shattered. It had to be stapled back together. Like, I, I don't know how people see this and it's like, oh, it's a heel turn. Like, what? No heel turn. But he didn't do anything heelish. See, it's like this match is the last thing on his mind at that point. Yeah, you know, it kind of sucks. Very stressful. Jeff Hardy's doing country music now. Yeah, when he's sober. I mean, hey, according, according to Matt, he's been fine lately, so... Oh god, look at Dawkins. Flying Out there making it. Flying high. Not Jeff Hardy. Hardy Yo, he's in incredible high. shape, isn't he? Yeah, I like that super kick there to the side of the head. <laughs> Yo, the Usos have like one of the most consistently good looking super kicks out of like a lot of people right now. I've always felt that way about them. Yeah. Would you say they have probably some of the best super kicks when it comes to like a singles or tag team? Fans sometimes only think black and white, not shades of gray, and that's because they trained them to be that way. The attitude era was all shades of gray. No, it's not. There's no such thing as yeah. the tweener anymore. Gone are the days of the tweener. <laughs> Dexter Loomis against Chad Gable being accompanied by Otis. What do you think? Oh, God. It's good to have Loomis around again. Good to have this Chad Gable around again. I'm not oh. like. This combination was strange for this match. Like, it worked out good. Like, everybody works good in this. It's just I didn't expect these two. Like, well, the thing about Raw is that with Triple H in charge, they let them work the way they did in NXT. So there's a lot more going on in the match. There's a lot less of the TV matches with the signature finisher, traditional finish, and a lot more sequences, a lot faster pace. That definitely works. Loomis goes yeah, over here. Loomis. Oh, wait, we got a Bailey promo. I can't skip a Bailey promo, right? That'd be terrible. Oh, hell no. No, 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 the no, sacrilege. no, 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 took you one year to put yourself right back there again they're the ones with the goals but you're taking all the glory i don't get upset i get better you and me end it right here are you serious i've already beat you find a partner i sure they would love to get their hands on you ain't that right it's gonna happen becky lynch the is it sasha banks truly incredible <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's the name again? Mercedes Monet? Is that Mercedes Monet? You fucking stupid. It's gonna be my running gag no matter what. 
Oh, dude, it's gonna be awesome. And the best part is, Sony Marks will believe it too, because they still hold out hope. It could be Bray Wyatt that's gonna have a guess on him. Like, is it Sasha Banks? It has to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's Sasha. Yo, I, yo, I can't. I can't wait for the next episode of Grayson Waller Effect. Is it Sasha Banks? Is she gonna be on it? <laughs> We should just start inserting it into this dumb shit. Like, stuff has nothing to do with wrestling. Aw, oh, look, it was Mia Yim. It wasn't Sasha Banks. What a fucking ripoff. Who is now officially Meechan. What do you mean officially? They, they stopped her from being... Oh, they really did fucking change her name yep. finally. God. Yep. They finally full-blown changed her name. Why? Marks don't get to have their way. This... First it was a nickname, now they took away me and Just stop fucking with her name. We have better more important <laughs> shit to worry about. Oh. oh come on guys. Meechin. Back to that shit again. That's why I thought we were done with it. Oh, Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, no, they, they only stopped because the fans assumed it was racist. No idea who you are. Alexa, Alexa, listen, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> you have completely lost control. No, I, I gained control over Bianca's headspace. And now she knows the only threat in that Robinson's championship actually belongs with me. Maybe you look like you got your ass kicked. Sadness. I love this. You think I'm playing a game? You think this is a game to me? Prison changes a man. <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> Too soon. I love this. Oh, you gone and done it. Prison changed him, man. Oh my god. But the last thing we saw that motherfucker was like, "Mommy, I won't make it to jail." <laughs> And King Quest is right. Why do you have a teardrop? <laughs> United States title match. Austin Theory defending against Seth Rollins. This is where Rollins fucks his knee up again, man. I can't believe this is happening. It has been so long since the last time. Like, it was just, I kind of just forgotten it was a thing. Like, well, not necessarily forgotten it was a thing, but just like the, the, the idea of him injuring it just stopped crossing my mind. Shit. They lost Styles and Rollins. Right, and like coming up on the start of the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, he should get a cool ride like Eddie, right? With the hydraulics? <laughs> How great would that be? Austin Theory, man, as much as there's a lot of people that aren't, they don't really appreciate his talent, now's the time. If there was ever a time to pull the trigger on this guy, fucking AJ Styles and Seth Rollins are gone. That's a, that's, a, that's a huge leap you could take up now. 
I really like the match, of course, because I like both these guys and the way they work. Everything was very smooth. I don't know why we're getting a SmackDown commercial. We don't need it. We know where SmackDown is. We're a wrestling show. <laughs> we do this. We out here. Yeah, but yeah, the match was incredible. Not shocking at all. Nice backbreaker there. Yeah, overall, like, no complaints, man. I love that freaking move. But then instead, he's the one who delivers Anushi Garoshi instead of letting Seth follow into the Falcon Arrow there. I like that. Like that little change up. Very I always cool love when people counter that move mid like combination. That's the danger of it. A little bit showboaty. When they're paying for it. And finally, theory is being used properly, not like a damn cartoon character. So that's another big change that we got here. Oh, dude's being a badass. That's the guy who was evolved champion. Yeah, if you could work with Rollins and have a match like this, that shows how good you are. The fans are invested in this too. That's another important thing. Ref bump! Pedigree for given to me by my father. Papa H. Well, we're going to get two ref bombs. That would have been great, right? <laughs> oh, we got two right there. That is rough. And Austin Theory takes it. We're going to have to show the injury, though. I don't know exactly yeah. when it is that it happened. See, I saw him selling after he took the uh, took the after he uh, hit him with that pedigree. Well, I mean, no, we have the actual physical. Oh, so at some yeah, his knee gave on him. So that's where it happens. Trying to elevate him up for a buckle bomb, probably. That buckle bomb is going to be the death of him or somebody else. I was I was at the SummerSlam. Remember, the wife and I were at the SummerSlam where he took out Balor. Balor wound up winning the title and fucking relinquishing it the next day. Yeah, and then Sting was not too long the after Sting that. He stopped using the buckle bomb then, for a while. And then the buckle bomb with Kane is where he fucked himself up. And now with, and now with uh, Austin Theory, is number four. Maybe, maybe just don't use... Fuck the buckle bomb, man. See, the problem enough. with that logic, though, is that it's been so long since something's gone wrong with the buckle bomb. No, enough, enough. Like, but it has enough of a track record with him specifically where it's like, yeah, don't, don't do that. Tired of him running shit I enjoy with that <sighs> buckle bomb. He's fine without it. He's a great wrestler. He didn't need it. It's just a fucking risky move. It's like, it's like obviously, you know, the world doesn't want him to have it. Cody versus John Cena main. And I kind of feel like Cody needs to be groomed to be the guy who dethrones uh Reigns, if anyone, he's the only one that actually makes sense to me to be someone who does it. Yeah, like if it's gonna be Cena against somebody, I mean, it's gonna be it needs to be somebody who needs the moment. Cody doesn't need that moment. So yeah, we got a problem here. Oh God, not again! Yes, again. Say it ain't so. It doesn't look as bad as last time. I feel like last time he was in a lot worse shape. I can't say for sure, though, you know? Yeah, hopefully it's not as bad as last time was. See, last time, I mean, he was able to get the most of the match this time. So. Absolute limit tonight here in Nashville. No, 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 no. no, no. Limit? 
Seth freaking Rollins tonight reached his limit. He reached his limit and was left in the past. And you know where this United States Championship is right now? It's in the now. And it belongs to me. It belongs to Mr. All Day. And anybody that wants to step up, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're going to get sent home. And me, I'm going straight to the damn top. And that is A-Town Down. Raw did 1.605 million viewers, 0.41 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Big money numbers, as always. Way beyond anything happening anywhere else. Just to throw you up there. 1.6. Yeah, they went up about 400,000, about 500,000 viewers from last week when they had a 0.27 in the 18 to 49 demographic. And that's only because it was the day after Christmas. At their worst, they're beating AEW with their second show because SmackDown does numbers above this. See, and you notice, like, when WWE jumps, their numbers jump, it's, like, sometimes in the six figures. Like, it's not like it'll be, like, 10,000 here, 50,000. They'll jump, and sometimes it'll be, like, 100,000 viewers. Mm-hmm. Like, they get big boy numbers, and they have big boy jumps. <laughs> they really do. They, they, those are adult numbers right there. Either way, we still, before we wrap up here, Dan, it's one of our longest shows. First show of the year. In the eight years we've been doing this, and it's like one of our longer shows, just because there's so much going on opening the year. But we're, we're, the last thing we got to do on our journey is we got to cover AEW Dynamite episode 170, which came to us from Seattle, Washington. They had their whole new set and stuff. I don't really care too much. I mean, it looks fine, you know. This was the climate. It looks, pretty, it, it looks better when entrances happen. This was the Climate Pledge Arena. And it looks better when they're standing at the top of the ramp and doing promos. I will give them that. Yeah. They start right away with a singles match. But I'm going to let the intro, just so you could look at the intro a little bit, see how it looks. See, they have a, it, it's more presentable, you know? Yeah, it has more of like a, 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 more like a big money feel to it. Yeah, like, it, like there's a lot more... LCD LED shit going on back there, you know, a lot busier. <laughs> and I like the banners, the red and blue banners across the top. There, it looks solid, you know. I don't really yeah. have any complaints to it. This looks like they definitely put a lot more into like the the visual presentation. Like we're not gonna make this thing look indie. Let's make this look high class. Mm-hmm. So then that brings us to our match, singles match. Chris Jericho being accompanied by Angelo Parker and Matt Menard against Ricky Sarks. And yeah. Amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Jericho's looking good. You know, I like the fact that he. Uh, what what's up with Aubrey and her makeup? What did she do? Like what what happened? I don't know. Go back a little bit here. What 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 happened, Aubrey? What happened? <laughs> Aubrey's like I'm gonna be the next for the rounds again. Damn it! She's trying to match the fucking. She's trying to match the set. <laughs> what she's going for? She's trying to look like the like the top of the ramp. She wants to match the top of the ramp. I don't understand. Whatever. Anyway, try not to let <laughs> the New try not to let glow in the dark Aubrey distract you from the action here. Jericho going up against Ricky Stark, looking very solid. Nice flying forearm there. You know, I love his drop kick. Great form. Overall, really looks solid. Beautiful sit out power mom. Mm-hmm. She strips after the show. I hope not. You know. Oh. Just make some premium content. You'll probably make more money. Mandy Rose is already a millionaire. Literally. Right. Man, a million in a month. Yeah. Codebreaker. I like that he flailed his arm to try to get out of the ugly walls of Jericho. 
I'd rather see a lion tamer any day of the week, but I don't know. A lot of people can't take that. I I've noticed, though, he seems to use the walls to set up the lion tamer now. Mm-hmm. Whenever he does get a chance like he, to do he, it. He puts you in the line, he puts you in the walls of Jericho knowing it's not going to finish, but he knows he'll be able to get in uh, the, the lion tamer later. Yeah, nice tornado DDT there. Beautiful spear. This guy's good, man. It's hard to believe the Ryback ever slapped food into his ear. You know, yes. Want to look at Ryback now? <laughs> so many of these Jericho people. Here comes Action Andrade, the man himself that Jericho wants to put over. The man with the big freaking. Does he have a black eye or something? He does. I think so. God damn. Boy, you got war wounds already. Look at you. And look at that. There's so many of these guys. I hate to say it, but it's like the Jericho thing's gotten really out of control. Like they numbers game like a motherfucker, right? That was a, a freaking descent there, boy. That table didn't even try to resist. Nope. It was like, I'm not the table. <laughs> not the one. Not even close. Can you go in the ring? There is nothing that I wanted more to come out here tonight and tell you I'm good to go. I am not medically cleared to compete. Uh. What I want is the same thing John Moxley wants, and that's next week at the forum. And John, I will knock your dick in the dirt. Well, always raring to go. I will knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> I will knock your dick in the dirt. Well, always raring to go. Always. What movie? What movie is that from? That sounds like a movie quote, don't it? That's what. No, that's what. Uh, Razor Gem said. That's what. Taking something so beautiful. Seattle. Seattle. Fucking my gun. Okay. I love that, dude. Fucking my gun. Okay. Yo, that's just that's just so Moxley, you know. Make sure the mic always works with him. That's from Breakfast Club. That dick, that that punch your dick off thing. Really? That is amazing. Cowboy, that makes me absolutely sick. You think I'm mad at you because you knocked me out? Is that is that really what you think? And when I stood face to face with you, you didn't let me get a word in. Or you made a joke. You nearly took my career from me. I think I know why, because I think in that moment you felt threatened. I've had a month to stew on what you said to me. And effective. And if anyone knows about that, it's me, John. And I've had two in the chamber. You get them at the forum. Did you think next time is gonna be any different? Your little punk ass doesn't belong in the ring with me. And next week, 
I'm gonna make sure this time you don't get back up. On Moxley and Hangman Adam Page before he could potentially face Moxley at the forum. That's a lot of references there. What's up, Spartan Jesus? How you doing? What's going on, brother? They came for everybody in that one. <laughs> World Tag Team Title Match: The Acclaimed against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, being accompanied by Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt, or as I like to call them, TNA. Not so great, Kali. You know the match is good, man. I can't believe Jeff Jarrett's doing his best fucking work. Now in his life, what is happening? I hate man? it so much. I had to grow up watching <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, thirty plus Fuck, years of man. Jeff Jarrett, and now he's doing his best shit. Tag team TNA also. <laughs> like what is fucking happening? But it's hard to knock them because everyone looks so so good. Daily has always been solid, but Jarrett's doing his best work at this point in his career, and Billy Gunn looks great as always. It's so weird. Can you walk up a bitch slap? Like, what the fuck? Right, Spartan? If you worked like this 20 years ago, it'd be different. I don't know. It's, it's so hard. Because Jesus, he's doing good. It's making me mad how good he's doing. Like, dude, why are you this good? I want to hate you right now. You, ugh, you're making it difficult. He probably feels right at home here. It's like Impact now. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is, man. Let's call it what it is. It, they had a chance before Triple H got in control. Now it's just not going to happen. But yeah, he can go. He can definitely go. Look at some of this, man. Everything is perfect form. His selling. Good timing. Everyone's always where they're supposed to be. And Jared's keeping up with it all. Just crazy. Yeah, we got to call all the refs up to get rid of this guy. Yeah, I like that discus forearm to the back. No lethal combination for you. Hits him with the freaking Bailey finisher. Sanjay, you little bastard. Look at that. We're going to get the Yo, dusty they... finish. We dusty finished them. They fucked with the fans so hard on that. Yeah, we're not having any of that shit. No. What's up, Willie? At least they keep the titles. Yeah, that's why right. you got Dusty finished there. Who is going to be Soraya's partner? And and that's been the big question. Uh, the bigger question here is, will Soraya ever get it? Doesn't get what this company means to us. She doesn't understand what we mean to AEW. What AEW truly means to me and Brett. We're AEW originals. I think it's safe to say, Jamie and I both, you know, although a little different, it took us a little bit to figure out what the hell we were doing. How has she not made a decision yet who her partner is? But Jamie is the champion. I'm the boss. She's the killer. I'm the pillar. Dr. Britt Baker, D.M. 
PTSD. After the last year that I had, I wasn't sure there was anybody left that I could count on. But maybe I spoke too soon. Lee Moriarty and Stokely, you guys have made it very clear that you are looking for some sort of a problem. How about next week in my hometown of Los Angeles, California, for one night only, Hook and I take care of business. They're calling him Jungle Hook. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't stick. Ryan Anderson versus Tony Nese. I wish I was more excited about this match. Even without the excitement, the match really did did justice, you know. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. It's just like this is the closest to anything they've actually done with Tony Nese since he's been here. Brian Danielson needs a feud. He needs a consistent storyline. That's a feud, not just him wrestling random people while being Brian Danielson. That's the biggest problem that we're having right here. He's not being utilized correctly. Nothing Brian Danielson does ever really has any booking to it. It's just here's a match and it has the dragon in it, so it's gonna be good. Let's see what happens. We know what's gonna happen. It's time to give him some sort of a consistent storyline, some continuity for the guy. I think MJF was the only thing he's really had last week. But the, but there's such a slow burn on that. It's great to be home. I'm feeling a little froggy. And I'm ready for another fight. MJF, get your ass out here. X to B. Cut my music, cut my music. Brain damage, Brian. Let me get this straight. You want me to come into that ring and wrestle you, Ryan? How about no? They chant your name every single week. But I was just standing in there in the back while you were talking. And with all due respect, Brian, back in 1981, and Mama Danielson, just like all the mothers here in Washington, couldn't find a human suitor. All the boys talk about your mother and how many human suitors that she's had. Oh. oh. I love that he names podcasts. That's brilliant. <laughs> he should have named Conrad Thompson. Did he ever get put over him? It's time for us to fight. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. He's just tapped the anger issues on this guy. Can you believe this? He gets so much heat. It's ridiculous. They fucking hate him. For the Triple B, March 5th, Revolution, no questions asked. Dude, Mark Sterling's a horrible lawyer. First of all, watch your mouth, you fat skank! Go ahead, please, pick any... <laughs> Jesus! My challenge is for a one-hour Iron Man match! Jesus, I can't remember the last time I seen the fans go rabid at somebody like the way they do with him, man. Holy shit. I'm gonna put the nail in the coffin and I'm gonna kick your damn head in. But Brian Danielson needs to get through February 8th. Local affiliates swerve Strickland. It's crazy. Skip all the swerve bullshit. AR Fox versus Swerve Strickland. What do you think over here? 
Oh, this was actually. I remember what made this match so exciting. The fact another that Lucha stood- Underground rematch. I thought you were gonna say the fact that they stood in the air almost the entire time it was like a Marvel versus Capcom. Well, that match. too. <laughs> but yeah, this was um, this was a season three feud. Basically, it was uh, at the time Dante Fox versus Killshot. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, they yeah. had a whole crazy storyline where like Killshot abandoned Dante on the field. They ended it with a hell of war match. With apparently Swerve still does that match. What? It's like a hardcore three stages of hell match, and he still does it on the indies. But that spot there, I've seen them do that before too. <laughs> crazy, right? It is, man. You know what I do love Hold is on, something I've noticed. Oh, for a what I love, we, what I love, we saw it with the um, with the uh, the Santos Escobar Ricochet match, and we're seeing it with this one. These guys who work together, not just on the Indies but in Lucha Underground, the level of comfort they have with each other, like they're pulling out moves they don't do against anybody else. Just don't kill each other with that comfort. Words being thrown in your direction from Britt Baker and from Jamie Hayter. It's typical Britt, isn't it? I mean, she's trying to gatekeep the AEW women's division. Them, and you know what's not cool? I got screwed out of my championship because of them. And so you've seen it about who exactly your tag partner. I'm so excited. You know, we've been trending every single week with this, which I'm very excited about. And you know what? I learned that we have the best matches in the world. Tony, you're going to be my partner. I'm really excited, sir. We do have a bond. We yeah. do, and I'm just really excited about it. Back to you. Gia thought it was Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I love this one. They have a funeral for FTR. I have no idea what to say about this. And by the way, oh, it wasn't Sasha Banks. That's the mystery partner for Soraya. It's Tony Storm. Yeah, be all right. Thank you. Thank you all for coming. We're here to pay our respects to FTR's legacy. I don't know if I can get through this, but I will try. They traveled the world. They worked at a bunch of promotions. They called themselves seven-star FTR. They were ten stars in our heart. A legacy that we watched them build for 10 years, the guns destroyed in 10 minutes. As we all remember and honor the legacy of FTR in a moment. FTR not here tonight. Or are they? (laughs) They trolled you. Harsh. Tag team match: Kira Hogan and Sky Blue against Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. Look at that, red versus blue. Bet you didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> Where are the War Hawks? Very creative. This was a decent match, though. Yeah, it was all right. I guess they're tired of the baddies because this is the culmination of the whole thing where Red Velvet pretty much abandons her. Yeah, but a cool little detail. Shout out to um, I like that tag right there. I like that tag right there. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> if you're so not gonna let, not gonna tag me, bitch. I'm gonna tag you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But definitely, uh, props to Jay Cargo for her uh, China X7 inspired gear. Is that what that is? Yep, that's the same shade of uh, purple that China wore at WrestleMania 17. I do remember WrestleMania 17. That's when she power bombs uh freaking Ivory to go over. She, how um freaking. What's the hell's the name? Right to censor Ivory versus China. Ends with the yeah. power bomb. Murder, she murdered poor Ivory. <laughs> yeah, wow. Interesting. I didn't catch that. Good eyes there, man. I've, I, I've gotten in a habit when it comes to Jade of paying attention to the stuff she wears because a lot of it tends to be very deliberate. Here's TNA. One thing TNA. Here. Is, you're looking at the new tag team champion. Damn. Oh, shut up. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That brings us to the main event. The AEW TNT title match. Samoa Joe defending against Darby Allen. Yeah, of course, Darby always starts in the air, going as crazy as humanly possible. What were your thoughts in on this In the air, match? full speed. You know, skateboards, every single thing that you could possibly think of in like just a single violence. match. It's going to fly off. I'll kill you with everything I can. It was just murder at this point. Unless he kills himself eventually. Cause, man, he really just can't, launches himself. It's not like he's that small to be doing it. That's nasty. That Uranagi right there in the steel steps. Take oh, that. my God. Right. I can't believe he fucking did that to him right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Razor, that was uh, Nick Wayne. That was, um, I believe he um, wrestles for Defy now. Well, he will once he graduates high school. Brutal. Ugh. One day Darby's going to really hurt himself, man. He's going to be like Jeff Hardy. What's yeah, frightening me with Darby is I'm like, the stuff he done... It should have happened already, and it hasn't. And the skateboarding spot was nasty. Yeah, look at that. He has to multiple coffin drop. He has to coffin drop his brains out in order to go <laughs> over here. And Darby comes home and gets his belt back. And they had the they had the confetti ready, and Sting's ready to celebrate, even though he had no faith in him originally. No, I'm kidding. He had faith. He just didn't want to. He picks yeah. him up. My son. That is a celebration. What are your thoughts? Oh, loved it. What I love about that match is it's the coolest, you know, the classic David and Goliath. But this is the case where Goliath is damn near suicidal because Darby is out of his fucking mind. He really is. But I do right? like the fact that like certain things Darby did, he had to do to make up for the fact that he was so much smaller, like um, like that swanton off the top of the ladder. He had to kind of think outside of the box. To be able to deal with Joe, because I mean Joe tossed him around like it was nothing. But but uh, this was a it was a really fun match. Stylistically went exactly how you would figure it to go. And I mean, congrats to Darby now a two time TNT champion. What's up, Ryan? But this goes back to the unbalancing issue that we have with the landscape of of uh, I almost said Impact. My God, of, of AEW. Oh, we're like. You have Samoa Joe who was just feuding with Wardlow and being pr 
presented as this unstoppable monster and even a threat to Wardlow, who they're trying to elevate and push further. And you have Darby, who, although he's considered formidable, he just fucking killed Joe, who had the double titles. It's just weird. It's not like to take anything away from Darby, but what an imbalance of scales to have. Where just a little while ago, this motherfucker was destroying Wardlow, and now, it, you know, Darby's able to do the whole David and Goliath storyline with him like a couple of right. short weeks later. They didn't even give the fans time to forget. Yeah, we are still live. You're damn right, E.B. We don't play around here. He just here. cut his hair, what, two weeks ago? Like, We're going hard for 2023. That's what this is, E.B. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what to say, man. Like, I I like it, but I don't like it. I, I would have... It actually caught me off guard. I, I My wildest dreams wouldn't have expected for Darby to have gone over there after the way they've been pushing. Yeah, I, I didn't expect... I didn't even factor... I didn't even take into the factor that Darby was in his hometown, but yeah, I, I didn't think Darby was winning. When they were pushing Wardlow for the past, what, year? I found it a little questionable that Joe was the one to beat him for the title in that feud in the first place. I thought, hmm. But I was open-minded, and I said, okay, let's see where this goes. We're going to have Joe go over him. But now if Joe's going to lose to Darby, that didn't make anybody look good. I guess it makes Darby look good. But was that even the goal? That's not the guy that they've been booking or pushing. (laughs) It just almost feels like like they just decided, like, ah, okay. Like, it does feel like this was, like, what was going to happen, you know? Like, like, what's that mean for Wardlow and Joe now? Are they just going to be real with the TV title? Whoever thought that in 2023 we'd be looking at continuity and SmackDown, Raw, and NXT across the board looking good. Then we come to AEW and we're like, well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right? Like, it, we, we, the whole point of this company was to escape this kind of shit. And now they're like the largest culprit of it. In the beginning, remember last year, it was like everyone was all positive. We were AEW and this is great and it's a wonderful world we're in. And now here we are watching, we watch SmackDown Raw and everything. We don't really even talk about anything issue wise. They seem to know what they want to do, whether we agree with it or not. We can't question if it makes sense. We could just like it or dislike it. With this, we're constantly going, why the fuck did they do that? Why the fuck did they choose this? It's like they, they became. You know, it's one of those things like Batman. You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. They've literally become all of the things that were the problem to fucking begin with. Does that include hiring CM Punk? No. <laughs> it kind of does. Like, don't for nothing at this point, for Jesus me, it Christ. turned. Because, like, for me, I soured on AEW the second it was clear that Tony Khan doesn't have a fucking spine if you're a big enough name. Whereas now we have in Triple H somebody who has clearly a spine and a half and is like, I need to get this shit right. It Whereas feels like Tony's just like, we were, my 3.5 million rating. It feels like just yesterday we were complaining about how bad WWE was and we were looking for a savior and we were this was it, what we all hoped it was going to be. And I was like, not a fucking thing makes sense. They have a roster that at one point looked like a lucrative roster, but then it got so bloated that it's like... It can't be anything but lucrative. If you would if you would own everything, then everything's better than nothing, right? Like if you have enough wrestlers that are good, obviously you're going to get all of them at some point. It's not really a right. matter of doing that, though. It's a matter of optimizing. If you have 200, 300 wrestlers, yeah, I'm going to assume that there's some that there's some gold mines there. But that's not what it used to be. And again, the booking doesn't make sense to me From week to week. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Whether I like it or not doesn't even matter anymore. It's more like I just don't understand. I don't think I don't get the impression that they're doing anything more than hot shot booking. It feels like from week to week they're just coming up with whatever seems like it might pop. Just whatever's gonna pop them. And then we'll fucking worry about the rest later on because I don't understand anything that led to Darby getting the title here. <sighs> Especially because we've seen Darby try to get that TNT title back multiple times and fail 
I just figured it was going to be one of those things where it's like he had that moment, but he's not going to get it again. But it just—it's uh, it has nothing to do with Darby. It's just that it all started with Samoa John Wardlow. It's like I don't even know if Tony knows what he's doing anymore. I think he's just. Wardlow's not in a better spot, which I don't, you know, again, I'm not the biggest Wardlow <laughs> fan or anything. I, I you know, I, he's okay, but I see, I understand why they're trying to push him. But none of this puts the guy who they originally had set out to, to elevate into a higher spot. It doesn't even put Darby in a higher spot. It literally puts him back where he was. It gives, it makes Joe look weaker again after, and to be honest, Joe having the two titles was the strongest that he has looked in years because of having those two titles. So we put Darby back where he was, Joe back, what the fuck was fixed? You know, it's kind of, <laughs> this, in the, the titles of Seattle, because the last time he wrestled in Seattle, he yeah, stop it then. Don't come. Seattle hates this guy or something. It doesn't matter. Title to Seattle, Joe. Yo, how do you book that many weeks? Those three guys wind up where they were originally. Is it- because you're skiing slopes, right? You're kind of living in the Alps while everybody else is in reality. Damn. It's weird because normally we're that or whatever. It's like I just Nobody don't know anymore. Do. I don't. I don't even know anymore, man. There, where it's like it's it's to the point where I I don't know what to suggest. You have a good rock. You kind of lost your way. The CM Punk thing is unnecessary. The about this and it's like that's sort of not really going the way that it used to. All of C didn't really get to happen the way they did. They had Matt Hardy, so we find the the broken Matt Hardy shit, and they did it badly and poorly with the tunnel. He, it's, it's almost like he, he came up with as many shitty Matt Hardy gimmicks as go with the only thing that got him over in the better half of a decade, and Tony Khan wasn't mad being big money mad and angry mad and private shit, and just go back to the one thing that we brought you here for. I don't even think we'd be the broken thing. It's just... Wait. When it comes to AEW with this shit, I'm to the point. I'm to the same point. I'm with WWE. You're either gonna fix it or you need to. I I I think I give up trying to figure out what they because they they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. It's like every time they're given. W was run by Vince and it was going into the fucking hell. It was even better than Dixie Bishop shot at this. They had that whole time where people were literally crying, and not only did they sit in it, but now it's like it's just way too late. It's, it feels like history is just condemned to repeat itself there's always going to be like a wcw and it's all of the old wwe guys and other guys from japan and other things and then i've been through this three times already remember i grew up during the monday night watched this happen with impact and now here we are again i can't believe that it turned too far gone now you know it's too far gone seattle does this microphone I'm not gonna be out here long. I I remember coming to Serena Bay. I show from Kent Station down here. Times on that Metro bus. I'm watching. Okay. But it's crazy because when I told people I graduated high school at 115 pounds, well, shit, I'm 120 now, but. It's crazy because like I really never believed in myself and I'm telling everyone here whether you have kids or it's yourself if someone has a fucking dream you live it don't listen to anybody nobody you listen to yourself and God it'll get you further than you've ever known but I'd like to introduce some people real quick 
Hey, Nick, jump the guardrail. Hey, I seen a WWE staff member get fired for that shit. Well, I guess here it doesn't matter. Who the fuck is that? Well, you gotta remember, Darby actually matters, so. You got some random Spanish bitch. Who the fuck is that? I don't know if you guys know Nick Wayne. Oh, is that who that is? I've seen him before. Yep. That's Nick Why Wayne. Look, how come he looks so generic there? This year, I gave him a contract at Defy Wrestling. Wow, he looks like a regular. Clothes. He's in the most generic outfit. I was like, who the fuck is that? He's like some guy. I've known this kid since yeah. I was nine years old. His father trained me. And, you know, Buddy Wayne's not here no more, but Nick. Fucking goddamn it, I know he'd be proud. Good lord, thank God we're not on the Turner station anymore. They'd be spinning in circles on this, huh? <laughs> and maybe one day. They broke a dumb button by now. <laughs> But until then, you gotta graduate high school. Yeah, good idea. Kid looks like freaking like he just came out of a womb. We got a whole shill out of wrestling to come, so stay in your seats. And let's show the AEW locker room what Seattle is all about. Still a good promo, you know. Can't take away. It's like all of the different pieces of AEW individually all work so well, but when you put them together, they don't make sense. It's crazy, you know. It's just but I do like that promo though. It's like I like that it wasn't even Darby in character anymore. It was just like a hundred and twenty pound kid from Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Dynamite did 864,000 viewers with a point twenty six in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Literally about freaking. 12,000 less than last week's episode that did a 876,000 for last year with the point 28 in the 18 to 49 demographics so they were yeah still hovering onto the 1 million what do you want me to say man oh they're uh, God, yeah. they are uh, they're not doing smackdown or raw numbers i don't know what will ever get them back to that million again they gotta fix a ton of shit to get back there but even if they fix it like, it's like that, that that's not gonna make a wave of people come in like they've used all of their big uh debuts all up in like two years you know what i mean like there's not really like something they can promise that would get a whole bunch of eyes on them and even if they did have one more thing to promise they no longer have like a landscape that's booked tight enough for the sustainability of that demographic this is what happens every time there's a secondary company i really couldn't think of what they could offer people what cm punk coming back again It's no nobody knows. There's really no one who's who who they can not get or nothing. They're just going to be an eight hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand viewer with that average of point twenty five in the eighteen to forty nine demographic forever. To be fair, it's only their first couple of years in existence. These are baby steps. There's still, I guess, things that can be done. They just did so much in such a short period of time that it's hard to even determine what those things are. And that's just a sad. Right, they're they're gonna have to start thinking, like no more of this. Okay, what can we do next year? It needs to be like, what can we do like three, four, five years from now? Like they need to start planning way for the future to fix this shit, and not stuff that can just happen like overnight. It needs to be stuff that needs that they need to start building on top of what they got now and carefully do that shit because if they just throw willy-nilly like tony's been doing oh yeah london bridge is coming right jack down oh 
boy. Well, like, this it, is... it, 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 there's so many things to fix. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, and we have another whole new year to talk about this. To think, I would have, if you would have, a year ago, me would have never imagined things are the way that they turned out here. For better or worse, it's definitely different. You know, so it's going to certainly be interesting to see where the hell we go next, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be an intriguing year. Hopefully, the year starts to get better than it started. But we, we, we got, what, 300-something days to hope. So, <laughs> yeah, well, here is hoping. And the rest of the stories I'm going to just put by the wayside and we'll add them to next Thursday show. If there's anything, if nothing more interesting has broken since, which I doubt because something interesting always breaks. All right, guys. We are going to be wrapping up here. Thank you to everybody who hung out, you nocturnal bastards like us, for the very late one. You know we normally try to hit for that 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but worst case scenario, we're on here at midnight every single Thursday. I'll try to shoot for a little bit earlier next week. And don't forget that things don't end on this channel. We're here pretty much every single day, and now it's going to be gaming. We're going to be launching some new games. We're going to go back to Fantasy Star Online. We're going to finish Crisis Core. We're going to finish streaming High on Life. We're going to finish the Dio Field Chronicles. We're going to do some Fortnite with you guys in the chat room. And a bunch of other games that we can play with chat room participation. Thank you for raiding earlier, guys. Uh, thank you for all of the new follows. Thank you for all of the new subs throughout the year. Thank you for bringing us to our, what is this, our eighth or our ninth year. I'm losing track. Who knows? But whatever. It is nine. Thank you. It is nine. We're going into nine. God. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 556, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here. New year, more Sasha. Eh, happy wrestling, everybody. Shut it down. <laughs>